0: show brought to you by
1: BTO Sports.com. broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic supercross playing on the VCR and now introducing your hosts Steve Mathis, V-O-G-K-Dub Kenny Watson and the tweet at Tits Legendary Q&A segment brought to you by btosports.com
2: I just don't like the guy. The guy's
3: just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the show, The Pulp Omex Show, presented by BTO Sports.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. Where Anaheim 1 is in the books, it is gone. And thank you again for coming on. The Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTO Sports.com. X Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Worst Connection, Viv and Home Automation, Tech One Designs. Fly racing, free gun underwear, they're all on board. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me as usual, my friend, my companion. A good guy, Kenny Watson. Watson, what's up?
4: Uh, how's everybody doing? Good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good.
3: You look you look you look all right tonight. You look angry a little bit.
4: No I'm seem a little, a little angry. I'm a little beat down, not feeling uh, that well, but uh we'll get through it. A little on the edge. No, I'm not on the edge. I just uh feeling a little uh okay. sickness coming on or something. All but, right. uh, I'll be all right.
3: You got your jacket zipped up and uh yeah. Good to and go and as usual taking your calls, screening everything, giving away the prizes, producing the show, therefore making a lot of mistakes, none other than the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up?
4: Team Tits all the way, bro. Yeah, Team Tits. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Kenny Watson is now Team Tits. (laughs) Yeah. He's Team Tits, and then sometimes he's not. Like, he's very, very. uh, I'll I'll take it when I can get it. Okay, all right. Sounds good. No, I
4: think we're all good now. Ever since that whole thing happened with, uh, what's his name, Rourke? O'Rourke. No, I'm not even going to say the guy's name right. He doesn't even deserve it, but me and Tits are on the same team.
3: All right, okay, fantastic. Hey, our guests tonight, Justin Brayton, uh, Kevin Wyndham, and Monster Tom McGovern from Kawasaki. He's got, Monster Tom's coming on to talk about the uh, Kawasaki Pulpomec Show T-shirt design giveaway contest that we have flying two people from wherever they live in, the, in America to Anaheim, too, and getting the full VIP treatment. And Monster Tom's uh, coming on to tell us all a little bit more about it Get your, uh, get your designs in now. Tits, uh, we've got some good ones. Yes, we do. We've got
5: some really good ones. We've got some bad ones. We have some less than stellar ones. That's correct.
3: Uh, but uh, it's going to be a difficult decision. Right now, there's three of them, I think, that are in the front runner. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the deadline is uh, Sunday. So get them in this week yep. uh, to win this awesome contest to uh, go to Anaheim, too, and basically hang out like a baller. Uh, James Lissamore is in the house tonight, ace photographer. He's just listening to the show. Thanks, James, for all that you do for us. Which we haven't quite figured out.
4: Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out, too. Um,
3: and, uh, as, as of course, we're going to take your call, 702-586-7857. So give us a call, and, uh, and we'll let you know what's up. We're going to give away Free Gun Underwear tonight, three pairs. We're also going to give away a Fly Racing Carbon F2 Andrew Short replica helmet. Moser cannot win. Oh, wow. He cannot win. He has Oof. the real deal already. What does he need yeah, to win for? he does. For? That's true. He's got the real one. So Wait, gonna, Shorty gave him a helmet? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, how's that for... Rider Love. That's he good. should give him a helmet, though, really, for all he does.
4: Yeah. Shorty's a good dude.
3: Yeah, Shorty is a good dude. <laughs> uh, Anaheim 1 has come and gone. Kenny, before we get to your Hart and Huntington team, uh, Ryan Villopoto. Everybody talked about how deep this field was and how competitive it was. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's in another league right now, it looked like. I mean, well, uh, yeah. he was clicking on all cylinders. His bike worked really well. It if he
3: like. Okay, the track, we'll get to the track. Wasn't the greatest. If he doesn't hole shot, does he still win? In your opinion,
4: I believe so. Me he too. was going; he was going almost a second and a half faster.
3: Yeah, that's that's what people were saying. Oh, you got the whole shot, of course. Yeah, when he but got the
4: whole shot, but how far did he win by?
3: Yeah, a lot.
4: I mean, <laughs> if if it was a freight train and all those, other... I mean, second, third, fourth, and fifth were all right there. Yeah, pretty much the whole race. Yeah. Um, well, Reed
3: fell late. He had a hand in hand for second, then he tipped over there. Yeah, but yeah.
4: exactly. But they were all right there. Right. I mean, they were all within striking distance. If yeah. someone, you know, grabbed. You Know, dug deep and found something more in the tank, they could have yeah. caught Reed.
3: Uh, Ryan Vilapoto, Chad Reed, Ryan Dungy, top three. Dungy breaks the KTM streak right away, right off the bat. Uh, yeah. what do you think of the Dunge or Reed for that matter?
4: Uh, Chad's solid. I, that, yeah. I, I did that, didn't surprise me. Uh, Vilapoto, I mean, uh, Dungy really didn't like, I wasn't really like, god, oh he's, god, he's yeah. so like, he looks awesome. He just looked like, ah, uh, you know, he was. Looked like the bike still needed some work. He didn't really look that comfortable out there, and that had to, could have a lot to do with the track. I,
3: I do want to see the I do want to see a longer whoop section before I make a total judgment on the bike. But obviously, they're in the ballpark. Five it's whoops is enough for you. No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, tits. Who were you cheering for this weekend?
5: I was telling Kent earlier that I I, I felt like an abused housewife who kept coming back to his uh, abusive husband or her abusive husband. I uh, I was rooting for Dungy. I'm not gonna lie.
3: Wow! Really? Just like yeah. that, huh?
5: I, I don't know. I don't know if it was just uh, reverting back to what I knew or, or whatever. But I just I couldn't help it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're a sucker.
5: I guess so. You're just a sucker. The heart wa- wants what the heart wants.
4: <laughs> hey, what do you he say? He's bad. like a like a battered wife. Just always goes yeah. back to the husband. Yeah, yeah.
3: can't help it. And uh, um, also coming on, Justin Brayton, fourth place. Great ride for Justin, considering he yeah, had to go, to go to the LCQ. Good for and, and did you see that crash in the heat race? Did you watch it again on t- on TV?
4: Yeah, um, it looked like, like Villapoto cross and sm- hit took him, and then he just took yeah, down him. And RV
3: almost went down, too. Yeah. Uh, he rode good. Justin Brayton. Jake Weimer, coming from the back, rode really good. I was uh, I was impressed with him, for sure. Um, what about your team? Ivan Tedesco running up front, top five. And he had the same kind of problems that he has a lot of times where he goes down. Yeah, and that, uh, that, and that I, looked ugly, that,
4: too. That, that wasn't uh, – yeah, I mean he's he's behind the bars, but I I can't say that he it was his fault um, all the way. I mean, yeah, he crashed, but he had a little altercation with Michael Essie when Michael Essie went over the finish line and claimed that he whiskey throttled it and um, went was going for the kill and went for Ivan's this is front row. when Ivan
3: got by him or no it was on. it
4: was it was on lap seventeen oh. they went over the finish line okay. and Mike Ivan went to the outside around the bowl and. Alessi was going to the inside and just crossed over the middle rut and freaking grabbed a handful and was going to smash Ivan and hit Ivan's front wheel and, and jacked up the front front uh, wheel a little bit and the rotor and the front brake was oh, okay. hanging up a little bit. so Dragging a bit. Um, Alessi fell. Ivan kept going. And then he went the, like half a lap later. He was going for that step on, step on, step on, step off. And he jumped and he kind of got cross right on. The front wheel dropped and the, you know, the front wheel yeah. didn't have full rotation. And he just clipped it. And went over the bars. Is he all right? It looked ugly. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, got yeah, the wind yeah. knocked out of him right. a little bit, but, you know, he he, he did good.
3: And afterwards, uh, Ivan had some words with Alessi? Just to yeah, say, he sure hey, did. What, uh
4: he went over there, and, um, you know, he wanted to talk to, to Mike, and uh, Mike came out and was trying to say, oh, I whiskey throttled it, I whiskey throttled it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So Ivan was like, all right, you know, whatever, th- things happen. And then he came back and told me, and I said, that's false, and we went back and and got the tape, and I showed Ivan what he did, and then that really pissed him off. And he went back over there and showed the tape to
3: – Oh, he went back for seconds. <laughs> yeah.
4: He went over there to talk to Mike, but Mike would not come out of the truck, so he showed it to Tony, and, and Tony said, yeah, you're right. That was a really dumb move on his part. So it is what it is. I mean, it's a long season to, to start making enemies the first race. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he was riding great. Mike was riding awesome. I thought
3: Mike was really good, yeah.
4: And, yeah. you know, Mike doesn't do that. Those guys pretty much finished fifth and sixth. Mm. They had it. They had it. Those guys had a, little, a gap. There was three laps to go, you know. They had a good, solid finish, and all they had to do was just chill out, and you know, whatever happened, happened, and and you know, we'll move on.
3: Yeah, um, Hanson. Hanson, Hanson.
4: uh He's he uh, he got tenth. He rode, you know. He rode good. He rode, you know, up to, to expectations, I thought. But when you start dead last on that kind of track, and yeah. with that deep a field, you only can move up so far. And he finished right behind Alessi and Wyndham, right on their tail. And uh, he rode okay. He rode. He wasn't, like, flashy, stellar, you know, oh, well, he's calling ass. He was, you know, he, he had to adjust the track. He wasn't a fan of the track either. So uh, he had to do what he had to do. So, I mean, all in all, it was a good night. Partridge Showed good speed all day long, and uh, in the LCQ, he fell twice in the heat race. Yeah. And in the LCQ, he hole-shotted, and Brayton passed him. He was behind Brayton, and he went into a corner and oh, got, t- 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 got tits hung is up.
3: Tits has got to eat on the air here. Tits has got to eat, eat McDonald's
4: on that's the That's okay. Air.
3: Yeah, at least my microphone's off, though.
4: And he got Can't he hooked it. his front brake on a, on a tough block and fell down, and hey, that's racing, and yeah. no excuses.
3: I, if he hadn't fallen in the LCQ— he, he qualifies. He looked pretty good, yeah. He qualifies. Yeah, yeah.
4: He qualifies. So, but, but you know what? Hey, I'm not taking anything away from anybody out there. That was a tough, tough, tough race. The track was complete. <coughs> the worst track I probably have ever seen in supercross. You go testing and you prepare on legit supercross tracks, and you get there, and the track has no flow. It's all jumping walls to flat to – you know what I mean? It's That's one of those tracks where your heart rate just spikes, and you pump up, and a lot of things happen. It wasn't a super cross track. There was no flow to it. And I, you know, but hey, everyone had to ride it. So there's no excuse there. And, you know, we'll move on. And it was a learning experience for us. I think my team did okay. Um, You know, we had one guy in the top 10. We should have had two guys in the top 10, but we didn't. We had 10th and 13th and we're just going to build on it. That's Mm -hmm. all we can do.
3: Uh, Josh Hill, the status of of,
4: of Hill? Uh, it's up. That's up in the air still. He's. I talked to him tonight or this afternoon, and he's still in a lot, a lot of pain. Um, they can't really find a break right yeah, now. Yeah, do
3: MRI or what?
4: Uh, they really, they're really trying to say the MRI is not going to find out. They're going to do some like stress test and bone stuff on him to uh-huh. see what's really going on. But um, if I'm a if I'm a betting man, I would have to bet that he wouldn't be racing this weekend. Oh um, yeah, wow. he's still in a Palmer. lot, a lot, a lot of pain. He hasn't t- called and said, hey, I can't pull it yet. But, you know, like I said, he's coming yeah. off an of injury anyways. And it's not like he's a contender. I'd rather have him sit out a race or two and, and get back to where he's comfortable than go out there and ride injured and, right. and, right. and make things worse.
3: Couldn't have started off any worse for him. Yeah, dude. Looking first <laughs> he race, first turn.
4: <laughs> and what happened was he got pinched between his frame and Brayton's frame. Yeah. So all Brayton, he fell and Brayton fell on top of his leg with the frame, uh, all the weight on his leg. And that's yeah. what happened. And he just said, Dungy, uh Villapoto crossed over and took out his front wheel, took out Brayton's front wheel, and Brayton just, you know, accordioned on him. So right, right. Yeah. It's just, it was just a racing yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah, it's kind so. of
3: racing, right? Um, um, what, do you, what, what were they trying, putting your uh, objective cap on, what were they trying to do with the track? What were they.
4: Dude, I have no what, clue. I have no what clue. Was what was good it. about
3: it? What was, what was do you think they were going for?
4: Safe and so uh, everyone stays safe, and they keep having like a you know a packed house so all the top guys don't get hurt. And but I I don't know, I I
3: mean, mean, the baseball stadium does sort of limit your you know, you can't build full lanes. And you know, I mean, Anaheim hasn't always had full lanes, and
4: yeah, but Anaheim's never been that lame of a track. I you know, I liked
3: it, I liked it, but I think I didn't have to race on it. But from a fans' point of view. It was kind of neat. The guys were moving around, and there was some good racing, and guys were passing. Guys were guys were doing all right it was, on there it. There
4: was one line. There was one line. It was it was definitely the fast way around the track was on the main line, and there was no switching up. There was no rhythm sections where you could go two three or you know th- you know four three yeah. or whatever you had to do. Wow. It was just I, I I'm, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know the guys building the tracks try to do the best they can, and no disrespect to Dirt Works, they do it the best they can. But you know what? Those aren't the guys racing the track. And yeah. I really think they need to go back to the old format where they let the racers you know, design yeah. a track. Right, Every, right. I mean, I don't care who it is. Those are the guys that have to race, and they're the ones that know what's going to happen.
3: Some of those uh, some of those rider ones uh, were pretty bitching, those rider design tracks. No doubt about it. Yeah, uh,
4: I'm, or uh, even get Ricky Carmichael or Jeremy McGrath to design a super, super, super cross track. You'd
3: like Carmichael, I bet. You'd love that I, track. I don't
4: care who it is. It could be Kyle Lewis. I don't care. <laughs> Someone I saw that KL there this weekend. So someone that you know, I I just I'm no disrespect to Rich and the Dirtwork guys, but dude, they don't race. They don't know what it. You know what I mean?
3: Well, they've been doing it for. The, you, could <laughs> you could have
4: fooled me you're, this weekend. You could have fooled me this weekend. You did not think they know. Well,
3: I gotta say you're being consistent because last week's show you said this track is gonna suck. You know, and and, and, and I,
4: I had to be behind, I mean, those guys, my guys went out and, and walked the track Then they rode their first practice, just a warm-up thing, and they came back and they said, dude, worst track ever. And uh, they were so down on it, and I'm like, okay, I get it, but you know what, everyone has to ride it, right. and you know what I mean, and yeah. it just all day it was a struggle for us. Bike set up, you know, the bike was too stiff. It wasn't needed to have, you know, in the stroke. The bikes, our bikes, were sitting super high. They could never settle. Yeah, you know what I mean because they were set up for you know big jumps and all that stuff. So we had to do make major changes all day long, and it was just never the bikes were never where they needed to be. The the
3: tricky the trickiness of the track came in the corners and the banks and the and the turns because the obstacles themselves. I I mean, there was nothing to separate anybody. It was all really really simple, really easy. I don't know. I mean, the guys I talked to. They were fuming about it. Those guys hated it. (laughs) Dude,
4: well, supercross, if you ask me what way a supercross track is, there should only be one or two flat turns in a supercross track, and that's at the start. And then maybe, like, you know, when you come over the finish line. Dude, there was, like, four to five flat turns. I mean, you need bowl turns. You need, you know, inside. uh,
3: Well, we know what happened with bowl turns. Can't have bowl turns.
4: Well, that's what you need. Bikes are going
3: to fly into the stands and kill people. Well, you
4: could put bowl turns where they're not going to fly into the stands. Yeah, I mean they 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 take the first ten rows out anyways. Right, right. So I mean I don't know. I just think that it's you know I think everyone's trying to do the best they can. And of course, I think yeah, overall, there's no there's
3: no willingness to screw it up. I think yeah.
4: overall, Feld did an awesome job this weekend. I mean they there was a packed house. It seems like they opened the pits up to the public for the first time. There was no security.
3: Um, really?
4: I mean that's what's what I heard. People were just walking through. Uh, you know, and all in all, it was it was a good it was a good deal. Uh-huh. It was a good weekend. It seemed like there was a lot of people there. A lot of people were pumped, and uh, hey, it was it was good racing. And you know what? They I don't oh. think anyone really cares about what the riders and stuff think, long as it, it – It's a show.
3: It's it put was on, a show. Yeah, and that's sad. Um, I yeah. think the
4: riders eventually are just gonna have to say, "Hey, we're not gonna race."
3: Interesting to ask uh, K-Dub this question.
4: Yeah, um, yeah, he um. he would be the one to ask.
3: Hey, don't forget, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can buy the Bulbamax app on iPhones. We've got an app coming out for the droids as well coming in so you guys can get all this information after the show as well to listen back anytime you guys want. What about uh, your team overall, your 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 pit presence? You happy with it?
4: Oh, uh, yeah. You wrapped the, the chairs. Yeah, everything. Every, I mean, I couldn't ask, you know. My, Tits, my, chairs are wrapped. My whole team did Tits. an awesome job. Tits. Chairs, from, uh, chairs
3: are wrapped this year. I saw that. They look good. Yeah.
4: I think Very even our personalized,
3: how's that burger? Delicious.
4: I think our whole team, um, as a whole did an awesome job from the mechanics to the truck drivers to even guys behind the scenes, like Robert Ivon, our designer, uh-huh. you know, in style, who did a lot of our stuff, uh, Matrix, you know, everyone that like, gives us our touch and our look and feel of what we do did an awesome job. And you know, it, it was crazy. I was getting like blown up on Twitter, like. Oh, look at Partridge, look at Blos. Well, everyone needs Blos to know. Blos
3: outqualified everybody on your team, no, by they, the way. No, they didn't. It didn't? No. Someone no. on Twitter said that, so yeah. I can't verify they, that. They, Someone they, said
4: It. And the, the bottom line is. It's I mean, we not all know
3: you screwed Bloss over. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> everyone
4: thinks that I screwed him over. I helped him get a ride, I got him a, a gear deal, and I got him a, a, a clothing deal. If I was turning my back on Blos, he wouldn't have anything. Right. But the deal is, like, I didn't hire Partridge over Blos. Yeah. Okay. People
3: seem to have a hard time figuring
4: that. Uh, out. I did not hire Partridge <laughs> over Bloss. and you know what? Partridge is gonna do good. Um, Bloss is gonna do good. Bloss did fine. blos rode good, and you know he ha- he had some stuff. So you know we'll we'll see. Uh-huh. So
3: um, what about what about Tiregate? What about Tiregate? S- James Stewart ran a Bridgestone front in the first practice. Second practice he was on Pirellis. Uh, third practice Dunlop rear. And he got the fastest time of the of the day in in practice. What do you know uh, about that? Do you know anything about that? I knew like nothing about that until it team. was
4: brought up to me. But yeah. uh, you know what? It, it's it's crazy because James and they got said busted.
3: Dunlop Glover was pissed. And James
4: James Straight said, "You know, we're gonna work, We're gonna re, we're gonna use what, what works and Pirelli's work. So maybe you know that was the the, the track. You know, a lot of people know that Anaheim is like once the moisture comes yeah, out of yeah. the dirt." It, yeah. you, Dunlop has it figured out. I mean, yeah. you can test all you want, but you have to test you know in those blows conditions. Me away?
3: They never tested JGR, and I don't know if this is obviously this is a choice of James. They never came out here to test tires out to California. Why I, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I can't believe they wouldn't do that.
4: Uh, you know it's crazy? You could test all you want, but even if you come to California, you cannot get that that wow. that moisture that comes out. That's at why Dunlop night.
3: got the lights, and they put lights up at the Honda track years ago.
4: I remember they're, that they are
3: trying to replicate that. And, and, uh, and, yeah, it's tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the crap's hitting the fan. I'm sure this will be a, a non-story in a few weeks. But right now, Dunlop guys are pissed. You know, he got to work Dunlop somehow, somewhere.
4: Well, they probably, they probably it's probably Dunlop's fault. They probably sent him mass tires, and when they tested, they probably left tires there.
3: Yeah, yeah, Who I knows? don't know. Yeah, but yeah. No, hey. I can see that happening, too. Um, uh, hey, I went over to your other truck where Partridge and Hill are pitted out of. Mm-hmm. Went up to Kyle Bentley over there. Ace tuner of that area, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, what don't you have in the truck? What did you need to go over to the other truck for? I want to make sure that, you know, we had this discussion last week.
4: What did he say, everything? He said nothing. Oh, really? I said
3: nothing, not one bolt, not a sticker, nope. Everything that we need is in this truck. So.
4: Well, I told you. So like I tried we tried to bust you, Watson. We tried to prepare best we can. And it no, was, I know. It was, it's, it's hard to do what we're doing. So. You guys
3: had an impressive presence. I was big.
4: We're trying, and it's like... I didn't get a hot dog. Do you guys have a hot dog? We again? had Chipotle catered and hot dogs. I missed that. Yeah, you were a little too late. Um,
3: big, big, big pit presence, though, in the middle there and everything else.
4: Yeah. It Your was one truck
3: was was insanely packed all day.
4: Yeah. Well, we tried to break that up and it's it's super hard at Anaheim one to, to regulate and we did the best we could. It's, it is. No. It's just hard. Everyone and their mother, you know, you have every sponsor, you know, you can't kick when you have five sponsors come to the truck and they all want to come in and talk and yeah. find it out. You you can't just say, "Hey, you got to go."
3: Yeah. You know what no. I
4: mean? It, it's just hard.
3: Um no, for sure. Uh, it's hard to, hard for the riders to concentrate on that, too.
4: Yeah. You know. It's, it it was hard all together, you know. And I felt, you know, a lot of people getting back to this whole Partridge thing. It's like did it, uh, so many people give him you know, crap about you bought your ride and all that crap. People are coming up to him and talking crap to him. I think what? at the race a little bit. People, yeah. fans, so, yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just what I heard, but I, I don't think. I think Kyle's pretty strong-willed. And just so people know, his girlfriend did not bring a sponsor to the table. Okay, Kyle brought the deal. And you know what? People can say what they want. He, he will do good. Guy is working his butt off. Kyle is. You know, one of those guys that really, really wants this and trains hard, and you know, it, it's we'll, we'll wait and see. And and I'm not taking anything away from Chris Bloss or anybody else out there that uh-huh. deserves a ride. Chris got a good ride. He has good bikes. He's on good equipment, and he's happy. So you everyone, know, we, everyone could kabosh it.
3: We talked about uh, last week. Some somebody's not going to make the main, and it's Blos's teammate, Nick Way. Yeah, uh, there's a heavy hitter didn't make the main event. Yep. It's gonna be tough. Top, uh,
4: there, there's gonna be guys all year long. Maybe one weekend, you know, Ivan won't make it, or Josh Hansen won't make it. Right. Or, I mean, if you don't get a good start, you're not gonna make it. Who, especially on a track like that.
3: Which rider impressed you this weekend that you never, you didn't think, you didn't think about before?
4: On my team, or, or
3: any, anybody. Um. Uh, know, like uh, doesn't have to be on your team, but just somebody that maybe you didn't realize. Uh, you know. Was you on know who really,
4: really I thought rode really, really well was was short. For coming back from injury, and I thought he was solid.
3: Let a heat race for a while. Yeah, yeah,
4: I thought you know you know Brayton rode really well. I was surprised, not really surprised because I know he's a, he's a hammer. Yeah, yeah, and he's one of those guys that puts his head down. Weimer rode awesome. You know, all all three of those guys really impressed me. It's not uh-huh. not not one guy in particular just stood out where I was like, wow.
3: Yeah.
4: You know, but at the end of the day, and he is on my team, but you know, I'll have to give it up to Josh Hansen. He he uh, he got a really he got a dead play he got a dead last place start in the in the main event and uh, he he put his head down and, and rode really well he another lap he probably could have got eighth I mean he caught up to Alessi I and know everything he caught up to Alessi and to Windham and he was riding good yeah and he wasn't like pulling off the track fucking winded he was
3: yeah
1: he
4: was solid he eight.
3: was uh, he was steady the whole time he he didn't he wasn't, set the world on yeah fire, he wasn't overly impressive but, but he,
4: he 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 rode t- t- uh. to his ability, and he set a pace, and he just stayed there. His lap times, he did. He was the, he was the same the whole race. He never dropped. What,
3: what about what about his RacerX interview that he that he did?
4: Dude, I, well, everyone's well, everyone's well, all bummed on that. I'm he not. He said he bummed. did
3: no testing, zero testing. They don't have any works parts. We we He's don't. Bummed have it. on Cowie.
4: We he is. We all are. I mean, it's not like we're bummed on Kawasaki. The thing is, our our program, Kawasaki supports us. Kawasaki gives us our bikes and parts, and it comes from marketing and sales. Okay, Kawasaki Racing is doing the best they can with us riding the track. And what happened was there was we were we asked to ride the track, and they said no. And they tell us that they don't have to explain to us why, but it's no. They, there's so many people out there that want to ride the track. They need to figure out a pecking order and who can ride it, when they can ride it. You know, they have a new guy there, and I've talked to Dan a couple of times. and
3: Canadian, they, you know.
4: Yeah, that's, he, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I know and, – and I know that they're doing the best they can with what they have, and we're not their number one priority. And for him telling me, hey, I don't have to explain to you who rides our track, that's cool. I respect that. But what I, what I do – what I, I if, there, if that's what it is, don't say, hey, uh, the, the track's going to be worked on and you can't ride it. And then other people are out there and my team owner drives by and sees guys out there when they tell me that the track's being worked on. And yeah, then, I talked
3: to Hart a bit. Uh, and uh, he uh,
4: calls uh, me and, and starts screaming at me, yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Right. And, you know, I don't have an answer for him. But I know those guys at Cowie are doing everything they can. I know that I kind of talked shit on the track, they think. What I didn't, I respect what they do, and I know Kurt and Dan and all those guys at Cowie are doing the best they can yeah, with what Yeah, well, they, they have. listened
3: to the show, and I guess when Ivan was on, you guys were like, ah, oh, it's kind of an easy track or something. And then, no, they I mean, just said I – mean, they, they took just, that and ran with it like you're Yeah, well, they,
4: I, I had a call from Kurt, and Kurt said you need to take your foot out of your mouth sometimes and don't and – don't, and, I, and, I, and I apologized to him, and it wasn't any bashing on Cowie. Kurt, and, you got
3: a call from Rude.
4: Yeah, Kurt's, oh! Kurt's a good dude. Kurt's a great those guy. Guys, those guys are all good guys, and the Dang, thing is, gonna get is like...
3: Your, you're going to your, get your team in trouble on this show.
4: Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm really not. I'm, not. I'm not really trying to, to badmouth Kawasaki because... Tits. without Mark, mark K- on the ah, list. I don't know.
3: Find a new sh- show host here because he, he, he might not be here, <laughs> No,
4: uh, I mean, dude, I, 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 I think that... Okay,
3: l- never mind that. What's Hanson talking about you didn't do any testing? I, we did no testing.
4: Well, the deal is Ivan did all the testing... And then we went to Hanny and said, hey, try this. We, don't, we didn't have a lot of things to test. Right, we, right. Like was, a lot of teams. It wasn't like we had four different engine setups. Did Ivan you, he, did all the setups and said, hey, this is what we're going to run. Put it on his bike. And said, this is the best setup we have. Ride with it.
3: Dude, why is he causing problems before the first race?
4: He, 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 he no, Why does he do that? I don't think it was a problem.
3: <laughs> well, a lot it of, wasn't a, problem a lot to of me. A lot of the sports fans are now like, this guy's being a douchebag, way to support your team. Basically, he threw your team under the bus. And you know, Josh, for 100 years, you know how it is. But from the outside, he threw your team under the bus badly,
4: uh, repeatedly. I, 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 you know what? I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't take it like that. Well, he I, said, I love my team. My team's great. They're doing everything we can. Um, he's just bummed that we don't have the support. And you gotta, he,
3: you got to tell him not to do the interviews, dude. You have to.
4: Hey. He can do whatever he wants. as a grown man, and, and that's part of his deal. And he, he, he knows what he has to do, and, it, and uh-huh. it's, you know, he, 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 he does what he has to do.
3: Okay. All right.
4: I don't personally think that it was that bad.
3: Uh, hey, uh, Tony Berluti, male model. You got a big yeah. big cardboard poster of him and the Loctite?
4: That's not cardboard. That's like a oh. supplemented cloth. Oh, sorry. All right. that is, that's uh, Loctite. It's one of our new sponsors. Does, how did you gonna get do to do to do a nationwide campaign with that, with Popular Mechanics, Road you, and Track, all that kind of stuff. you get Baluti
3: to post for that? He must have
4: been. Dude, it wasn't, he didn't post for that. It was a picture that Cudby took last year of oh, yeah? him. And then we just took that photo and, and did that. Yeah.
3: Baluti's not down with the, check Dude, me he out. was stoked
4: on that. Oh, he was, was he? Yeah, he okay. was stoked on that. All
3: right. Because I made a joke to him and he's like, ah, you know. That's like, going.
4: That, Balut's like, not
3: a guy for the limelight.
4: Like I said, that that that's going outside of the moto industry. That's going popular mechanics, road and track. You know, a lot of industrial. You know, magazines for you know, for what the, the what they use. So.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, it's cool. Good for Balut. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's yeah. not a limelight guy. No. No. Yeah.
4: It was go- leading into the first race. We had we had like a, a full we had a. Make a change with the one on the mechanics. Yeah, what like, up with like, that? Uh, you know what? Derek, Derek Brush d- fired. He,
3: Kenny Germain. Derek, Derek is,
4: uh, I have nothing bad to say about Derek as a mechanic. He is an awesome, 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 awesome. Sacco County guy for a while. He, he, dude, he's J-Low awesome, Racing. but it's one of those deals where Derek just did not fit in with the team. He had his own work ethic, which is Derek's work ethic. What he is awesome, what he does. And it just, it's just like if you were in football, baseball, basketball, when at did, the end of the day. It's a team, I just told you, because it, no way. it uh, on th- Wednesday oh, or shit. Thursday. Thursday after, really? Yeah, and it was just one of those things that I had to do, and we, we collectively talked about it as a team with the, with the management and everybody of the team and saying, you know, it wasn't a situation where we thought it would be for wow. the, the long firing, haul of the team the firing best. Firing a
3: guy Thursday.
4: But you know what? Hey, he,
3: thanks for all your work. See you later. And,
4: and I talked to him and I told him, I said, Derek, I, I, I don't – It's the second guy you had to fire. This isn't a personal deal. It's a business deal that I have to do because there's, this is a team. And everyone on the team really isn't clicking on all cylinders. Uh-huh. We have a long season. We have sponsors we have to represent. And if everything isn't – if we're not all on the same page, I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's not like it was out of the blue. We talked earlier in the season and said some things need to change and things didn't. Some things changed. So for better.
3: He, you're being pretty vague, but I've been on enough. T- he didn't get along with everybody else.
4: No. He didn't, like, get, I mean, al- he right. didn't get along with, with, with everybody on the team and a lot of people. You know, it, it, it just wasn't working out.
3: Perhut's a pretty laid back dude.
4: It, it, it just was not working out. It just was not working out. And I thought it was better to do it now than halfway through the season. And yeah, yeah, no, you know what, it is,
3: it is better to do it now.
4: And the thing is, I gave him, and I guarantee you there's not one other team in this industry that did that, I felt like I owed him something, and I gave him his paycheck, and I gave him a severance package. Really? Yeah, and I guarantee you oh, no one no, else. Get out of here. I swear to God I did. <laughs>
3: That's pretty good. I didn't, for, 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 for anybody who's wondering, generally in this sport, you don't even get paid at all. <laughs> yeah, I gave, him, I
4: gave him a check for the whole month, and then I gave him half of his salary for the next month. And yeah. it was a How did Hanny take it? And the thing is, Hanny, like, That's didn't, this even guy
3: at pro didn't
4: even know. I didn't even want to tell Hanny because I knew Hanny would, it would really bother Hanny. You don't know what he's been through. I didn't want to, I didn't right. even want to stir it up. And then after I did it, he called Hanny and told Hanny. Then Hanny called me, freaking out, like, what the fuck, you fired my guy. Right, right. And Hanny, oh. di- Hanny didn't even know.
3: Hey, Tits, that was a guy on hold. You just hung up on him. Uh, Uh, wow. So, how would you get Kenny G so fast? And is he a permanent?
4: Yeah, he's permanent.
3: And how would you get him so fast? Uh, he called me. This was me, Thursday. He called,
4: he called me. He lives on the East Coast. He called me, uh, I would say, in September and told me that he might want to do something. Uh huh. Um, I called him back, and he goes, hey, I, I, I'm talking to some other teams, but there's not, there's, I'm not really, I don't really want to come do this unless it's a legit program, blah, blah, blah. And if anything comes up either halfway through the season or uh-huh. anything changes, call me. So I called him on Monday, and I said, hey, you know what? Things aren't really working out. Um, I'm, I'm giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah but and be uh, ready. It, and if anything happens, and some things happened, and I just had to – I called him on a, you know, Wednesday, and I said, hey, I'm going to make a move. Can you get out here? And he said, yeah. I got uh-huh. him a plane ticket, and he was, he was here on a Thursday waiting.
3: And, he, and, he, and, and nothing against Derek, but Kenny G's been around the block a long time. Yeah. And he's pretty professional. There's yeah. zero chance he doesn't get along with Tony Belluti and the other guys. Yeah,
4: they know each other, and he's he's here in Vegas right now.
3: Yeah, wow. He,
4: he came Thursday out this whole... before. Yeah, let's move on. This is enough about my show. There's too much other stuff to talk about. Well,
3: I'm just saying. Let's 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 this next caller probably has something to say. JT, what's happening? What's
4: up? Yeah, Jay.
3: Tough, tough Anaheim uh, yeah. one for you, guy. Tough.
6: Nah, it's all right. I blew in my ear. i crashed in the first turn of my heat that was really my only shot at it i felt like
3: yeah lcq when you get to the lcq uh partridge brayton Han, way stroop stroop yeah
6: it was, it was pretty stacked i mean I, I knew kind of looking at my heat i
4: knew if i got a good start i had a, I had a good chance what heat um, were you in were you in the first then, uh, you were in the first one right yeah yeah i was in the first one did yep. you get caught in that crash with hill and all those other guys yeah,
6: no, I got through that, and then I just, I was in, like, six going into the second turn in that left, and I just lost the front end all by myself. Took, I took Stroop down with me, though. <laughs>
3: Wait, <laughs> I you mean he
6: just ran into the back of me. Yeah. It wasn't like I yeah, did yeah, anything, yeah. but.
3: You didn't go alone, huh? You took, took a man
4: down. So I hey, nah, <laughs> just
6: whatever. It was pretty much over after that point. I knew, the I knew like, Brayton had already gone down, and I knew it was going to be a mess in the last
4: chance. Right. Hey, uh, so, JT, what's your thoughts on the track?
6: Uh, personally, I hated it, but. Uh, I think that was pretty much the consensus amongst everyone. Um
4: worst track right? you ever worst, tra- worst track you've ever raced? Well the AMA supercross. I feel
6: yeah, like Yeah, it, it's up there. It's up there. It just had no flow and you know, obviously like going on the message boards and all that stuff, people loved it and whatever and you see all these like people talking about calling the riders whiners and all this but I mean we've seen a lot of tracks, you know. I, I, I think if anybody is is, uh, you know, experts on if the track's good or not, it's the riders. So but, you know, if everyone is pretty pretty certain that it's not a real good racetrack. It, you know, I think that it was uh, pretty obvious.
3: Kenny was saying earlier in the show they, they did it that way. Well, we all know they do design an easy-to-start. They do that on purpose. They make the first few rounds. Right. You know, they want to get everybody into the swing of things. Kenny said also they don't want to get – they want to keep the guys bunched together. So there's great racing for the fans. Do you feel like that was what they were trying to do?
6: Yeah, I think they were trying to, you know, obviously with the small loops and and not not any real rhythm sections to speak of. um, You know, that was obvious their intentions. You had, like, single, like, wall jumps and, you know, just doubles and stuff like that, like really, really basic stuff. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I, I definitely think that was their intention. I just think a lot of the stuff, with all the '90s and the and the flowing stuff, there was no way to possibly pass through a lot of that stuff. Just, it's yeah. just not possible. Yeah, you know, it's too narrow. And I, I honestly just felt like they tried to do too much with it. You know, like they they thought about it too much, and then it just didn't. Kind of, it kind of worked against them. Like if you try to do too much, you really don't accomplish anything.
3: What what and- what did you like about it? Anything? The short whoops? Um,
6: yeah, I mean, obviously for me, <laughs> easier whoops are better, but um, I, I felt like my bike is in a really good place this year, so I was ready for the whoops. Wow. Uh, but, man, I wasn't real, really that pumped with anything. I, I thought the dirt was – they did a good job with the dirt for the night show stuff as far as normal Anaheim.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, it was tackier than normal. Um, I just wasn't that excited about the, the design in general. It was just narrow. Um yeah. And it just didn't, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of highlights for it, you know. I mean, it, it could be worse. They could have done some stuff worse, you know. They they do a great job with fixing the track and all yeah. that stuff. It just, yeah. just the initial design, I felt like, you know, one of the uh,
3: really great. One of the guys told me that on top of, uh, of screwing up the track, they overwatered the crap out of it for practice. Kenny, did you guys say something about that?
4: The second practice? Yeah, I think so. No, before the first practice. Oh, before, before we went first the first, first time. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, before yeah, the, first time. the first before time. The f- yeah. What do you mean, the, warm, the five-minute warm-up bullshit? Yeah, the yeah. first practice. Yeah, that's the was...
3: first practice. How come it, nobody in the industry can agree that that's the first practice? I know it's only five, but you go around and you're like, hey, how's first practice? The time one or the untimed one? Well, I'm talking <laughs> about the very first practice. That's what I'm very talking about. Out, There's yeah. three It practices. was crazy muddy.
6: It was crazy okay. muddy that time. And I went out even after the factory guys, so. I had had one more practice before me, and it was still crazy muddy. Like, I was just kind of, like, rolling around a lot of sections. I'm like, I'm not going to kill myself. We're not even going pro-lap time right now. It's, like, stupid muddy. Oh.
3: Yeah, it was, but, uh, it was a – what did you think of the race, Two 4.50s and 2.50s? And... Yeah, yeah. I mean,
6: obviously, I was watching the main event, which sucked. But, um, you know, I, I think that the fans – you know, I, the sport got really lucky with the crashing because I think it would have been a really boring race otherwise. Yeah. Um, you know, after, like, five laps, you're like, oh, man, this, this, <laughs> there's going to be no racing, you know. Like, yeah, it, me, Chad had already kind of got a gap. RV was gone. You know, James was coming up. You know, it's just like there wasn't a whole lot going on. And then, you know, unfortunately for the riders, but fortunately for the sport, you know, people started crashing and, and chaos ensued. But I think, uh, you know, the track was just really difficult to, to one. Um, you know, you couldn't really do a whole lot different, So. You know the creativity was uh, limited, uh-huh. um, and uh, it was just really hard to to really do. like with all the '90s. You couldn't really even make block passes. You know, it was really nowhere to even get inside anyone.
3: Uh, biggest surprise of the night for you, rider-wise?
6: Uh, I thought that some of my predictions from the podcast were like pretty good. Like uh, I thought, like Alessi was really good, which he I was good. Yeah. alluded to, and you guys all hated me for. Kenny, Kenny's um, a little upset though.
3: <laughs> Kenny's a little upset at the uh, taking. Well, yeah, obviously, Dadesco.
6: obviously, him and Ivan get into it. They're whatever. They they just are going to. I think they're going to get into it for the rest of their careers. They're just whatever. Both of them, when they see each other, they see red. So, <laughs> um, but both of those two, I think, were better than advertised. I thought Ivan was really aggressive early, which was cool to see. Like yeah. he wasn't uh, was intimidated by anybody, and was you know made a move early and was going for it.
3: Definitely Very reminded cool. me of uh Anaheim last year for Ivan. Almost like kind of some yeah, race yeah. getting a good start. For sure, being but aggressive. that that's yeah. really
6: hard to do. Like you know, I, I think steep down he feels like um, you know, if you get beaten by the same guys enough, you you get kinda wired for that. Right. And uh I think when he races those guys, though, he doesn't back down at all, which is cool.
3: <laughs> right. Um, he's not wired like that. You're saying? <laughs>
6: no, I think he. I think yeah, exactly. He doesn't let that get to his head to where right. he's just like, oh yeah, you got me. Like he was always fighting back when people were coming up on him or anything like that. Uh huh. Um, Short was good. Yeah, Alessi was a pleasant surprise because I kind of thought he. I kind of picked him to do well, and he. I thought he was really, really good all night.
4: Hey, do you think? Do you think on a normal Track Alessi could could stay up there like that when it's not when it's super tech and well I, I think it's gonna be I think that point. track suited him a good for point. sure
3: yeah I mean for he's sure. terrible in the whoops
6: yeah yeah I I think uh, I just think especially on that track his starts were obviously huge for him and uh, you know I think honestly with him just on track walk like if you walk out there in the track you see the whoops and they're like oh that those are those are really easy his whole like day gets brighter. Like, I really right. feel like that. Like, he goes back to the truck after track walk. Like, yeah, I can do it tonight. Like, the track's built for me. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I, I think that's a huge key for him. And I you think know what? That I, I, kinda...
4: I, I would agree with you, but my only beef with Alessi is ride your race. Don't ride dirty. There's no, no reason. The dude, There's no me, reason. I, I watched it. I,
6: I know how those <laughs> – I watch those guys. I watch him run into people all the time. He ran into me in Germany. I, I, I know. I, I understand all that. I just
4: – And, and the whole the thing that, that went that down I with, is, with is, Ivan is – those guys were solid in their positioning, you know, on lap seventeen. To be fifth and sixth with three laps to go. That's totally uncalled for. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
6: like I couldn't see the takeout, but someone was telling me about it and uh
3: I missed it too.
4: So yeah, I got
6: so, it. Yeah. Um, the, Honestly, with the history between those two, I, I wouldn't rule anything out. It's not, even, I mean?
4: it's, it's not even Ivan taking it out. It's a, it's, it's a lessee on Ivan. I mean, you go back from the, the day when he stood on top of his bike and was trying to turn his kill button off and standing on his front wheel to try to win the championship from him. You know what I mean? And it, it just goes yep. on. And Ivan, I told Ivan he should have done something right there and then and to kibosh it because if he would have stood up to him and gotten his face and, and showed some more aggressiveness instead of going, oh, well, he wouldn't do these things to you. And now Alessi, yeah. the whole race, he tried to – he went for the swing arm one time. Ivan, you know, checked up, let him get around him. He gave him the inside line. Ivan went underneath him, you know, passed him back, and then over the finish line was the most retarded thing I've ever seen. And Alessi tried to tell him, oh, I overjumped it. I overjumped the finish line, and I whiskey throttled it. And I, went, I had the videotape. He didn't overjump it. He downsided the finish line, was on the, in the inside rut, going for the inside rut. Ivan was railing the outside and went right across – and was going for the front wheel and hit the front wheel, but he went down and hit the front rotor, and it was game over.
6: Yeah, and I think that's uh, – unfortunately, I, I just think it's something that happens with Mike. Mentally, he, pant- he, he lets his emotions, and uh, the situation get the better of him, where he can't see the big picture, like it's A1, I'm going to get fifth or sixth here he he's more worried you know what i mean he kind of freaks out and he's always kind of done that yeah where and he he may, he panics and does something really stupid and ruins ruins his night versus, i think
4: i think too you know? he he's kind of uh bulked up a little bit and yeah. he he's looking really really solid and i don't know what's going on there but uh oh he looks like a linebacker and i think that he's trying to use that size to try to like you know bump people and and smash people and uh I don't know if that's the best thing for him. I think he just needs to uh to to ride the best of his ability if it's a fifth if it's a fifth if it's a tenth it's a tenth so it's just too lucky like you said dude, it's too long of a season just to start making enemies and start doing that because uh you know <laughs> it hey, it could uh, get it could get dirty
3: j t what do you make of tiregate do you know anything? About, do you know about that
4: yeah I didn't know anything about it until uh
6: I saw it on the site honestly 'cause we're running we're the only other team running Pirellis, and uh I Honestly, had no idea. I mean, we, you know, we don't have anything to do with, yeah. you know, JGR yeah. Yamaha as a team as a whole. You know, what I mean that that side of it. So,
8: yeah.
6: I had no idea, but it's it's interesting. I mean, um, I don't know if it was just a mental thing where he was unsure of what's. I don't know. You know, it's hard. To, it's hard to say what what was going on behind the scenes there. But I, I know we didn't have you know any insight on it. That's for sure. Yeah. I I read learned more reading your. Your column on it than anything.
4: Damn straight, you how did. does your stuff work? I mean, were you happy with your tires? And was how was uh, your teammate? Were they were you guys pretty happy with the way Pirelli worked?
6: Yeah, I was happy with it. We're still kind of uh, in the infancy stages. Like, I, I just am a little unsure of what to run when, kind of. And uh, you know, obviously, Pirelli is very, very attentive to James right now. And you know, they're trying to win a championship, so I understand that. Um, you know, we just haven't. I'm just not as comfortable yet as far as knowing, okay, you know, the track's changing this, let's go to this tire. I'm just kind of like, I have one setup that I know works, and that's kind of what I'm going with. But um, having said that, I've been really impressed with the performance of the tires. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. It's been a really long time since I ran Pirelli. Um, But the development they've made since they kind of reemerged in the U.S. Supercross series is uh, pretty substantial. It's way better than anything I remember using, so.
3: What about, uh, cool. what about Lights Class? We haven't even touched on that. Cole Seeley, uh, definitely the best rider. Passing Wilson, passing Rattray, and winning by quite a bit.
4: Ping called it. Yeah, that was
6: impressive. I didn't expect it. I thought, I thought Dean would be better, and I still think Dean has a lot more to show than
3: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tits, are you crying?
6: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was no, hard to argue against cold. his cold. night. He
4: was solid. I think yeah, Tits is, is crying. Rattray, Rattray rode well, too. Yeah, I'm crying.
3: You're crying? Mm-hmm. You're sniffling? Your it's eyes just, look just all? It's just so sad. Dunji, mm. yeah. I just can't get it off of my brain. Sorry. Uh, I
6: think Wilbur will be good too, though.
3: Wilbur like was Wilber was he good. Serious yeah.
4: speed. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, broke his nose. Sick. Oh yeah. His nose got broken.
3: And Tomac was. I mean, he saved himself. Yeah. He, he, I dude, mean, Tomac, dude, that kid.
4: I'm, I'm, I I I I hate to say it, but if I'm gonna pick someone right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Tomac for the title. That kid, uh, Wilson. Showed, after Wilson, he showed raw speed.
3: After Wilson's Anaheim, I might. I might back you, Watson, on that because I mean, who knows? I, Sil- I was bummed Seeley. about Wilson. Wilson's a good dude, but that was not good.
4: Yeah, Sealy. I mean, dude, that could be the other thing. I mean, it looked like to me he pumped up at the end.
3: Wilson. Wilson yeah. did. I yeah. mean,
4: just like JT said, there's no flow to the track, there's all these right. walls. There's no flow to it. And, you know, it was definitely where the heart rate got up for these guys. And they weren't, I mean, it's not anything that you could prepare to go right. into this race.
3: JT, did you see any 450 dudes triple that thing out of the corner before Tomac? Uh, I heard somebody saying RV did it in practice. Yeah, me too. I just heard that, but I never saw it for myself. So
6: yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it really wasn't that big of a jump, so for, yeah. them to, for somebody to have done it in practice wouldn't surprise me because that section wasn't yeah. you know, wasn't muddy or anything like that. And I it was faster, though.
3: It was quite a bit faster to do. Oh,
6: it. yeah, it was way, way faster. Yeah. That, about that. I,
3: I could see the guys. The, in the main, all those guys learned their lesson. They started doing it. You know? Yeah, it really
6: wasn't that difficult of a jump. I mean, it, it's funny how jumps like that work out. It, if you put that jump like at a practice track, everybody that's good would be doing it. It's yeah. like nothing. Right. But right. then at a race it's such a like everyone's so focused in tunnel vision and all that stuff that you're just like, oh yeah, inside, inside. Everybody <laughs> goes inside and does the same stupid thing. Right. And, and then ab- like one guy goes outside and then everybody goes outside and, you know, mm-hmm. it's way faster. It's just weird how that goes.
3: And what about the the two fifty F guys going onto the onto the table? That was a
6: good Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, I did in practice it really wasn't that bad. It was kinda of like, you know, those guys you had momentum coming out of that ballroom and no. uh it wasn't really too too tough of a jump, I don't I don't think, especially for the elite guys. I don't think it was too bad. Right,
4: right. Hey uh, J T, so, how's uh kind of off the subject a little bit. I I noticed Forrest wasn't around. How's everything going with his family and uh is uh is everything looking okay or uh not not having him out there it was kinda of weird.
6: Yeah, he's still uh, his daughter's still uh in the hospital and uh obviously still praying for her, but yeah, it was it was tough not having him there. He's been, uh, you know, obviously wrapped up with with that, and that's you know pretty time consuming. So, um, you know, we got through it. We, you know, obviously the first weekend there's going to be issues kind of uh, with setup and all that stuff. So it was kind of a, a battle all weekend to get everything dialed where we wanted it. But I think we made a lot of uh, a lot of strides, and and uh, I'll feel a lot more comfortable going into Phoenix than I did, you know, going into Saturday morning. So. Looking up as far as that goes.
4: Have you looked at the track maps? How are we looking for Phoenix?
6: Phoenix was way better. A lot of 180s, a lot of, like, long rhythms, uh, a lot more, like, options as far as technical stuff. So I, I, was, I was pumped when I saw it. It was uh, far different from what the track map looked like for A1. Do
4: you Co- think, Co- do you think that, that they could there, go back and if, like, you know, we, we all go look at the track maps and see the same kind of layout as A1? that we could come together as a group and go no. to them and say, hey, check this out. This is not right. We need to change this map. Or the way the tracks are laid out, that's just the way they're going to stay? I think we, me, and you, no. Yeah, yeah I think. I, I mean, <laughs> collectively. People, yeah. Watson and JT, I mean, collectively, <laughs> as, 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 as I'm not saying like I'm a racer, but collectively as someone that's representing a, a race team, if we all get together Good management question for our later management and riders and say, hey, you know what? These guys aren't going to go race unless you do something about this,
6: yeah, I do I do. I think that the right people that you know have influence and all that stuff I, I do think they can make changes because it's only in the interest of the riders and the sport, and they want better we want better racing and be able to pass and do all the things that make the sport cool
4: yeah um,
6: so i mean it's they have no reason to be to you know, be hardcore about it and say no, we're not changing. There's there's no reason to no. act like that. There's no upside for that. So it's crazy. yeah, I, I definitely think that um, the right people going to say the right things could make positive changes. It would That's... just have to be it has to be in enough time, you know, so they can redesign stuff before they start laying out the track map and the dirt and all that stuff.
4: I think that uh, it's crazy if you look, you know, at how the sport has grown and how the bikes are better, the best they've ever been. And, you know, the riders are in great shape and the way everything is growing and moving, how the tracks are going backwards. And that's something that it can be changed. If there's something that can be, you know, done about it. There's so many other things that you can't do anything about, attendance and, you know, sponsorships and the economy. But you can do something about how the tracks are. And I think that it's just crazy that the bikes are – Better and they could do stuff that couldn't be done before. But now the tracks are, you know, the tracks are that that track reminded me of the track that that Johnson and David Bailey were banging I know everything. They were banging bars with in 1986. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree totally. I, my, my bike is let me like let me, seriously the bike, the stuff we can do on our bikes
6: now is incredible. Like the stuff we can jump and the sections we can put together, and that's to me, I think that's what. Makes the sport so cool, and like the fans are pumped. I'm like, you know, like last year when James started doing that section at A3 where he was or A2 or whatever it was where he was yeah, quad on in. triple quad and all that. Like that stuff, fans love that stuff, and he's the only guy that can do it. And it really showed his ability, and and it pretty much won the race for him. You know, not to say he wouldn't have won without it, but I, it was I a would, huge time saver, I and would there was say, nothing on the track like that. To I
9: fans. would say, like, nothing, nothing. I would
4: I would say like most spectators that ride. And, and our local racers at any level could could have rode that track, maybe not jumped yeah, the triples. Yeah, any,
6: any inter- good intermediate could have jumped, you know, 90% of the jumps Exactly. Jump on that track. And no, that's no what doubt. I'm trying
4: to get at. There has to be some kind of separation between a professional and an amateur uh, on the track level. You could have had an amateur day there, and they could have cut down one or two things, and it could have been in the same exact track.
6: Yeah, I, I just... And that's the thing too. Is I felt like all the preparation that all the teams had done on their bikes was kind of a waste for that track. Like,
4: exactly, there was
6: no setup. It didn't even matter. You know, tires are. That's a totally different issue. You know, all all that stuff. But as far as suspension and all that stuff was just like thrown out the window. There was nothing difficult. You know, it was good you know?
3: this weekend. You know, it was good. It's enough about the track. You know, it was good this weekend. The hot dogs. Zach Osborne.
4: I do I- third
3: overall time it.
4: I, you know what I said? I, I was sitting. I watched the race with Butt, and uh, he's like, "Who's your guy?" I go, "My wild card is Zach Osborne." Yeah, look good. What do you get in the main? Like eighth or ninth? Ninth. Yeah, he got a bad start though, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible start. Hey JT, we got a break for commercial. We're gonna get bring Brayton on. Can we call you later? Are you gonna be chilling?
6: Yeah, I'll be around. I'm just watching this football game.
3: Yeah, let's uh, let's try to brother. get you on. Right on, JT. Uh, let's get, try to get you on later. I got a few more questions for you, but we got to move as on. Good so, buddy. Yeah. All
6: right, man. See you guys later. See ya.
3: All right, stay tuned. We're going to still give away that fly helmet, I think, uh, after Justin Brayton gets on uh, Honda Muscle Milk, Justin Brayton. He's coming up next. But right now we're going to commercial. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening in on the Pulp & Show presented by sports.com X-Brand Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV Helmets, Worst Connection. Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Fly Racing, freaking Underwear. Kenny, before we go.
4: Before you go. Before you we go. Give that Kawasaki plug because Kawasaki is doing that big giveaway. Kawasaki,
3: thank you guys for coming on. We're going to have Tom McGovern on to there talk more about that. And before we go, we've got the song that's rocking the charts, the one that's taking everybody by storm. <laughs> so good. The Brett Michaels Supercross song. Jesus. It's, Let's li- it's the hardest
5: rocking song I've ever heard in my entire life.
3: I love it. I think there's nothing better than to align yourself with a possible D-list celebrity. Going forward to promote our sport, so let's go out with the new tune by Brett Michaels coming at you on the Pulpomex Show. See you in a little bit.
10: love, riding high, feel the dirt in your face as a pass by, all the guts come to glory, a new breed of cowboy, that's our story, rock hard, ride hard, dust the dog, time to kick that machine up, <laughs> and get your ride on.
11: This is Jackie Wilson, mother of Monster Pro Circuits, Dean Wilson, and are you all listening to The Pulp MX Show? And remember, if it's not Scottish, it's crap.
12: Thanks for listening to The Pulp MX Show, presented to you by btosports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you, all at the same time. Please take precautions.
1: Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOsports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, M-A-T-T-H-E-S, and any order over 100 bucks gets a math size discount. BTOsports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX Show, and make sure to check us out on the web at BTOsports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders over 799 dollars.
13: Work's Connection has been around 22 years, providing top quality protection for your bikes, which includes our quick-adjust clutch britches, workstands, stands, and skid plates. We're proud sponsors of the Rockstar Makita Suzuki, as well as Hardin Huntington, and many other teams competing on the highest level. From Steve Lansom in 1990 to Ryan Dungey in 2011, we've got you covered with top-notch products made right here in the U.S. of A. Check out our website at worksconnection.com. And when you order, enter Pulp MX for a 20% off discount.
12: As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sleeker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Paulin, Travis Pastrana, Davy Millsaps and 2008 MX-1 World Champ, David Phillip Parts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at AGV.com. Since
14: 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles, more power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance.
12: The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation.
13: Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well.
12: Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do
13: all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day.
12: Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page.
13: Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx
12: the result of design, experience, and factory rider feedback. Fly Racing helmets, racewear, and protective products continue to push the boundaries of innovation and technology, fit, function, and finish. Worn and endorsed by pros Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and Team BTO Sports BBMX riders Michael Byrne and Jason Thomas, Fly Racing designs products for the serious racer and rider. The difference is in the details. For more information, visit flyracing.com to view its entire range of exciting products, or follow. Racing on Facebook and Twitter.
1: The next time you need to get your bike dialed, think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago, and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learned from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. With over 20 years of experience
12: in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros.
13: Offering a variety of semi custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want. With backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99.
12: As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering off your next order.
13: So go to TechOneDesigns.com today and enter the discount code CULTHMX15 at checkout to save money today.
2: A little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a light-lead frame, as well as a no-fog anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out TheXBrand.com. And remember, listeners to The Pump MX Show, can save some cash on their order by typing in the words xcode 2012 before they check out that's xcode 2012.
12: free gun underwear is here everyone a men's and ladies underwear company that has taken over europe has landed on american shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen michael essie ashley filek and x game star jared mcneil all know about free gun and you should too over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun. Get hip and get cool. Freegun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com.
3: Welcome back to the Pulp of Mech Show, presented by BTO Sports.com. Van Halen coming at you with David Lee Roth. I'm doing this in honor of the new tour announced by Van Halen, uh, May 26th in Las Vegas. Will with, I go with 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 DLR?
4: David will I Roth. go
3: or will I go? I don't know. Hey, we're gonna come up with Justin Brayton up uh, right away. Before we went to break, we played you the hot new Brett Michaels song, <laughs> which was a massive hit by everybody. And I really need to figure out what they're doing with that. They apparently all think Brett Michaels is rad. Kenny. I was tweeting yesterday about it. It's so funny because I was tweeting about how lame it was. I picked up the New Entertainment Weekly magazine, which is probably one of the biggest selling magazines in America, and they took two pot shots at Brett in the magazine, saying how lame he is and how you know and how Dude, reality t what, what v know what What are they thinking, Kenny? what are they <laughs>
4: I, I don't I have no comment. I don't know. I'm not Bashinfeld. They, they they obviously think that it's cool. Is it? I don't think it's cool.
3: Alright. Hey, uh, so we put, we came out with the Brett Michaels song, but we got a better song for you guys right now. Uh Kenny, do you want to talk about where you got this thing or who made it or do you know anything about it?
4: <laughs> someone someone sent it in. Okay. And uh it, the guy's from Albuquerque. And the guy uh I guess he knows Ivan's brother maybe or okay. something. Yeah. He just he sent it to the show. So. Is he gonna
3: come out to this song?
4: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Hey, let's let's take a listen. Let's I don't know. Uh, let's hear the Ivan I Tedesco. Gar- I
4: mean, this is. The, 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 I don't know if you like Ivan Tedesco, but it's an Ivan Tedesco song. But it's it's a little bit. Uh, it's, it's it's. I think it's up to up to par with Brett Michael's song. Let's play it. Trap.
3: Trap. You say to desco. It's like Nelly. It's done well, it's produced well, you know? the come across
10: with the top y'all get lost behind me in my dirt and rocks coming up the top of my tire from the williyappa so you might as well stop
3: trying i can't feel how does i feel about this i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's
4: probably knowing him he probably laughed yeah.
3: James, can I get a thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up from Lissamore. Like
5: it.
3: Do you like it? All right, let's, hey, you want to get Brighton on the phone? Let's uh, let's uh, tune this thing out. And, uh, Kenny, you know I was talking to Hart, too, before. I don't know if I told you this, but I was talking to Hart. Uh, he was pissed about the Cali track thing, too. Um,
4: <laughs> You're telling me? And then
3: Lissamore was telling me that during track walk, he overheard Kurt and Hart kind of into an argument a little bit.
4: Yeah, I dude, I, I don't know what happened out there. Kerry told right. me that he talked to, he thought it was the new team manager. That's how much he knows. <laughs> but he said he, and then Ivan told me it was Kurt, but it, this, the whole thing's just getting blown out. And it, it's just like, it's, it's all over just uh, track time. And, you know, I want everyone to know that Kawasaki supports our race team, they give us motorcycles and parts. Um, and, you know, they are a sponsor. Our motorcycles are green. We run Kawasaki logos. And it's just one of those things right now that, you know, some guys on my team are upset because they think that they're owed a little bit more personal as t- Kawasaki. Ivan Tedesco won winning three championships for Kawasaki. Um, and in and, and doing stuff, Josh Hansen and I won races. You know, we understand we can't get parts and there's budgets. But... Why can't we get on your track? And they're they're taking that personal, and it's kind of hard for me because I have to work with these guys yeah. with at Cowie, and I have nothing. I think those guys, Kurt and you know Dan, the new guy at Cowie, they if I need something, as in like I've I needed some plastic this weekend, yeah. they they help me out on stuff like that. Yeah. But they're not giving me anything, you know, factory, yeah. which I understand. It puts you in do. a
3: bad spot because uh, Hart and Riders are going off on Cowie, and you're like, hey guys, we we need Cowie, they help us, and please don't make my life harder. Yeah. I see, the point I see about Cowie, and I actually had Eric Kehoe explain this to me about helping out teams. Uh, just because you have a race team. Now, I'm not saying this is you, Hart, or Kenny, but there's other teams out there. Just because you have a race team and you ride our color doesn't mean we have to let you on our track.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like
3: they get hit up by everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, he,
4: like, but, but this is what the deal is. Now,
3: you guys aren't in that category. But no, no,
4: no, no, no. In the past, we were able to ride the track. All right. That was part of our deal, that we could ride the track. Okay, yeah. when I had my deal, but I understand things change. We have four guys now, yeah. and, and four guys on the track is a lot. But I'm not asking for all four guys to be out there once. I, you know, I'm asking for maybe Ivan can just go there, or if we could go there and test. And when we do – like if I – they helped us out a couple times last week or the last couple weeks. They let us out there one day you know, uh, last week, and the, which was totally cool, and the week before they let us out there to do some finalized testing. But uh, you know, I just want – if anyone from Cowie is listening – We are grateful and I don't want anyone to have bad blood and think anything is anything worse than it is. It's not we need to work through this. I've talked to Dan. We're gonna try to get some scheduling worked out. Just my guys are a little upset and you know, maybe they're doing the you know the the tweeting and talking too much and we've all talked about it. You gotta
3: tell Hanny to stop doing that
4: stuff. Hey, you know what? And, and I have. And, uh, you know, I'm, okay. I'll be the first to say thank you. And, right. you know, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. And it's pretty hard when my owner and my team starts, you know, doing what he, you know, speaking his mind out loud. So <laughs> I, I, I want to say first and foremost thank you to Kawasaki from, you know, Jan to Monster Tom to Dan to Reed to Kurt to everybody at Cowie. Thank you very much for our, your support. And, you know, hopefully we could get this issue worked out and, and move forward.
3: Well said. All right, and with that, let's go to our next guest, the fourth-place finisher this past weekend, Honda Muscle Milk's Justin Brayton. Brayton, what's up?
8: I'm much. How are you guys?
3: I'm good. Uh, you had to listen to a little bit of uh, venting by Kenny. Um, yeah, I, uh, I
8: was just kind of listening in. What's going on there? Well, he, <laughs> uh,
3: you know, some of his guys aren't allowed on the on the Cali track, and they're a little upset, and uh, so he wants to see if he can ride the uh. Honda track. Can you ask uh, Eric? If maybe Watson's guys can come over there. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was
4: I was thinking about that. Yeah. I guarantee you, dude. If we ran all black plastic, they would. Those guys are cool enough. If there was no one out there, they would let us go. No, no chance. Okay. Uh, I'm just telling you okay. the relationship right. that we've had. Hey. Right. Okay. Brayden, congratulations, bud. Good job yeah. this weekend. Good ride.
8: Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh. Obviously, started out kind of rough, but ended up all right. And, dude, uh, did it ever? Good way to start for sure. It's Best I've started in the 450 class. So. Uh, I'm to hey, how was that going. how
4: was that move Villa put on you in the heat race? <laughs> I don't
8: know if it was much of a move. I think he hit a rock or hit something. I don't know if that rut coming out got choppy, but his uh looked like his rear wheel stepped out a little bit and just kinda came into mind and then unfortunately I actually felt that I mean it wasn't my fault but I went mm-hmm. into hill and and uh Looks like he got a little banged
4: up, but... Yeah, he t- I um, talked to Hill, and Hill's like, dude, that was not Brayton's fault. It wasn't... It was just... What happened was when you fell, like, your your frame got stuck in between his leg and, you know, all the pressure. Uh, but he was like, dude, that was not Brayton's fault. It was just a racing accident, you know?
3: You you yeah. hit the deck hard, huh? Your face really yeah. plowed into that dirt. Yeah,
8: I hit it. I hit hard, and uh, I think my chin caught, like, the brake reservoir or something. <laughs> and, um, like, I, I stood up, and my jaw kind of hurt, and there was blood going everywhere, like it was all over my jersey. And I'm like, uh oh. I didn't really know what to do. And then uh just kind of real sore. My bike was so beat up that it was hard to to ride. But I just kind of cruised around just to, I mean, you guys know how it is when you yeah. crash and you just go straight back to the pitch, you're real stiff. So I just wanted to at least circulate the track and, and even get a, a couple more positions to see, you know, I guess 20 gate, 20th gate pick, a lot worse than 16th when you're yeah that far
3: outside well, that's, that, FDQ,
8: so. that's what I, I just tell people too. Road a little bit and, and the guys went to work and uh, I'm fixing my bike
3: so um, ends up right that's what I tell people too like hey keep going do not pull in unless you like cause that gate pick you're gonna be effed you know um, uh, so LCQ you're sitting on the line are you just like oh man oh god I can't believe this
15: you know what I actually stayed pretty calm
8: yeah. <clears throat> I was surprised I like even after the heat I'm like alright just just be calm and, and know. Like, I knew it was all going to come down to the start. Like, I felt like if I got a good start, I didn't know who was in the LCQ before, but I'm like, I, I should be able to go win it. And, um, I just knew I had to start in the in the top five and I could do that. And, and I did. And, and what was cool, actually, Tomac was lined up on the, like, one of the outside gates in the LCQ in the lights class. And me and Kehoe were watching. Uh-huh. And, uh, he whole shot it and won. Or I don't know if he whole shot it, but he was yeah. at least top three and, and, uh, Won and I was like, "All right, that's that's what I got to do." So, um, ended up doing it, and uh, yeah, it was it was good.
3: Um, yeah, solid main event. And um, uh, talk about that, I guess a little bit, and how that went for you. It looked like you and Shorty were man for about five laps there. That I would think it was pretty intense.
8: Yeah, Shorty was riding really good. Um, I made one big mistake at the beginning, and okay, and uh, Stuart and Metcalf got by me, and uh, that's one thing I you know obviously always look at things and wish you could take him back whatever but that one mistake uh kind of cost me some momentum i was right there with dungeon and, and um I, I mean i feel like i could run their speed for sure and and run up front this year and, and uh just made the uh yeah little mistake and then and uh shorty ended up getting by me and mm-hmm. followed him around for a while but uh i'd say the last 10 laps i rode pretty good i ended up um i think the less he went down and then ended up uh Catching Ivan and getting him, which he was riding awesome too, so um and then obviously Stuart going down. So I had some luck on my side I guess, but also right. I had some uh huh. mistakes that were my fault. So, so. Some, say your, some say you make some say you make your own luck,
3: Brayton. You make your own luck. Um yep, we that's can't right. we can't get too far into this without uh talking about the track because Kenny and, and J T were just trashing it for the last half hour. Uh what'd you think of it?
8: Um I mean, I honestly didn't like it. Like, it was right. after press, um, I was talking to my stepdad and then even my girlfriend, and I talked to a few different people, and they're like, what do you think of the track? Like, well, you want my positive attitude, or <laughs> you want the, the real, like, right. you want me to be honest? They're like, be honest. I'm like, I don't think it's that good, to be to be honest. But it was mm-hmm. just really hard to race on. Like, you never really got that good of a flow. Right. And which um, just... Yeah, like just that one section where you kind of like single, single, turn, single, double. Like it just, it was just odd. Like it, you know, I'm not going to bash on the track builders or anything. They they got a tough job, but um, it was just awkward, I would say is the best word for it. What do
4: you guys think? Do you think the wizard had anything to do with the track? The who? The wizard. Who's the wizard? Uh, Someone told me to ask you about the wizard.
8: The wizard. Oh, Wizard. <laughs> yeah, that's my buddy's nickname back in uh, in
4: Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe the Wizard didn't yeah, have anything funny. to do with it. Um,
3: no, Kenny thinks it sucked balls. JT thought it was terrible. I'm of the opinion that I liked it from the stands, like it was different, it was cool, and we did see some racing, and I feel like if you ask the riders... You guys are never happy with the track too much unless you do well on the night. You know what I mean? So
4: Well, he did good. No,
3: I know. And but, he
4: said the track still sucks.
3: Okay, you got a point, you're right. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I thought it was I think they tried something, maybe they missed, you know, maybe it didn't work. And um oh, it didn't work, I guess. I thought
8: the the best it was was actually was probably in the main. Like they they made a fu- a, a few tweaks like uh the section before the whoops, they kind of you know, made the outside liner like built up a berm and mm-hmm. there was a few different options, so and and then we started going outside three in the on the three five three section instead of going inside yeah. bounce where you know, just different things like that. I felt like it started to come together but um yeah, I mean everyone had to race it so
3: that right. uh, how, uh, how hard was that triple out of the turn? Did you do it? Uh,
8: yeah. yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I ended up wheel tapping it in the L C Q just to kind of yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was sick. How far it was, and then that was the, the main I just ended up popping. It It, it wasn't bad. The turn kind of got jacked up, but you could still do it, no
3: problem. Yeah, JT said, uh, we talked about him earlier, and he didn't do it, but he said, you know, in the race you get so amped up, and you're so, like, aggro, you just go inside, 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 and, you know, you don't really think about it, because it is weird that, I heard a couple guys didn't practice, but then it was weird, like, not until Eli Tomac started doing it, where people were like, hey, wait a minute, that's that's fast, you know? Like, all you yeah, guys were in such yeah. a, a race mode.
8: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was definitely fast, and it made the whole section just flow that much better, because you go inside, bounce,
3: it
8: takes your whole momentum away, and and the flow of the track kind of goes away, so um, it was definitely better to go three.
3: Yeah, the track didn't really flow all well, like you said, anyway, so um, uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to call in and talk to Justin Brayton. We got him for a little bit while longer. Uh, Honda Muscle Milk, Justin Brayton coming off a fourth. Also, too, your gear, the yellow-blue motif baby blue liked it yeah liked it did you like it thought it was good yeah yeah
8: yeah I, I was i was pumped on it that's like their new spring stuff coming out so i'm excited to be with one industry i think they're a cool company and and uh i think the stuff looks awesome so yeah.
4: How was your vision cool.
8: my vision was good
3: Sorry, I, I, Mathis. I bet it wasn't <laughs> i bet it was i bet it was cloudy i bet it was cloudy uh uh, yeah, what what I thought we had you. What happened? You wearing hundred percent new goggles. Um, um yeah. Not a sponsor of this show. goggles dot com is the sponsor of the show. But
4: uh, <laughs> you sound uh, like the dudes from Feld now. Oh, we can't talk about no any, no no. Any other no, I'm joking. No, a let's talk about it.
3: Hundred percent goggles. They're back, and uh, you know you wore X brands at the at the uh, Monster Energy Cup, and uh, um, yeah. like I said, I thought we thought we had our X brand athlete, but it didn't work out. Talk about the uh, the hundred percent goggles. How that deal came together, and and all that.
8: Yeah, it just uh I mean first of all wearing wearing the uh, expert in that the monster cup, that was I mean, they're they're good. I I, I like them and, and uh Rich is an awesome guy and obviously Mathis you're a good dude also and
3: uh I'm not but I awesome, had a had a couple of
8: meetings with um hundred percent and
3: mm-hmm.
8: and they have a a lot of really, really cool stuff going on and they could kinda commit to um some more stuff. I mean, not even really money wise. Brain like just, come
3: on. Just, come on. <laughs>
8: If it wasn't all about the money. I'm
3: telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I believe you. But yeah, they probably offered you more. And hey, whatever. You guys have a short career. If you want to take the money, I I will never. Well, I would I would get on somebody that took money uh, to ride like a you know a crappier bike. But uh, I'm sure the goggles yeah. solid, and I'm sure it's great. And you would never have signed if it if sweat started pouring through the foam into your eyes. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. sort of product was yeah, solid. Yeah, and
8: then like they. they with Bevo and, and Kuzo, the, the got, I mean, they've been around for a long time and, right. and know kind of, kind of what's up with the, with yeah. that industry and, and, uh, not that Rich doesn't, but, you know, there's just, just a good opportunity, I think. And, and, um, you know, to market me pretty well. And then the one industries tie was, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Ludo are the owners of 100% right. who started one industries back in the day. So,
3: yeah.
8: um, yeah I think it'll I think it'll be good uh, but
3: um anything else other than goggles? Yeah. do they got other stuff coming coming down the pipeline? Do we know
8: uh they'll have some sunglasses here real soon and then uh then I'm not real sure after that. I've heard okay. that they have some some plans coming, but they right. haven't really filled me in on on too much right. so. yeah
3: it's it's amazing you did that well with you know not being able to see through the lenses and stuff. Good job on that like, <laughs> fantastic job <laughs> uh no, I'm not bitter at all. don't worry, dude we got Kyle Chisholm, so take that.
8: I thought you hated me for
3: a while,
8: Matt, because I was like, no. dude, that sucks. No. I've been, like, wanting to call you and, like, apologize, no. but... No, brain, don't worry
3: about it. We're never good. I'm
8: by
3: you. <laughs> I would be, too. Dude, I... <laughs> no, listen, listen. I'm not going to... Obviously, I thought I was pumped. I was. I thought we'd, we x band was going to get you, and I do side work for x Everybody knows that. But you got to make the money you got to make in a short time, and I'm sure the product is good. Like I said, you would not have chosen mm-hmm. something that wasn't good, and if they can pay you more, and they're going to market you better, and you feel it's... Right way to do it? No problem, man. Yeah, like whatever. Like I'm not.
4: Hey, Brayden, I look at it this way, and I can't speak for Mathis, but relationships last longer than jobs. He could be out of, you know, X brand in in a year, and long as you guys are still cool and friends, you have that relationship. But if he's going to put a relationship on the line over – a job or business, you got you got problems. Yeah,
3: I mean, just stay tuned for my column yeah. on Wednesday when I talk about how lucky Brayton was and how he sucks as a rider. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: everybody crashed. So I, yeah. I just happened to get locked <laughs> into it. No,
3: yeah, I'm just kidding. No, we're all good, dude. Don't sweat it. <laughs> um, let um, let him, let,
4: let everyone say what they want. If you got lucky, but then just when you catch that top five bonus check, just laugh at him.
3: Oh, you, you don't have, to have top, top top five bonuses, do you, Brayton? Of
4: course he does. Yeah, I, oh, I do actually. Top three, you. I
3: would have thought Honda top, factory. No, top five. Top okay. five. Right on, so you made some cash on top of that. Good job. Um, Biggest surprise of the night, JB, uh, in your eyes, like either as a rider, your bike, another person's bike, uh, just biggest surprise of the night for you, do you think?
8: Biggest surprise. Yeah.
3: Um, It's just something that uh, happened that maybe, you know. Probably
8: not for me, because I'm going to go lights class, is that cool? Yeah,
3: you can do whatever, bro. But,
8: I mean, a lot of people know, but, like, me and Cole Sealy have been kind of working together, and. Dude just threw it down. Like, that was – it wasn't a surprise, but it was like – like, I knew he could do it, but, I mean, he yeah. just – like, that was pretty awesome. I think everybody has to admit, like, that was well, – no one expected him to come he, out and, and pass the two. Except three for Pave. Guys and, well, yeah. And win, so.
3: No, he didn't just uh, – uh win like, he earned it. He passing to Rattray, passing Wilson, and taking off. Like, there's not much better of a statement win than you can do than that. Yeah. Um Ping did call it though. Yeah. yeah. Ping was very excited about Cole Seely in our, one of our podcasts. Yeah. You know. But <laughs> Four
8: fifty um, class, I mean, I don't know, I feel like everyone kinda was there who I thought would be there and and it, you know how it is every year people say, Oh, it's my year, I've been training harder than ever, I've been doing this, doing that. Right, and right. Kind of the same as a rider you kinda of know who's gonna be there. I thought Weimer rode really good. Uh-huh. That was uh that's cool to see. And no one's really seen him ride super cross though. Uh huh. Um,
4: uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. Gonna...
3: You there? Did We lose, Brandon. No. We. You're you Hey,
4: you're oh, a you're factory guy. You can back. get rid of that uh, that that cheap <laughs> phone now, dude. Come on, come on, guy.
3: <laughs> hey, how's how's Gothic?
4: Gothic's yeah. awesome. Gothic. I'm pumped on him, He's so cool,
3: dude. He's a little ball of energy. That guy.
8: Yeah, I, we'll go ride. He'll go ride with me all day. And then we'll go play tennis or he'll go on a mountain bike ride. He's
3: just down for anything. No, he is for sure. Did he show you his dragon tattoo on his back yet? No, I haven't
4: seen it. He has one? I don't even know about it. Oh, dude. Oh, oops. Has he showed you his 18 lace Doc Martens with the white powder he puts on his face with the mascara when he goes out to the golf clubs? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really do that, does he? Oh, yeah.
3: Well, he did back in the day. Ask him about it; he'll love uh, it. Really? Yeah. Tell him Kenny asked. <laughs>
4: Ask him about the triple X days when someone stole all of our bikes. When he ran out of the hotel room with makeup on, screaming, "Our bikes are gone!" We're all in the lobby eating, and he runs by with makeup and powder on his face, with his underwear, with his Doc Martens on. Me and Paul no Curry way. to so start. So that's a,
8: where, like, the real Gothic from. That's, that's how it where started. The it real
4: deal. Yep. It is. Good.
3: That's that's really is. Hey, we got a call for you, um, Tyson. You there?
15: Yeah, what's up, guys?
3: Hey, thanks for listening, bud. Appreciate it. You got a question for uh, Justin Brighton?
15: Yeah. Hey, man, just congratulations on your fourth-place finish. Uh, I Thank actually you. am here in Illinois, central Illinois, and with you being from Iowa, sort of representing for the Midwest, just kind of curious, uh, what were some of the tracks or, like, what was the area or some of the tracks that you rode when you were uh, kind of growing up in the motocross stages when you were younger back in Iowa? i yeah, actually the
8: I didn't really race too much in Iowa. It was kinda kinda weird. I raced over at Byron, Illinois a lot. It's uh yeah. probably pretty close to you. But uh yeah, we always yeah, went over far. there. We'd we'd race we'd race usually like Saturday night, somewhere around maybe Iowa locally and then uh go to Byron, Illinois on Sunday, like probably two weekends out of the month. So um raced in Illinois quite a bit.
3: I raced cool. the, I hey, raced uh, the Loretta Lynn's qualifier in Byron in eighty eight. Loretta Lynn's regional or whatever area or something. Way back in the day. All
15: right. All right.
16: Lots of hey, sawdust. Lots
3: of sawdust. I remember that.
15: Really? Pop a quiz for you guys. What does Steve Mathis and Justin Brayton have in common?
3: Well, we don't have X-Brand in common anymore, Tyson. So uh, <laughs> well, you can shove that. I'll
15: tell you one. How about you guys both just got a brand new uh, Honda Ridgeline, I believe.
3: Oh, that's right, Brayton. Uh, yeah. I saw your Twitter. You got a Ridgeline. Right. I, I got right. one, too.
4: Uh, Do you know what the difference is? You like it? What's the difference? You paid for yours. He got his for free.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you have the nav, JB? What's that? Do you have the navigation?
4: I do, yeah. <sighs> you
3: got the one up for me. Of
4: course he does. <sighs> you, didn't, you, you, don't, you don't think you don't they're going to get a fully loaded one? I got
3: the RTL, but without the nav. And do you, did you get wheels put on yours?
4: I did, yeah. <sighs> oh,
3: I got stalkers. It
15: looked it, it look pretty sweet.
3: Yours is white. Mine's black. Yeah. Um, I like it, though. Nice. But hey, what about that seatbelt nice. chime? Yeah. What are we gotta do about the seatbelt chime?
15: Wear
8: it. Braids. Wear your seatbelt. and the thing locks all the like it uh, whenever you close the tailgate, does yours lock automatically?
3: No, you can I changed the settings. Look in your owner's manual. There's uh, settings to change the lock pattern of the of the truck. Ah. So um, but mine Dude, did. And
8: the trunk and the the trunk and the Dude. the bed is pretty awesome though. Dude, you
3: could stuff a dead body in there.
15: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's awesome. No, for <laughs> sure. Cool. Hey Tyson, thanks. Yep,
15: have a good night.
3: Thanks. Tyson, uh thanks, we, we have ridge lines in common. So yeah, I guess that's it. Except yeah, you didn't pay for yours. But that's all right. Uh I love it. It's cool. Um good times on that. Yeah, they're nice. Uh so Phoenix this weekend. Uh looking forward to it. What do you think about Phoenix? How have you done in there in the past? Uh talk about it. Uh
8: Phoenix, I, I always like Phoenix for some reason. Uh got a couple seconds there in the in the lights class, and then last year, I got a six. But, um, yeah, I always seem to do pretty well there, I mm-hmm. guess. And uh, it's always a good vibe. Seems like it's always nice, obviously, in the track. I don't know if it's kind of just the last few years, but has Phoenix always kind of been an easier track that makes for really good racing?
3: Um, no.
8: It seems like it breaks down, yeah. or it's not, it's not like that.
3: You know, in the early 2000s, late 90s, Phoenix had incredible dirt. When we first went into that dome, it was tacky and it was awesome and it was great and in the last three or four years it's turned into be a little more baked a little more hard pack and a little easier i think they make it's it's a bigger floor so they spread it out mm-hmm. so the jumps are smaller and the track is faster overall that's sort yeah. of what they do because yeah. it's such a big floor you know mm-hmm. um but uh no yeah. hey fourth place uh anaheim won um looking good yeah definitely we were going over our sleepers um to the races and uh they might have overlooked you, Brighton. Again. <laughs> so, yeah. Bummer. Bummer, again. Again.
8: Just do it. I'll just do it quietly. You know, yeah. I actually I don't want to do it quietly this year. I want to get up in there and uh yeah. and race with those guys, but yeah. well, i been maybe fun hundred... working with uh, the whole Honda team. Like it's, it's been so cool. Keogh's been such a huge help.
3: Keh, yeah. It's
8: so awesome how yeah, he's
3: yeah,
4: Peter's a good such dude. An awesome guy.
3: Peter. Um why do you call him Peter? Kenny?
4: Peter North, the porn star. He looks just like him. <laughs> Does he? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Google. Hey, so, Google
4: uh, Peter North, and you tell me
3: when yeah, you see me this weekend. Yeah, seriously. You got to do it. It's it's he's right. uh, Make he's, sure
5: to turn your Google filter off before you
3: do it. Yeah, though. and don't let your chick catch you doing it because you know who knows how that who knows how that goes down. Uh, when she, next time she she uh, tries to Google Peter Pan and then Peter North fills itself in. So. Uh, all right. Hey, Brighton. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. And uh, great cool, ride thanks, this Jeff. weekend. Fourth place. Uh, a good good job. And uh, like I said, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Justin. Oh, yeah. No problem. All right. Thanks, Th- Thank Good you. job again, buddy.
3: All right. Justin Brayton, everybody. Uh, Honda Muscle Milk, Justin Brayton. Hey, um, you know
4: what's funny, dude?
3: What? That he was nervous about the goggle deal?
4: <laughs> no. Oh. You know what's funny? Like, every, I think about Justin Brayton, and, I, and for some reason, I That's I, so
0: I, funny.
4: I cannot, like, I, I just think about him on JGR. And every time I think yeah. of JGR, you know, I have a lot of friends on that team, so I think of Tim Dixon. Right. And a lot of people don't know who Tim Dixon is. He's the, the, the trans... Transportation coordinator I think his title is so pretty much he's a glorified truck driver but he's probably one of the best truck drivers out there that has a lot of passion and did me and Tim go way back and a lot of people don't know when the whole motorhome thing first started Jeff Emick had a, the first tour bus that used to go well one year um I think it was like 98 97 98 right around there um I went on the road with Tim it was me John Grice and Tim and we followed the warp tour the, during the week, like it was in between, like Unadilla and Still City, and the Warp Tour was all on the East Coast. So we would go, and like we were a band, and we'd pull into the Warp Tour, and like right in the middle of the Warp Tour, they would have the bus set up, and Tim Dixon would sit there and party like he was like in one of the bands. He would drink Coors Lights all day long, get hammered. It's before he was married and had a chick. And dude, one time we were in there and. Everyone was gone. It was just me, him, and Grice. And we're like, where's T-Bag? T-Bag was in the back of the bus with some girl going through her. The whole bus was shaking. He was getting busy. Like, unbelievable, right. right? Mm-hmm. We, 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 Tim gets so hammered, we have to stay there overnight. You think
3: this, this story is appropriate? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay.
4: Totally, All totally right. appropriate. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> is totally appropriate. Dude, we had, to be, we had to be at the race the next day. Oh, okay. okay. And we're sitting in a parking lot in Cleveland.
3: John Grice was cool, by the way, good guy.
4: John Grice was awesome. What
3: where is John Grice doing?
4: I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I think last time I heard, he was working for Smith. Okay. But I don't no, know if that's he's working a long time there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, all right. dude, we had to be at Steel City, and we woke up, and it was Friday morning, and we were supposed to be at the track, and Dixon pulled it. This guy would drink all day long and party, and then drive. I mean. This, it's just, it's just. I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I'm trying to say is, when you think of JGR, that's what I think of Tim Dixon. He is a gnarly, gnarly dude, and he's Pardon still out there doing what he has up, to do. Watson.
3: Yeah, he is. No, he is. He's a good dude. Awesome. Hey, let's. Uh, we're gonna. Tom McGovern's coming up next for Cali PR. He's gonna uh, talk about our contest that we're having. Cali uh, uh, is so generous to us and, and so thankful, and they're so awesome of a team. Even though they don't let certain teams ride at the track, <laughs> and even though they don't give me practice parts, they're still awesome, still fantastic. And, uh, and and so, but before we do that, our other sponsor that's awesome is Fly Racing. And, Kenny, I'm going to throw this on you. I'm going to throw this on you suddenly. But what I want to do for this is have a trivia challenge for this helmet with three, 13 three callers. Can we do that?
4: Perfect. Yeah, let's do it.
3: Next three callers. So first three callers uh, to call in right now will get uh, a, a, a chance to win a Fly Carbon F2 Andrew Short replica helmet. You can't have one on the show in the last six months. Can we monitor that, Tits? You can't have won anything, right? Right. Okay. Can we monitor that? I don't even know. I will do my best. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. And what we want to do is do a trivia challenge for this helmet because we're getting a few complaints about making it too easy, uh, these challenges, making these challenges too, too easy. Too
4: easy. You know you used to say that? No. Sean Palmer coming off the couch to go win next games. This is too easy.
3: Really? The infamous um, Sean Palmer. Was he there this weekend, I wonder?
4: I did who not was see the him.
3: uh who was the guy you saw this weekend that shocked you the most? Or like who did you see this weekend that was something you didn't expect? Was Smelly there? Hey, uh,
4: no, he's on you? tour. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I, I You did. know how you get
3: these people coming out of the Yeah, you know what? I, I d- saw chicken, I d- which isn't that bad. I, d- I didn't
4: I didn't really like walk around and not I was people came to my truck, but I was pretty much inside my truck all yeah. weekend and
3: I came by twice, I saw no sign of Kenny. I didn't I did see Hanny, I didn't he really didn't see me, so I think that was okay, I didn't upset him. So, uh,
4: so I don't know.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, tits is uh uh cl- clipping people. He's clipping people left and right
4: here. God, it's so funny, like how just people run their mouths and like about Derek. You Brecht.
3: gotta stop reading that chat. Room, I, I bro. just think it's. Funny. I can't believe you fired the guy on Thursday. That's ballsy. What
4: well, What am I gonna do? No, That's ballsy. Listen, hey, whatever. Hey, it's just like some guys. You know, two days before the season right. starts in football, they get cut. Right. I no, mean, yeah, what are you, no do?
3: you got a good point. You're it's right. You not, not like he gave him some severance too.
4: It wasn't like he didn't do he he it wasn't like he did a bad job, but it was just he wasn't fitting in with the team. And it's, it's, at the end of the day, this is a team and there's still sixteen other people that have to get along with one person. And if it's not working out, 16. it's not working
3: out. You have sixteen people?
4: Yeah. I got with four riders. Tea. I got four riders. Yep. I got four mechanics. Yep. That's eight. I got two truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's ten. I got Doc G. I got Kyle. Yep. Okay. Right. I got Phil, my practice bike guy. Yeah. Thirteen, and then I got uh, a girl <laughs> named Julie who does all my e-shots marketing promotions. Uh-huh. And then I got two other models. I bet she
3: does your e-shots.
4: So I mean, there's 16 people. That are, are 16 we to 18 that are okay. under my 10 on a weekly basis. I'm not saying Derek didn't get along with all of them because he didn't even know half of them. Right. But I just had to get rid of it before it was a problem that I thought it would be. So it was nothing to do personal. Derek, Derek's a good dude. All
3: right, uh, we're good on we're good on our callers. Nobody calling. We got our three guys, and we're gonna give away this uh, Fly Racing uh, uh, F2 uh, Carbon Short Replica Helmet. Let's go with uh, Kyle. You there? Yep. What's up, man? Hold on one second. Uh, Mitch, you there? Mitch? Yeah. 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 All right. And then we got... uh... Hey, Doug. Doug. Yep, I'm here. All right. We got Mitch, Kyle, and Doug on the line. They are going to go for... None of you three guys have won anything on here recently, have you?
15: Nope.
3: All right. Nope. Uh, We're going to go with a trivia challenge to win this helmet. Best two out of three. Get it. Uh, What I want you guys to do is uh, yell your name. Uh, the second you have the answer. So if we can uh, if we can do that, um, then we'll we'll narrow it down from there. Um, let me make some notes here. Kenny, you got questions? About what? For the trivia challenge? No. Okay, fantastic.
4: You do. I'm not a trivia guy.
3: Okay, guys. You guys ready? I hope you all ready? have up. hope you all have old school knowledge. me a little bit of old school stuff here. And I'm totally winging this because Kenny doesn't I'll, have any. I'll,
4: just give me one. You can take two. Kim Ferry. Uh,
3: you win. <laughs> you win. Uh, <laughs> just give me one. I'll, I'll take one. You wanna you wanna do it now or you want Yeah, wanna, I'll do it now. Okay, Kenny's at the first question.
4: What year did this guy or uh, what year was the last year Zach Osborne rode in America and what team did he ride for?
6: Two thousand eight. Kyle.
4: Okay, what team? <sighs>
6: uh You got me on that one. Doug!
15: I got the year. 2008.
3: Doug? Triple X. No. All right. Anybody?
5: KTM.
3: Nope. Uh, it, Kenny, you stumped them. Nobody got it right. Unbelievable.
5: Well done. Dang, Honda. So, let's get to the next one. It was one. Uh,
3: Yamaha Troy. Yamaha Troy uh, was the correct they're answer. they still around? No, they're not oh, yeah, anymore. I got they
15: went from Honda Troy, didn't
3: they? All right. Next question. Uh, give me the name. Of the man who wrote Suzuki's, and won two 125 West Coast championships. Doug, Mitch, Mitch. Doug. Doug.
15: Guy Cooper. Is that yes? Mitch, oh,
17: sorry.
3: All right, right, yeah. Okay, when I do this, do the. Yeah, you didn't do that. All right, Mitch, go ahead.
17: Uh, the Damon Huffman.
3: That's right. You got it. Mitch is in the lead. One nothing. To nothing. Oh. All right. Who won the 1997 season opening race at the L.A. Coliseum for his only... Doug. Doug? Go ahead, Doug.
15: Brian Deegan. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. I'll take it. Mitch, go ahead. Damn, Mitch.
9: Sebastian Tortelli. No,
3: 1997. Season opener. Oh, crap. Anna Suzuki. First ever, first ever Supercross only win. Kyle, you want to grab this? Uh, thinking. South African, Greg Alberton. Everybody, you guys, uh, still one for Mitch, nothing for Kyle. Alberton won a Supercross. He did. Swear to God. All right, let me give you a question. All right, Kenny, Kenny's got one.
4: Who was the title sponsor for the Nolene race team? Sizzler. Doug,
3: Matt, Matt, Matt. Doug, go ahead. Sizzler. Doug, you're right. You got to give your name first. That's the. Oh, all right, Kenny, you got another one, or is that all you got?
8: asking you, Mitch.
4: <laughs> Kenny, <laughs>
3: What's up? You got another one, or is that it? <laughs> He's uh, stumped.
4: I'm, I'm stumped.
3: Okay, all right, uh, all right. Let, let, let's ask. Let's ask, answer this. Who won? He won the 2005 Anaheim one opening race in the 250 class. It was a mutter. The perfect storm, Matt. they called Doug. it. Look. Matt, we don't have a Matt. No, no, Mitch. Doug, Matt. Mitch, <laughs> He's Mitch. The wrong days. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Mitch. Is it me? Do I
6: have you?
3: Mitch. Mitch, your turn.
6: Kevin, Kevin Windham.
3: You got it, Mitch. You got it. It was painful. It was painful.
15: Man, I know it was Doug first before Mitch.
3: No, Mitch said his name first. It was not yeah, Doug. I know. Uh, Mitch, Mitch is the winner. Doug and Kyle, you guys both uh, win a Pulp MX T-shirt for playing. Wait. Um, so all three guys, stay on the line. Tits will get your information. And congratulations to Mitch, the winner of the Fly Racing F2 Carbon Andrew Short Replica Helmet. Get your size of your helmet and your address to... Tits, he will uh he will get it to you and uh the other guys give your t shirt size and address and uh thanks for listening, everybody.
15: Nice nice riding, Mitch. Sorry, binder. no helmet for you.
5: Gotta love it. Thanks guys. Thanks, Mike. You hey you want me to get Tom on the phone before uh, I get to this? Yeah, can you? Yes, yeah, I let's can't. get
3: let's get Monster on the phone. I put them all on hold, right? That's what I gotta do on my end. Uh thanks to Fly Racing for that. Dale Spangler down there, uh helping us out. Um on this, on this contest.
4: You Dale, just, Dale you Spangler just, works at Fly now? Yeah. I didn't know that. How long has he been there?
3: Um, uh, five five years? Oh, Four really? Years? Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah, I for sure. Uh, we're going to come up with Monster Tom McGovern here coming up next on the Pop of Show presented by btosports.com. We got a real cool email to read later uh, about somebody who wants to help us out. Supporting the troops. And we have uh, some voicemails coming up. We're going to have Kevin Windham on around 8 o'clock. Uh, he's going to come on. He's watching a national championship game and um, said he'd love to join us while he's watching the game, which is currently, I don't even know. Kenny, I don't follow college football. I think it's Who's?
4: 15 to nothing.
3: Is it CFL football?
4: No, this is national championship Okay, college football. You, you, know the know football?
3: I, you know what I gave Corey for Christmas? I actually sent him a Winnipeg Blue Bombers t-shirt. Uh, I haven't seen him, though. I went by that truck. It was a madhouse. It was a madhouse over there. Really? JGR. Yeah. Anyways, our next guest on the line, uh, Ace Cowley, PR man, and uh, also the winner of the Pulp MX Fantasy Football League in a complete domination wire-to-wire, Monster Tom McGovern. McGovern, what's up?
9: Not much, Steve. How you guys doing today?
3: Good. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, uh, yes, you won the... You won the Pulp of Max fantasy football league.
9: The only reason I came on is to brag about the football league, and you're giving away helmets. I just heard and T-shirts. What do I get? Okay.
3: Um, yeah. What's you, my price? Um, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you? What do you? What do you want, monster?
9: I, I don't know. You know what I want? I want a I want a mafia leather vest.
3: <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? Uh, unfortunate for away, not qualifying, so we will not see that mafia vest. In Phoenix, um, uh, how's it going? What do you think? Anaheim won. How was it? Successful. Anaheim won, it was a great event. Um, Successful. You no. Know, for,
9: for, for me, I get to go back and forth between the stadium and the pits all the time, and this is the first time I've ever had a massive quag of people that kept me from being able to do my job. It was
3: why? What do you mean? It,
9: it like it was an hour to get in the pits at some points uh, if you went in the main entrance. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know the, the secret credential entrances to get in, and you know, I wanted to kind of check it out. And, mm-hmm. and the routing was good. It took everybody by the vendors, because I don't know if you noticed it in the pits this year, but they, they flip-flopped where the vendors and the privateers were. And uh-huh. um, I think that led to a, a much more crowded pit area,
3: I just but, heard and there people, were
9: tons of people yeah. there this
3: week. I heard people were upset with it because there was some confusion over tickets and stickers and who got in where and all that stuff. So um, I, I don't really know for sure. I just that's what I heard. So um,
9: I'm, I'm just happy I don't work for Feld when that comes up.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Ryan Cali, uh Cowie guy. Uh, what a performance! Domination.
4: He, he looked pretty good out there. He looked, mm-hmm. looked just like I did in the fantasy football league. Looks pretty. Like, <laughs> I would say he looked pretty good.
9: He looked uh, awesome. Uh, Hey, um, nah, he, Ryan's been riding amazing. I mean, he didn't let—he hasn't let off the gas since Energy Cup, and you know, we all saw what he did there, and and for him to be able to go out and, and keep working hard all all throughout, you know, um, took a couple weeks after getting married and and had a nice honeymoon, but yeah, you know, he still had—he still put in a lot of work, and and it just goes to show, you know, that first year he, he built up a great base, and and what he was starting with this year, that that clay was already molded, and and look how he ended up.
3: And then uh, I interviewed him after the race, and I almost wish he didn't take that four hour media training course that he was telling me about because he was very normal, very I tell
9: you, see, he took a four hour media training course between uh, between all the all the guys on the team, uh, the pro circuit riders, and the and, and Ryan's class, I've taken what was it nine and eighteen hours worth of uh, media training <laughs> here in the last month. so and, and you, and you... I, I should have the best interview of anybody ever on your show. If that's the case,
3: and you really didn't even need it either, because uh, you already knew. Ah. It, you oh,
9: know. trust me, we all need it.
3: Right. What do you think about? Do you think Josh Hanson should perhaps take some media training? Uh, judging by his race race, 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 race interview on Friday. The,
9: the the big thing about media training is you have to want to be there, and you want you have to want to learn what what's going on with it. Yeah. And so, so if you're not committed to it, then it's not going to work. Okay. And you know, right now we have everybody on our team who who's really committed to to going out and putting their best foot forward, both on the track and.
4: An interv- interview, so it works out well.
3: Well, Kenny, I guess Hanny just doesn't want doesn't want to do a media.
4: Yeah, hey. I guess Tom knows. <laughs>
3: uh, hey, um, uh, what do you think of Watson's team over there? The little, little setup he's got going on. Um,
4: uh, I spent
9: I spent a good amount of time over there. I love it. I love I love the, how he has the uh, the pit area with you know you got you got bikes on both sides. There's always a lot of energy going on over there. They got green table covers, which uh, which makes everybody at Kawasaki happy. And, uh, you know, I, I spent good time with Kyle and then went over and talked to Kenny for a little bit. And now I think, I think that whole Harden-Huntington-Dodge team, is, it looks really good in the pits. And
3: Glad to have
4: them right next door to us.
3: And they have wrapped chairs this year. They took a step above. They wrapped their coolers.
4: They were, they were wrapped last year, but they, oh, the coolers just overwhelmed everybody. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were, the, they were wrapped last year.
3: Oh, my bad. Never noticed. Yeah, the coolers just blinded me. Yeah, have
4: you. you noticed the factory
9: coolers, what they did with those? Yeah. We yeah. we don't wrap our cores. What we do is we actually have a uh, a box that goes around them. Uh-huh. You guys had those last year too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, this years are a little bit different. This years they have these things that they're number one plates. I guess they they don't give them out. We have to earn them or something. <laughs> but I'm not wow. quite sure how it all worked out, but wow. it worked out well for the team.
4: Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, obviously there's there's more hype around the rap coolers and and believe me, I've not the, I'm not the guy to promote the rap coolers. Here we go. Here we go. People just the spectators and the fans are the one talking about the rap coolers. And I know and Big it, B, that, I know Big B. I know Big B takes super pride in his setup which is phenomenal. That guy knows what's going on and his truck is always top phenomenal. notch. And uh, you know, hey, what it's just like hey, whatever what works for you works for you and what works for us works for us and I I like that idea. I think they look killer. The first time, nah,
9: no, for, for you know, sure. And, and I'm not bagging on Kenny or the Huntington team at all. They, are like I said, their pits up set up the second and none out there. It's a, it's a great setup. And I, I personally like. I, I was confused at first when I saw half the bikes on one side and half the bikes on the other because I'm like, dude, two mechanics are really mad right now because they got to go all the way across. But then talking to Kyle, he's like, nope, we have everything we need. And, and I'm like, right I even, on, man.
3: And I even quizzed this is, Kyle. It's a
9: great
8: setup.
3: I quizzed Kenny last show. And I doubted that they would have everything that guy needed. Um, So I went to Kyle and I spoke with him and I said, give me something that you didn't have. Please give me something you didn't have so I can nail Watson on Monday's show. Because he told me they were all taken care of. And Kyle either protected Kenny or more likely, he said, nothing, nothing. We've had everything we need in this truck.
4: And you know why we have everything we need? Because of Tom and Kawasaki giving us the parts and, (laughs) and getting us to... You know, getting us our parts lounge to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville taking care of us. Jacksonville Power Sports. Without Kawasaki and Jacksonville Power Sports, we wouldn't be able to have the parts that we have. And the the support we have through, you know, Kawasaki. So, it's all collectively, you know, through our sponsors and through the team and everybody working together. But, hey, you know what? It is what it is.
3: Somebody's got a good idea in the chat room. We need to give away our wrap cooler on the show.
4: No problem. (laughs) Can we do that? Yeah.
3: You have the, the graphics? Yeah. How do we ship a rap cooler? That's pretty expensive.
4: They pay for the shipping.
3: They pay for the <laughs> shipping. Uh, hey, talking about contests, Monster Tom. Uh, uh,
4: you, were, you just took my
9: segue. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I, that's what I learned in media training, segues.
3: I don't know what we've done on our show to catch the people, the nice people at Kawasaki's ear. But uh, they are, once again, stepping up to the plate. Uh, Monster Energy Cup came. We had a contest, uh, an essay contest. We picked the winner, Nate. And his dad came out to the Not just kidding. Nate did not have – Nate and his dad did not come out. Nate came out. We paid for a trip out to Vegas. And, uh, and Kawasaki, out of the kindness of their hearts, flew three or four? Three. Three, three other people. Three,
9: three groups six, out. Three, six had, people uh, total. We had a great time, or at least you know, based, based on the feedback I got, I, I believe everybody had a great time. We, yeah. We uh, yeah. spent a good amount of time in the truck under the tent speaking with you and then you guys went over to talked to Kenny and yeah uh, we we put him up at Aria Hotel and wow they were pretty pumped on that. It's a better and hotel than our I- energy for that cuz they helped us out to get the rooms. It was a better hotel. And,
3: uh, the the losers of the contest got put up in a nicer hotel than the winner of our contest. That's There's awesome. no <laughs>
9: losers when they listen to the ball FMX show. Um
3: and now you guys are doing it again. You're doing it we're again. We're doing
9: it again and, and doing it uh a little bit different, a little bit uh a little bit bigger of a trip. Um what we're going to do this year is uh, is we want to see some great T-shirts. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for me, I, I, I at the races I, I get to wear that factory Kawasaki team shirt, and that's you know, that's a pretty big source of pride to be able to wear something like that and and walk around the pits and look great. But I'm hoping at Anaheim too, I look even better when I'm wearing this, the winning T-shirt. I think part of the deal is, and I don't, you don't even know it yet, but. I get, a, I get a T-shirt that I get to wear all, all weekend. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah,
3: I, di- I didn't know that. Yeah, we're making the shirt. We're going to make some runs of the shirt, no doubt. Yeah, well, um,
9: well, one for me for sure. And what we're going to do is we're going to fly the designer and uh, and their guest out to California. Um, if they live local, then we'll work something out with them to to, uh, to make sure they have a, a, a great trip going out to the stadium. Um, but it's actually going to be a Thursday through Sunday trip. We're going to make it a little bit longer, so
7: yeah.
9: hopefully they can get off work and and come out and, and really experience what it's like to, to do a an Anaheim Supercross. We're going to bring them out to Cali, Kawasaki headquarters in Irvine. We have a, a great Heritage Hall museum that uh, that features a lot of classic Kawasaki motorcycles. Um, we actually redid it here uh, this just last week for our, our Supercross wondercross kickoff. And there's a lot of historic race bikes in there right now. But like I didn't even know that we that Kawasaki has a snowmobile that they used to make and. And we have one of those in there. Either,
7: yeah.
9: We actually have an old. Uh, it, it, it's an old, uh, uh three wheeler that it's actually brand new. Never, never even had the motor started on it.
4: So hey, did, uh, you that from, did, you, well? did you get that from? Did you get that three wheeler from Reed's garage? <laughs> no,
9: <laughs> actually, Kenny, you laugh. That's what I grew up riding was a Kawasaki 160 three wheeler. So. You know what's
4: crazy? I didn't even know. Like Tony Berluti told me that Reed used to be the team manager of the three wheel Cowie team, and I was like, Cowie had yeah. a three wheel. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Jimmy White. Jimmy White, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's so or, or awesome. Am Remind me
3: to tell you my Gary Denton story sometime.
4: Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Kenny.
3: Um, and, and what they have to do on the T-shirt, and all the details are on Pulpomex.com. We have a, a post on there. The T-shirt needs to be something incorporating Kawasaki or Kawasaki's logo, the Pulpomex show, uh, something from the show, or just a cool design. Tits, we got, what, 30 submissions?
5: Uh, I honestly know we've got quite we a few got, though quite a few. Let's just
3: go thirty, okay? Just okay. go thirty for the let's show. Let's say thirty. Can for you just the show? Do the thirty, the show, please? We'll, okay. We'll go with thirty. Uh, uh, and we've got we've got some great ones already. Uh, Tom, I got to email them some of them to you. Um, people have been already going at it. The contest closes on Sunday, and they get monster. They get a uh, uh, flight, hotel, tickets, meet and greet with somebody, Weimer or RV.
9: Yeah, well, yeah, we have meet and greet with the riders. They get to come out to Kawasaki headquarters, like I said, tour the museum. Come have lunch with me. We'll grab a couple team guys, and we'll be we, right there at the Good Times Cafe. Uh, we'll go on a track walk, and, and give they'll get the full Monster Tom uh, Transporter tour, which right. uh, if you haven't been on that, well, you, you
4: don't know what you're missing.
3: Kenny, will you um, take the you time out to it. meet these people? For sure. Okay.
4: For sure. <laughs> will they, will well, they get, will, I think what will top it all off is uh, Big B's Salsa. <laughs> Big B salsa. They will definitely get to try some Big B salsa. Um, we're gonna when
9: they're at the uh, Dude, when they're at the s- office. We have uh, Monster Energy refrigerators that they're gonna be able to come in and and grab as much as they can fill into into one of their check bags. So if they want to take that back home with them, uh, we'll give them two hundred dollars shopping spree in our oh. apparel catalog. Wow,
4: that's uh, cute.
9: and Denny Harwig doesn't know the chef. But we're gonna take him up to the media room and uh, in the press box. So they can see Steve Mathis working hard. Yes,
3: yes, that'll, that'll be that'll be probably the topper for them.
9: And, um. and if you look, it says surprises, surprises. I'm going to throw this out right now that if they want to call me in August, I'll give them my phone number and we'll do a two hour fantasy football draft summary. <laughs> and we'll talk them through how they can <laughs> win their championship.
3: <laughs> that'll be quite <laughs> thrilling, I'm sure. Um, how many, uh, yeah. how <laughs> many leagues are you in, by the way? You're 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 a big football uh, guy fan, anyway. Uh,
9: uh, he, well, he has to be a Florida if. A uh, football fan, you go to Florida. Look at look at JT. He knows. You know we got yeah, we got Tebow just dominating uh, right now. Here
3: and, we go. Here we go. It already starts.
9: I mean, Tebow <laughs> is the the Ryan Villapoto of uh, football.
3: All right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, so the deadline, everybody, again, is Sunday, and we're gonna announce the winner. We're announcing the winner next Monday, right, Tits? Yes, uh, 11.59 so, p.m. on yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, and so we're announcing the winner. You've got show at gmail.com. That's correct. Is the email. Send your designs there. And uh, if you need if you need Cowie logos, they're on the post on Pulpamex uh, in a zip file so you can get the files yourself and uh, start designing away. Like I said, this is going to be a great contest. So we're going to have the winner on the show, too, um, to announce, to talk about their, their win and their end. We're going to have them on after the experience. Hopefully if Kenny doesn't piss them off so much that they, you know, didn't enjoy themselves, they'll come on and they'll talk about the contest and everything else. And and man, I gotta tell you, Monster, I don't know what we did. Like I said, I don't know what we did, but thanks to Callie. They're on board with uh, us. I know. Nope, no worries awesome. at all.
9: We 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 love all the Pulp MX fans and, and actually, uh I was I was given I just got an email that said I'm allowed to break a little bit of news here on the uh, on the Pulp and show. Maybe maybe help draw some more listeners in, but uh in a couple of days, Kawasaki is going to be putting out a press release about an online game that they have going on uh, for the whole Supercross season that's uh, called the uh, K, uh, Kawasaki, Monster Energy Kawasaki Supercross Challenge. And, uh, and with that, it's going to be, uh, it's actually a three-part game that the big grand prize is a sweepstakes prize that you're going to win a trip for two to the Monster Energy Cup in Las Vegas in October. But, uh, and how the game works is what you have to do is you choose where you think Ryan Villapoto is going to finish. And if it's a West Coast race, where you think Dean Wilson is going to finish. If it's an East Coast race, right now we have Blake Baggett, uh, slotted in. So you choose where he finishes there. And, uh, to help out our, uh, our support teams as well, like, like Kenny's Hart and Huntington team, we, uh, we also have a secondary question that you have to figure out how many KX450Fs are going to finish in the top 10. And, uh, and then how many KX250s will be mm-hmm. in the, uh, the top three of the lights class. It's
3: a little ridiculous because it looks like Cowie has half the field right now.
9: Did you see the right, Did we, you see the with, start? We were standing there talking to Kyle Bentley and Kyle and I. We figured it out that the number you could actually choose is ten in there. You, we could fill the the top ten of a supercross main event with all green. How many and, did you,
4: How many did you guys have this weekend?
9: Uh, we finished three in the top ten this weekend. We had uh, Ryan, uh, Jake, and and then uh, Josh came up and, and and got us one more in the top ten, which was great.
4: How many guys? And, how many cowies were in the main event period though? Uh you know what? I, I didn't look at that, but it, I wanna say it was
3: uh it was yeah, right around nine or ten off the top form. of my head. The do they still have the here.
4: manufacturer's points? Like for is that still a thing that they do? Like, you know most Every no, year they do yeah, they award the manufacturer's cup still, eight, I believe.
3: Eight cowies in the top ten. They do have a manufacturer's award still,
4: yes. So congratulations, you guys are probably winning that. <laughs> <laughs>
9: Well, we I know we won it last year, and uh, and that, that's an awesome feat for for Kawasaki, and uh, and going back to our challenge too, you get weekly prizes, and there's a season-ending prize where we where we have some Villapoto jerseys for sale or uh, available to win, that are that'll be signed by Ryan and and some other cool stuff. If you get if you get the question right of whether Ryan or or dean or, or blake are going to finish you're going to get a uh, wow. a coupon for a free monster energy drink in the mail so uh cali
3: just lost their minds what's going on down there
9: we, i mean we, we, what, no, what's we happening? Just like giving stuff away we got we got great fans and we have great kx products the, the 450 and 250 uh right now The the Kawasaki 250 is the top selling 250 in the class so uh, i mean
3: yeah.
9: we, we 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 got good people behind us and and we want to show support to them.
3: It's crazy, Cowie lost their minds. Everybody half off everything. Um, no man, thank you. Uh, thanks again for doing this contest. I think it's really cool. We're gonna do some more stuff down the road. Uh, I think. Yeah, we got to... we got a couple
9: other contest plans. One's a big surprise that uh, that we think is gonna be really enjoyable. And uh, yeah, and we love working with you guys at Paul Yeah, Can
4: Yeah, you Yeah, so hear that? you know, uh, Cowie is also going to step up and help us out. We're doing a autograph signing and a concert friday night before the san diego supercross at our sponsor Sequan casino in el cajon where kawasaki is going to uh give away some product and some supercross tickets to that event too so we'll keep you posted on that you know leading up to san diego so once again kawasaki is out there helping you know support the sport and and you know helping support you know the the industry so thank you oh no
9: thank you guys that's what that's what it's all about is uh we're all a big family at Kawasaki, and we like taking care of everybody on green.
3: Hey, can we do something about that new coffee maker in there? I don't like it. I want to cure it You bag. know what? I'm
9: not, I don't drink coffee. I've had one cup of coffee in my life. Okay. Well, and no. I, was, I was in there actually giving one of the, one of the tours, and, and obviously the coffee maker is a big part of the tour of the truck. and Yeah. And somebody came in to make a cup of coffee, and I'm looking at it, and... I couldn't figure it out for the life of I me. Mean, yeah,
3: you know what? It's more like, of a cappuccino maker. You know, I just want to just bring well, the Keurig well, it is, back. I guess
9: it takes the it, it has the coffee beans in it. It grinds them up, shoots them into another area, runs the water through them, and then makes the coffee. Listen, and,
3: I don't want to hear it.
9: I that's need, a lot. That's a lot of moving parts. Like, let, I'd say we go get a Mister Coffee ten cup brewer and let's just make it happen.
4: I think what happened was when Fish left, he took his coffee maker.
15: No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
4: actually, I asked B where it went. And he goes, "Oh, I sent the cab of the truck."
9: <laughs> so. So if you need a, a nice curated cup of coffee, all you have to do is go to the cab of the, uh, uh yeah. transporter and you'll get it right there.
3: I will be going there for sure. <laughs> uh, Hey Tom, thanks for coming on, man. We're going to move along. We got, uh, K-Dub, uh, coming up next, Kevin Windham, K-Dub and K-Dub what? on the show. Um, how,
9: how do I get bumped for
3: K-Dub? Come on. <laughs> I know, believe me, <laughs> but we're going to have you on again. Uh, um, I'm going to send you all the submissions. I want you guys to be a judge of this also. And, um, uh we'll narrow it down and we'll send you the best uh i don't know three or four or five and and you guys can weigh in on it and kenny will perhaps care enough to look at it pookie my wife's gonna judge tit's gonna judge so um yeah should be a good time thanks again to kawasaki man really appreciate it Uh,
9: now we we appreciate everything you do like i said and and uh really happy to be a part of this contest and Really happy to uh, to have a have some friends come join me at Anaheim too.
3: Yeah, should be good, man, for sure. And uh, let's let's drag RV out this time too uh, to meet them. I know last time he was watching video or something, um, and he couldn't meet the guys or he was sleeping or something. And um, let's let's get him on to meet the guys so they. He can. was
9: investing a million dollars. He was about to win.
3: Yeah, no doubt, huh? No doubt. Thanks, Monster Tom. Appreciate it. Talk soon. See you this weekend. You going?
9: Uh, I. You know what? I just found out today. I am. I'm going to hit the road to to okay. uh, Phoenix. Right and get there uh, bright and early. So yeah. I will be in
4: Phoenix this weekend.
3: All right, thanks, man.
4: Thank you, Tom. Thanks. We'll see you guys later.
3: Hey, uh, that's everybody. Monster uh, Cowie PR guy Tom McGovern, and giving the details of the Publix show uh, it's a T-shirt contest that uh, I'm pretty excited about, and uh, I think it's gonna be cool for these winners. And thanks again to Kawasaki for coming on board for doing this. Great guys. Um, Kenny. Yes, sir. We can either do a commercial for ten minutes and make Kevin Wyndham wait, or we can go right into Kevin Wyndham and go do a commercial after that.
4: Let's go right into Kevin.
3: Right into Kato. All right, let's do that. Let's get Kevin Windham on the phone next. Geico Honda's Kevin Windham, and we'll do a commercial after that, and we'll come back from that with some emails and some voicemails, and uh, stump the tits probably. BTO Sports uh, tweet at tits segment. Also, tits. Did you get a few of those further? for the? All right. Um, hey, and tits. I saw you talking to Brayton before you brought him on the show. Don't talk to the guests. Just just answer the phone. Don't ask him how the race was. You know. Don't.
5: Yeah. Uh, my apologies. I will not uh, fraternize with the guests Thank anymore. You. Thank you. Uh, Why did you hang the phone back out? Because it went straight to voicemail. I'm going to try and call again in about two
4: seconds. Let's let's go to commercial then. We try calling him. He can wait.
3: <laughs> it's up to you, man. Uh, do you want to be a producer or not,
5: tits? I'm going to make an executive decision. And try one more time. All can right, let's you, try and get – Ke- He's for at home. It's 11 seconds. o'clock where he's at. No, it's
3: 10 o'clock. He's central. Right. Central time. Uh, so, uh, Kenny, will you take part in this contest? Will you judge the T-shirts or do you care? Yeah,
4: he's probably bummed out right now since his team's losing. Who he? is he? Is He's L- LSU. He's
3: LSU. Oh, Louisiana.
4: Baton Rouge, right yeah. down the road from him.
3: Oh, no. Is this interview going to be bad? I think so. Oh, great. I wanted to get Wyndham's take on the on the race. You know he's been around a long time. He has? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay. and uh you know i want to talk about the competition in the field and, and see uh see what he's got um uh about uh, what he feels about the competition and, and how's it going and his race was sort of did handy close up on him a little bit yeah a little bit i i, I think he looked like he avoided a lot of the uh, a lot of the trouble
4: i think he was not comfortable out the track either and he was just riding around like he was trail riding in his backyard
3: yeah maybe huh maybe
4: so it, i think his backyard had a little bit more obstacles in that place
3: you're a hater dude did you uh, you try it? Yes, uh, no dice. We're going to go to commercial. Um,
5: do you have the right number? I have the number you gave to me. You want to give it to me over he the He tweeted air? that he was waiting
3: for the call. I know. So, I'm just going so, straight so let's some go to commercial now. and try to get a let's hold of Let's go to of commercial and the Pulp MX Show presented by btosports.com. See you in a little bit.
13: This is Georgia Lindsay, presenter of the Motocross Grand Prix, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Mathis and Watson. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by btosports.com. Featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors. And we'll be right back.
1: Whatever you need for your bike or body, BTOSports.com is your destination as we carry all the leading brands. BTO has you covered with the best selection, best service, and best prices around. Make sure to punch in that code, M-A-T-T-H-E-S, and any order over $100 gets a Mathis size discount. Btosports.com is proud to be on board the Pulp MX show, and make sure to check us out on the web at btosports.com. Check out our current special for free shipping on all international orders, over $799.
13: Work's Connection has been around 22 years, providing top quality protection for your bikes, which includes our quick-adjust clutch birches, work stands, and skid plates. We're proud sponsors of the Rockstar Makita Suzuki, as well as Hardin Huntington, and many other teams competing on the highest level. From Steve Lansom in 1990 to Ryan Dungey in 2011, we've got you covered with top-notch products made right here in the U.S. of A. Check out our website at worksconnection.com. And when you order, enter Pulp MX for a 20% off discount.
12: As a motorcyclist, one will have certainly come across the name AGV, most probably because Valentino Rossi, one of the world's fastest and most talked about racers, wears them religiously. Well, the legendary Italian helmet brand, which started manufacturing helmets in 1947, has decided to return to our sport with two motocross helmets, the MTX and the new AX8. The AX8, with its carbon Kevlar fiber shell, has a sneaker, more aggressive styling, amazing cooling and ventilation, and only weighs 1,500 grams. This helmet has been developed and used by Gautier Paulin, Travis Pastrana, Davy Millsaps and 2008 MX1 World Champ, David Phillip Parts. The AX8 retail price starts at $349. You can check them out at all Parts Unlimited dealers or directly at AGV.com. Since
14: 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles, more power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance.
12: The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation.
13: Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well.
12: Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more.
13: Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day.
12: Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page.
13: Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com pulpmx
12: the result of design, experience, and factory rider feedback, Fly Racing helmets, racewear, and protective products continue to push the boundaries of innovation and technology, fit, function, and finish. Worn and endorsed by pros Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and Team BTO Sports BBMX riders Michael Byrne and Jason Thomas, Fly Racing designs products for the serious racer and rider. The difference is in the details. For more information, visit flyracing.com to view its entire range of exciting products, or follow Fly Racing on Facebook and Twitter. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the
13: pros. Offering a variety of semi custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want. With backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99.
12: As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order.
13: So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code pulpmx 15 at checkout to save money today.
1: The next time you need to get your bike dialed, think about contacting JGRMX for all your engine and suspension modifications. Joe Gibbs Racing jumped feet first into Supercross and Motocross a few years ago and using their state-of-the-art engine and suspension dynos, they are able to provide you with the best mods out there. Using what they learn from team riders like Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, and Cooper Webb, JGRMX can get you and your bike to the top level. Look for an announcement soon for the all-new amateur motocross team. Check them out on the web at JGRMX.com. JGRMX is a semi-proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. (laughs) A little
2: company that could,
1: X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top
2: riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the TheXBrand.com. And remember, listeners to The Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words XCO2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012
12: Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and ex-game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should, too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Freegun. Get hip and get cool. Freegun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com.
3: Welcome back to the Pop Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to those sponsors. Without those sponsors, we couldn't have a show. And Kenny's gotten a couple of texts from uh, some industry people that have been listening to the show uh, while we're doing it live. So that's cool. Um, thanks to those guys for listening. And uh, we're going to come up with our next guest, Geico Honda's Kevin Windham, coming up right away. He's going to be in a bad mood, Kenny, because his team's LSU. So this isn't going to go I,
4: I, I think so. This uh, isn't going to go well? Uh, you know what his team's really his his team's really the Saints because yeah. I think he's sponsored by the Saints. Like they give him season tickets really? for uh, running like a logo on his helmet or a logo. No, somewhere. yeah, ask yeah? Him. I think so. Really, he's really good friends with, with maybe a player or the owner or something.
3: Really, yeah. Okay, all right. Do we uh, do we got Kevin Wyndham? We do. Uh, K Dub, what's up?
4: Yo, what's happening?
3: Thanks for coming on the show. It's got to be. Uh, we were just talking about how this this interview may not be that good because of LSU.
18: It's not really that good right now. Oh, uh, sorry. Life, life is not good.
3: Bigger Saints fan or bigger LSU fan? Oh, uh, Saints. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know much more college football, but they're, they got the number one beside them on the TV, so that means they were favorite in this game.
18: Uh, well, I don't necessarily know that they were favorite. Oh. I, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm finding out that I like football because of offensive uh, battles, which is basically what our Saints do all the time, mm-hmm. we're, in, we're in seven quarters of football, including the last time we met Alabama, and, and there's no touchdowns, seven <laughs> plus quarters of football, almost eight quarters of football, and an overtime, but uh, it's not looking very good for us, I don't know why they don't put, put uh, Lee in there, I'm, that'll a, help.
3: I'm a Raiders fan, and I believe my quarterback that played for the Raiders, named Jamarcus Russell, came from LSU, and he broke my heart many times, was that right, was he an LSU guy?
18: Yeah, yeah, Russell was down here.
3: Oh, yeah, he was not he did not turn out so well in the uh in the pros.
18: Well, apparently a lot of the way it works well is for a lot of the quarterbacks from California and players from California come this way and they play really good, like, you know, Sproles and Breeze uh-huh. and guys like that.
3: Yeah. Doesn't doesn't go the other uh, way.
18: All the Chargers fans have got to be hating us being that most of the, their players come to Saints and um really well.
3: Are you worried about this weekend's game in in, in San Fran?
18: Um not if the weather's good. If the weather's good, we should be all right. Really, we, we huh? don't really do okay. well if it rains or you yeah. know if we have to go through the frozen tundra. That could be <laughs> tough on us. But uh, yeah, you know,
3: um, yeah. No, it's going to be a good game. Uh, San Fran's definitely underrated. I mean, obviously they were they were great in the season. I think they're not getting the respect that people thought. But uh, the Saints. I mean, can you can you believe that? I mean, that's just ridiculous.
18: One one more thing before we lose move on to motocross, which is I'm sure what everybody probably wants to talk about. But well, we did lose to the St. Louis Rams, and I have respect for everybody in the NFL. I mean, that's that's a that's a gnarly program they're running out there, and I mean, yeah, we lost to the Rams. We we were like one of the only ones that can do that. <laughs> but but yeah. you know, just next breath, we might make Super Bowl. You never know. It's going to yeah. be tough games here the next two weeks.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's get into Moto. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, um, awesome to for you to come on. What Anaheim won for you? Um, what do you think? Look to me like you kind of—I mean—and uh, I say this in a good way—you kind of rode by yourself most of the race. Look like
18: I was—I was timid, and, and you know what—I'm a little disappointed in myself, just from the standpoint of you know we're—we're we're 18 seasons now, and uh, you know I, I guess when everybody would critique me, it, it wouldn't be much on style or, or uh, ability on the bike; it would be more about confidence and, and mm-hmm. you know mental preparation and stuff. But. And, right. To be honest with you, going in this round, this season, more than ever, I've spent less time out in California. I've been riding more by myself. I've been more distracted, uh, both with, you know, family, Christmas, birthday. You know, it's stuff that people have to deal with, but, you know, uh, doing the health club thing, and just, I felt like my time was divided to a a point where I was like, dude, I'm going out to California, I'm racing these guys. I haven't been, you know, doing as much testing as them. I haven't been doing as much riding Mm -hmm. out on the West Coast and kind of sparring with, with competitors as... You know, you know, yeah. doing these little race, uh, race day mock ups, you know, and stuff. And, you know, I really didn't know where I was at. And I was, you know, a little bit concerned about it. And, um,
3: <laughs> now you're know, a lot concerned.
18: Well, you know, I mean, obviously Villa Poto is going to be, you know, gnarly. But I, I was watching out the corner of my eye at Reed and Dunge and, and guys like that. I mean, I wasn't way off the pace there. And I mean,
7: mm-hmm.
18: it's just a tough field. I mean, I just actually just looked at, at the, at the, uh, the points and stuff and some stuff on the internet today. And there's some real names in the 450 class. I mean, a couple years back, I mean, there was big names in the lights. And, you know, you kind of found some guys, like some privateers saying, well, man, hell, we'll just ride 450 because it's easier to qualify for. Mm -hmm. I don't really see that as being the case anymore. I mean, there's there's some some talent, man.
3: Yeah, LCQ, uh, uh, former uh, National Moto winner Justin Brayton, factory Honda, former National winner Tommy Hahn, Nick Way, you know, solid guy um stroop. stroop um all in the oh. lcq <laughs> so you know yep. it's, it's no joke um so do you think that are you going to change something up and spend more time with cali uh probably you do not want to do that i imagine you're not you're not down no, with I, that I, but
18: I, I i do i mean i, okay. well, I let me put it to you this way i, I want to do whatever it takes you know to i mean racing still my my number one thing i mean it will be until the day i hang hang in my boots and mm-hmm. probably still be number one then then as well and, and yeah. it's uh you know, it's a combination of things. I mean it's it's every interview you do kinda of talking about age. It's it's every interview you do talking about, you know, the competition getting stiffer and you know, the ground hurts more now than it ever has before and it's just becoming, you know, the realization of, of what's right. what's going on. But uh you know, I would love nothing more than to make it through the rest of my career without hitting the ground. But if I'm gonna <laughs> win a race or find myself in a position to be up with the front guys, you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna bust your ass. I mean that's just the reality of, of our sport. Yep. In today's uh you know races and, and the level of competition that we got. But, uh, you know, I on, I'm actually, I don't know if you can hear it in the background, the rain's coming down right now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, back in Mississippi, I'm actually going to leave here um, Wednesday, ride Wednesday afternoon in California, Thursday, and then and head down to uh, Phoenix.
3: Oh, shit. He's, he's coming out west, Kenny. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, what about, uh, the, what about the track? We've spent quite a bit of time talking. Uh, Jason Thomas was on earlier. Justin Brayton was on. Uh, Kenny was very vocal about the track last week as probably sucking, and now he's been uh, upset. The, this Today Show, talking about the track, wasn't your favorite, I'm sure, but what did you think of it? What was good about it? What was bad about it? And, uh, and all that.
18: Um, You know, I, I'm not really sure about the good part. Um <laughs> You know, the the dirt was – actually, in the main event, the dirt got really slick. It almost felt like it was turning into a mud race. I think a lot of guys were, faxed, you know, fighting for traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the off-field sections, the, um, I mean, the rhythm sections were very, you know, I don't know that there was a, an option. You know, there was right. really nothing that, you know, that we could do different as far as that. I mean, obviously, the LaPota found something to do different. But, uh, um, you know, that whole interior right-left, right-left thing, you know, with the sweeping corners, just – you know, it didn't seem, it wasn't a lot of fun to ride, you know. Right. Um, what what the surprising part of the track was for me is the fact that, you know, I kind of talked to all the riders. I mean, just, I guess, because I just like to talk. It doesn't bother me me to talk to people. <laughs> it, it seemed like a lot of us were pumping up. Like, I, I got actually really, really tight all the way uh, uh-huh. through the night and even into the main event. um, actually got kind of pumped around the last nine and was able to kind of break out of it around 13. But uh, I think a lot of guys were kind of fighting it for for whatever reason. I mean, the track was was really easy, and, uh, you know, it wasn't very exciting. I was disappointed. Um,
3: uh, Yeah, you know what? You're right. Brayton was saying about it. I think JT said that. We saw Wilson. Wilson didn't have a good night and then said he pumped up near the end of the race. So. I mean, obviously, they try to make the tracks easier to start the year. That they've gone on record as saying that they don't want to put anybody out at the first race, and they want you guys to get into the groove of, of racing and all that. And you know, the floor of a, of the Angel Stadium is a little different because it's a baseball and not not the football. But I don't know. It, it seemed uh, it seemed really cool when I saw it um, as a fan. I thought, oh, some different stuff. But it, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. Just, just I don't know. Do you have the ability to talk to those guys? Did you? Did you try to? Did you say, hey? What you guys thinking? I mean, did you did you get in any of that with anybody?
18: Well, I mean, I'll go on record as saying I'm really, really good friends with all the work right. guys. I mean, they, they they build my tracks here at the house. I mean, they they work with me on the opening ceremony stuff, and I mean, I I have a lot of conversations with them. Unfortunately, none of them to the level that I could get the track changed on Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could, but uh, uh-huh. no, not 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 that good. But. um you know, I think as a Dirtworks crew, I mean, obviously it's Winkler that builds the plans. I mean, they're done so far in advance that when we get to a racing, and you say something's, you know, mm-hmm. wrong with it, you know, obviously you know, there's not much you can do at that point. But, you know, I think, you know, I understand that, you know, it's Supercross and there's only, so only so many ways you can, you know, shape and mold dirt. Mm-hmm. But you know what works? 180-degree bolt turns. You can go in early, come out late, go in late, come out, you know, mm-hmm. come out late. Yeah. There's so many different lines in a bolt turn, and you can get in there and cleanly box somebody out and, and actually make a good, clean block pass where, you know, you, you're not yeah. taking someone. you can take somebody out, but you can make a pass without doing it. Um, but these 45 degrees and less, these um, sweeping, you know, just,
7: yeah.
18: you know, shortest point from A to B is, is your fastest line, and then that's, that's what we find, and then it's, you know, there's not a lot of option after that, and I understand the you know the need to change, keep things different for from a visual perspective for the fans. But I think you keep good racing and the people passing you know the entire race. I don't think the fans care what we're racing on as long as there's some action going on.
3: Yeah, yeah, well said. You're right about that. It doesn't doesn't matter too much. And uh, it seemed like there was some passing going on out there. I thought there'd be very little, but there was some. So that that part of it was good. Um, but then you know some of it was due to some guys crashing too. So hard to yeah. say.
18: Passed a lot of guys. They were all laying on their sides, but uh, you know, that's the only pass I made. But the, I, I think I may have got one. Maybe, you know, and what, you know where it was actually. The, I think maybe one of the few passes I made. It was uh, coming in way to the extreme left side of the finish line double, unless he had kind of faded to the right side of the double uh-huh. at a tighter angle. He went in late to what would uh, you know typically, um, basically be a 180 degree corner. Yeah. Even though the burn burner only went halfway around that that corner. Right. Out early and then drove down the side and going by the mechanic there was was where I made my pass. Huh,
4: okay, there you go. I think <laughs> so. that's where like ninety percent of the passes were made. In that, in, in, yeah, yeah, that or, that or you had to make a mistake. You know, somebody had yeah. to make a make a mistake.
3: The the triple out of the turn was good in the main. You guys were tripling out, and uh, that was a little faster. So you guys were pulling up on people in that in that section. Um, if the guy yeah. wasn't doing it, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, but they
4: weren't. Even if they, but they still. It was tough to make it stick. They weren't yeah. passing because even if they tripled, they got stuck on the outside, and that faster line was that inside rut. Yeah, and they could, you know, go to the inside and move over and block them. So, all right. Uh, that uh, uh, Kevin won't say it, but the track sucked. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think I did say it.
3: Right. Kind of did. Yeah, I asked him what was good yeah. about it, and he didn't say hey, anything. Dub,
4: do you think? Do you think if there is another track like that, and all you guys came together and said, "Hey, unless something's fixed before, we're not racing." Do you think that would happen, uh, or do you
18: think i uh, dude, I'm I'm not a fan for that. That's got way major repercussions than just right racing on a bad track. I mean, I think we should take note of what works. I mean, we've been racing Supercross. I mean, me personally, 18 years. I know we've been racing Supercross a lot longer than that. I mean, we should have a record of what what has typically worked and what typically has not. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's 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 these off camera corners that they build these uh, straight up walls of death, which you know we, we've seen those time and time again. And you know, I think. No matter what order you put some of these obstacles in, that you know, historically just some of them haven't worked. And if they don't work, strike them. You know, come right. up with something new or, or don't come up with anything yeah. at all.
4: I, I look at it this way, dude. I mean, you can look back at your career and, and, like, when you rode 125s, the tracks were way more technical. And you guys were on 125s and 250s, and the tracks were burly. Now the bikes are way better, and the tracks are way, 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 way easier. I mean, if, if, you, if you went back to a track from 1997 or 96 or even 95 – those, that track right there would be legit for the bikes that you guys are riding. You know, it's just I, – I just look at the tracks and go, wow, all right, cool. I mean, I, I get it, but it still kind of blows me away. And it just makes it, you know, it just makes me think that, yeah, this is more of a show, and they really don't give a shit who wins. They just want it to, to you know, pack the people in there and not let anybody get hurt or do that. But I think there needs to be something to separate you guys because, you know, a guy like you – who has you know all the talent in the world you 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 can't make up ground if you start in twelfth place you know everyone's going the same speed unless you get creative and and people do go down or it's something that you're going to have to take a bigger chance and a risk to do something crazy to pass them that's what I, yeah, don't. I mean, that's what i don't get I,
18: I do think you know the technical things that have you know find ways to separate us uh Sometimes, but then other times, I mean, obviously, Villapoto made a a pretty boring race. I mean, he was just just on fire. So, I mean, you know, I I do know that everybody that's making the decisions, obviously, are doing it for the better of the sport. I mean, I think they're they're doing it with the intention of of trying to keep us close. Um, But it obviously didn't work. So, I mean, you got to – I wouldn't stick with something that wasn't working. You know, even if it – I don't know how far, you know, into the season they're, quote-unquote, doing easy tracks. But, uh, you know, we'll – We'll see. I, I think that um, I, I personally don't even look at track maps up. It'll be new new to me when I get to Phoenix, you know.
4: <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know we're in trouble when on the track map it, it says outdoor section. <laughs> 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 like this one. It said outdoor section, and that threw up big red flags. Yeah. Well, they should have put some trees and shit on ma- the side of it. Maybe it some
3: made. of it. Maybe some of it. You know, St. Louis, there was a lot of criticism that it was dangerous and it was too big and too scary. And then I had some riders tell me that quad, quad thing at a two last year that James was doing, and a RV tried it, Brayton did it once. I had a couple guys tell me that, that that's gnarly and insane, and they shouldn't have that. It's dangerous. Maybe they're reacting to that. I don't know they are, but maybe they're going, okay, guys, all right. Well, they
18: you know, don't
4: have to do it. They don't have to do quad-quad.
18: You know what? Hey, I'm, I'm going to go on re- Well, I can't go on record because I did the one in Vegas, which right. ultimately didn't matter anyway. I wound crash crashing there, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to do the one in Anaheim, and I basically went in and told my team today, guys, if you're looking for a guy that's <laughs> do that, I'm, uh, you know i'm past that point but there was a time when i would do it i mean hell i've yeah. done them on 125 when guys wouldn't do them on a the 250 right um unfortunately you know half the time i made it the other half i half the time i took dirt naps or you know broke bones but i, I mean here's the news flash to the guys we ride in a dangerous sport and there's nothing we're ever going to do that's going to make that any different right I mean, you know no obstacle changes not nothing i mean it could be an oval, and if we're trying to beat each other, and, the, and competition, you know, comes out because it's in all of us, you know, we're going to tuck front ends on an oval, and you know, somebody's going to want to get hurt. I mean, it just it just happens. I mean, it's uh, you know, I don't I don't get into the safety thing because it's just you know yeah. we do what we can to protect ourselves. You know, whether you believe in you know the neck braces, obviously we we'll all wear helmets and, and uh, you yeah. know boots and whatever else. But I mean, it's you know, we take all the precaution we can. work out, Strength train to try to avoid injury, but you know, it happens. We all know that, and they're not gonna stop that no matter what.
3: Yeah, it's a big, exactly. you well said. You know, you guys know the consequences when you line up every weekend, uh, on what could happen. Um, hey, I was noticing, um, now this could be a dumb question, it's very possible.
4: It's very possible.
3: Uh, from, I, from you, Who, who's asking this question? <laughs> I know, usually my questions are very good. Uh, hydraulic clutch on your bike. Did you have that last year on your cycle bike? I did.
18: You did? Yeah. Okay. I, I have a goal right now. My goal is to race the rest of my career with a hydraulic clutch.
3: <laughs> See, I thought you didn't have it. Then you got on the factory bike, and you were like, "Oh crap, this thing's really good." And then you now you have it. I noticed. So yeah,
18: yeah, no, it's, it's okay. On there. It's, it's it, it is very good.
3: It, it's got to be coming production. I gotta think it's coming production one of
18: these. Oh, it, it's gotta be. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm obviously, not working on the production yeah, yeah, side, but yeah. it, it, it's coming down the pipe. I'm sure.
3: Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you got a question for uh, the Kevin Windham, we got him for a little bit long, while longer. If you guys want to call in and, and uh, ask, hey,
18: huh? I actually have the game Tivo in right now. Can we just make sure that no one has you know sports related questions or no one lets the score uh, you know the okay. cat out of the bag on the okay. score here.
3: All right. Yeah, we'll do. Okay, that, um, that would be awesome. Hey, uh, one of the things I noticed this weekend, and I was talking texting back and forth with Dave Prater about it. There is no more uh, parade lap after the opening ceremonies. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, a Whatever. T- a lot of times you're involved in it. Um, they just sent the guys back to the pits.
18: I, I think it was a, a time issue this weekend, right?
3: No, that's it. They're done. Yep. Prater said they're not having them anymore because Good. nobody would whip it you anymore. Know why? Nobody would whip it. Nobody would care
18: because you're exactly. Trying- and they say you know they get the crowd pumped up to do a speed lap. Like, hey, we're gonna watch the guys do a speed lap here. And you know an average right. lap time let's say is a minute. They do a two-minute flat. Yeah, it's well, like they're basically out just you know, just you know, putting around.
4: I think why they're because Kevin just does what he does for his transfers and the opening ceremonies, and those other guys are like, well, I ain't got nothing on. This that. is my
3: point. I think that I think what happened was I was I was writing about this because I remember the days of RC going upside down, McGrath doing the knack knack, people freaking out. I think your transfers, K Dub, have ruined it because people are like.
0: Oh wait,
18: hold on! Don't <laughs> be putting all this on me.
3: I think when the butt whips and the dead sailors, and then they just saw your transfer, maybe you know, five minutes before they were, uh, you know, uh, I think you, I think you did it. I think you killed the parade lap.
18: I have seen Stewart scrub something that I harder than I could ever even dream of scrubbing it while doing a night night so don't give me that
3: crap <laughs> um, hey your transfer is uh, very popular people get now they've taken on their life of their own which probably puts added pressure on you but how do you come up with it How do what do you yeah. you know
18: uh, I basically spend half the time walking the track looking <laughs> for good lines half and the other half the time you know looking for a transfer right. and uh, you know I've kind of shot myself in the foot on this whole deal right like yeah. but how, how do I quit because like, I just want everybody to know, this scares the crap out of me. I don't. You practice something in the light, you know, because normally, normally I, they're getting so big now that you have to test run them. But when the lights go out, there is never a time when I'm like, okay, this this is going to be easy. I mean, that, that don't cross my mind. Right. Basically, I, I prepare myself for ass busting every weekend. I'm like, okay, there's right. a chance that this is going to go bad. Yeah. And I hope that everybody. You know, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. It's going to be in front of you know fifty plus, maybe sixty thousand people yeah. with a spotlight on me. You know, yep. if I go yep. down, hopefully people just give me enough props that if I do go down, you know, at least they know that it was pretty cool. And, you know.
3: it's they're they're gnarly, and then when you add the darkness in, then it's like holy shit, wow. You know, um, it's pretty crazy.
18: But now, but now people are asking me like, well, what happens if you fall? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't really got that <laughs> far, but. You know, it's just kind of what I do now, right? And I've even actually had this conversation with my sponsors. I'm yeah. like, hey, this is kind of, you know, I know I'm here to race, right? But right. I mean, at this point in my career, isn't it? A, I mean, I don't want to get too like, hey, you know, I, I love racing. I want to win. I really do. I, and I don't want people to say like, dude, Kato ain't in it no more for the wins. I, I really want to do that. But at the same time, yeah. you got to kind of understand that there's different values of a career at this point than than just you know, yeah. going out and, and trying to kill it. And I you know, if something bad happens to me from, from doing an opening ceremonies, I mean that that's just kinda at this point it's part of who I am. You know, I'm not gonna kind of back down yeah at this point.
3: Yeah, it's it's pressure though. Yeah. It's it's, it's on you. it is it. it, um, nerve
18: wracking. And I just understand that I'm never really relaxed <laughs> when doing it.
3: Right, right. This is not easy for you. Uh we yeah. got our lines are lit up. Let's get to some calls here. DJ, you there?
6: Yeah, right here.
3: What's up? You got a question for uh, K dub?
6: Actually, I just wanted to thank K-Dub. I was out
9: at uh, A1 uh, this weekend and had him talk to my wife on the cell phone, and it made her nice. She is a huge K-Dub fan. So, K-Dub, you're a class act, and thank, thank you, you for that.
4: Thank you. You are, uh, you sure. are, you are the man. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you very much. I don't, I don't remember talking to her, but thank you. Oh, yeah, man, it was great.
9: I spent a few minutes talking to her on the phone, like I said, and it, it absolutely <laughs> made her nice. She's a huge fan, so... Hey,
18: uh, caller, you actually have to be more specific on the K-Dub because actually Watson thinks you're talking to him right
9: now. You don't remember no, I'm I talking, do remember KD. We're talking, K-dub. No no talking to no K-Dub problem. 14, the, the,
8: the, the original K-Dub, the
10: oh, real K-Dub. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh,
8: sorry, I'm just busting your balls,
4: Watson. It's all good, it's all good. Hey, that's uh, one of the one of the brightest callers of the night. I haven't heard the rest of them, but that dude's on it. <laughs> hey. Yeah, dub.
3: Uh All right, DJ, thanks, man.
15: All right. Thanks, guys. Great show.
3: All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, we got uh, Joseph. Joseph, you there?
16: Yeah, I'm here. Hey, I got a two-part question for Kevin. Um, yeah. I myself am a Houston-based first officer on a uh, Saab 340. It's a 34-seat turboprop. Um, first part of the question, uh, how much flying do you do, and what would be uh, the biggest aircraft you owned when you were taking yourself to the races? And the second part, I have... Uh, couple years ago i got a green light from dc i've written a couple articles for racer x i wanted to do a story about pro riders who also fly uh i've talked to Heath Voss quite a lot about it uh danny smith a bit but i can never get your contact information from mathis uh is that something you'd be willing to spend a half hour about answering some questions uh i think it'd be a pretty interesting article but anyhow so that's my uh, that's my two-part <clears throat> question there
18: I I would uh, be willing to do an interview on it. It would uh, if if you go to a round, that'd be a great uh, great opportunity for us to get together and talk. Uh, actually, Mattis um, actually just found out how hard it is to get my contact yeah. information. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I had a number, uh, wasn't responding, didn't work. Thought Wyndham was just busy and didn't care, and that's fine. And and then to find out, switched up his contact information, and it was very tough to get it, the new one. <laughs> so, but, but
16: yeah, the, uh, basically I uh I'm gonna call in sick that day if I can't trade a trip, but I plan on
3: being in Houston. So, uh, there you go. Hit hit K up after go. uh probably before track walk. K would be the best.
18: Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometime before track walk. That'd be nice. Right. And, and, hey, you know what? Let's set up an interview there. We'll do it at Houston some sometime today. If I gotta push it back like to in between autograph sign, I'll do it. I'll give you a time in Houston.
3: There you go.
18: And and as far as my flying career, the highlight has been uh probably getting checked out in the C ninety. Uh I I never went oh, instrument nice. just because Finger. I was, I was I was flying with a CF double I, so I was able to, you know, I was flying left seat. He was he was taking right, but uh, so I never did the instrument thing. Just a um, little bit too distracted, never really wanted to get that involved because um, I would be probably the classic um, pilot that augered into the ground, you know, flying in <laughs> weather conditions I couldn't handle. But um, right now, basically, my flying is just stuck in taildraggers, doing doing the uh, grass strip thing here in you know, around local airports around here and a lot of grass stuff. Um, well,
16: yeah, you know, that's, flying that's a, hus- a fun a husky right now. Yeah, you, uh, you, did I read you had a 414 at one point or some kind of cabin class in the Twin
18: a couple of years no, ago? No, no, that, w- that wasn't yet. That sounds like maybe, uh, maybe Heath, I think, had that, but, uh, no, I've done some 185 stuff, but pretty much all tail dragger. Once I got out of the one, uh, went, I bought a 152 when I pr- first started learning, got a little time in the 172, and then everything else has been you know, aerobatic stuff in uh 185 stuff, um, and then uh, both Cubs and uh, Huskies. All yeah. right.
3: Cool. Thanks. All thanks. right. We have uh, thanks, if Joseph.
18: Could, uh maybe get back your
16: email address. I'll get a hold of him and then uh, get a hold of you and we'll get something set up. I Houston.
3: appreciate it. Houston. Go to Houston. Set it up. There we go.
16: Yep. All right. Thanks a lot.
3: Guys. All right. Thanks. Um, hey, how much do you estimate you spent pro- flying private over the years? How much? Oh, a lot. I mean – Ridiculous, like million, a million dollars. Uh, a couple millions. Oh Jesus! Oh wow! And nobody <laughs> does it anymore, right? Or does Stewie do it?
4: Uh, Stewart should.
3: Okay.
4: <laughs> Stewart does, does he own his own I, private I, plan? or? I does... don't know.
3: Reed, Reed told me he's out. He's not. That's it for him. No more.
4: <laughs> yeah, you so. know what? Honestly, uh,
18: Mathis, I, I, you look back through your life, right? You you look on you know decisions you made that were you know yeah. not the not the brightest. Yeah. And that's one that I actually have a hard time with because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, a, I'm a kook, right? Like, I, I got my issues. No, not mm-hmm. we all?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we do. Kenny I, does.
18: <laughs> that I was at a point in my life that, dude, I I was like, people would stand up to go to the bathroom and, and like, you know, because I was obviously just post nine yeah. eleven And, like, dude, I, I would, like, I was undoing my buckle I'm ready to go knock somebody out. Like, I was so scared.
7: Right,
3: right.
18: That, that it was just worth me and my, you know, yeah. my mindset that, you know, uh, it was either that I was going to fly private I was either going to, you know, go, like, wall, and or just totally <laughs> quit racing because for the fear of, like, traveling wow. commercial. And, you know, ultimately I got over it. Right. And I swum I in the first class now and, you know, regular old, you know.
3: Yeah. No, uh, um, no. hey, peace of mind for sure. Like you said, it, it. you know, you were probably a basket case once you got to the race. Um,
18: do I, I, it, was, it I was in a bad spot. I really was. That's I, why, I David, ran in some cars drove from here to Cali. That sucked.
4: <laughs> I think that's why Bradshaw quit racing, too. He was just over the travel. I yeah. mean that was before 9-11, but he yeah. was just like he was just over it. He had the same mindset as you, Kevin
15: yep,
3: uh all right, we got wood wood yeah welcome to the show. thanks for listening. you had a question for Kevin Kevin Wyndham
15: yeah um hey, what's up k dub big fan um yeah, my question is um, you know Vegas last year, pretty much uh, you know we all know what happened there, but um my question is, is there a switch that you turn um while you're in a race? Like, all right, I have a chance to win this one. I'm, I'm just going to take it now. Um, you know, because that's been one of the the things that people have criticized you in the past. You know. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I think that people want that
18: are looking for something to criticize me about you can find something always. I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff. If you've only found one thing, you're not looking hard enough. I mean, I got I got tons of stuff that I do really really wrong. But uh, you know, I'm typically a guy like point, you know, at round one this year I went in that race totally you know, kind of mind-screwed before I even got there, you know, just from, you know, not being in the position that yeah. every other competitor I'm racing against is, is, is at, you know, like I don't wake up every morning you know, 100% thinking about you know, okay, I'm going to go to the track, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and nothing stands in my way, like you know, for me, you know, maybe i got to ride at 4 o'clock today instead of at you know 9 you know, o'clock in the morning or whatever, so you know, I, I had that issue going in, and I think with time, I will, you know, go into Phoenix, you know, hopefully have a, have a great ride. I actually was fine with the, my riding in Anaheim. I wasn't where I wanted to be mm-hmm. uh, position-wise, but as far as, you know, looking at other competitors that were, you know, a couple straightaways ahead of me or whatever, you know, I had a dead last start. So, um, you know, all those things at least gave me a little bit of stuff to build on. And, and, you know, as I get later in the year, typically I've always came on, and, you know, most of the races that I've had chances to win have been later in the season. Um but I told my team, specifically talking about Vegas, I told them, I said, hey, guys, I really think I can do this quad. You know, I'm going to do it if I'm in a position to win this race. And, I, you mm-hmm. know, I actually had the mindset of staying, staying even to my team. I said, I'm not going to kill myself to get fourth or to get fifth or, you know, a distant whatever. I said, if I have a chance to win this race, I'm willing to put it on the line and, and go for it. And, I mean, it's, to, to tell you the truth, I'm you know, at times that... that all the stuff we talk about—the age stuff, the, the mindset stuff, the, the fans—and just you know, being where I'm at in my career. At the end of the day, you do it to win. And when you really know that you have a good shot, I mean, in Vegas, I was fastest qualifier. I had great uh, during practice. I had great heat. I told myself, I said, if I if I'm in a position to win this race, I'm I'm gonna give it everything I had. Now, the flip side of that is, it wasn't you know my fault entirely. I I, I didn't really try to miss Stewart. I was gonna try to blitz right through him. But I left that race with, you know, a spleen issue and spent the whole night in hospital. So <laughs> yeah. once again, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the way the sport goes. But that particular night and, and, you know, races where I feel like I can do it, I'm, I'm willing to lay it all on the line.
15: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, my next part of the question, Kevin, is uh, do you look for hard pack dirt? Because, I mean, you're always awesome on hard pack. Um, is that something you look for and you're like, all right, it's hard pack. Now I'm going to throw it down. I think this just kinda of comes from my riding style. Actually, my dirt
18: here at the house is it's pretty soft. Um and oddly enough when I go to Corona I actually I can't stand the ride behind the track because like I'm the slowest guy on the track. I mean, Rayton was <laughs> waxing me out there, Kennard was waxing me. I mean I'm I'm pretty slow when I go out to Corona, which is um uh, yeah. you know I think the reason why is those guys ride those tracks, I mean, day in and day out. I mean that's kinda of all they got and I mean they're there, you know, every every day. So, um, you know, I don't know why, come race time, I, I do seem to do better on, on hard pack, you know, throttle control situations, and then, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm flashing back to races, I mean, you know, you look at Seattle, where I've done really well, too, it's never been hard pack, so, you know, I don't know if it's cities or, you know, times of the series
15: or, or whatever, but...
18: Throttle uh,
3: control, man. Throttle control. Yeah. You've got it over most guys, you know?
15: Uh, All right. Last question. last one. Come um, on, Wood.
3: we got a whole bunch of lines. You can't keep asking questions.
15: Uh, one more, man. All right, you got another win in you, right, Kevin? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, thanks.
3: Thanks. That wasn't really a question, would? But we'll let that go. Uh, who's this, Nash? Gentlemen. Gentlemen, what's up?
15: Hey, real quick question, K Dub. This is from Mrs. Nash.
0: She's fast asleep because it's a little late on the East Coast, as you well know. Uh, how
15: do you balance your family and your career? I mean, you're you're very effective at it. Put it into words how you do it. Um, well, it's it's a
18: juggling act. I mean, every day it's it's a juggling act, and that's kind of what we have alluded to in some of the earlier questions of you know racing, you know, having the mindset going into some of these races, knowing that you know some of these guys truly say like like Gualapoto, and I believe him. He says at the press conference, you know, I have done everything. There has been absolutely nothing that I have not done to prepare myself for the 2012 season. I can't say that. You know, sometimes yeah. I juggle things. Sometimes, I, you know, you got to make a trip to the doctor. I mean, these guys are so regimented that they ride at this time and they work out at this time and they eat at this time. And, and, I mean, you know, I, I've even heard of these trainers. I mean, this is going to be over the top, but I mean, they they, they chart bathroom breaks. I mean, they, they chart gnarly <laughs> stuff that you just, and that, uh, that's it's funny, but it's, it's true. Right. It's very
3: true. Oh, yeah, yeah.
18: And, and I'm, you know, I, I unfortunately can't be that way anymore. You know, it was a, When I first started having children, I I envisioned myself racing until my daughter started school. Now I have three children in school, you know? Um, And I don't, you know, I plan on racing through my youngest, my fourth starting school. So, you know, it's a juggling act, and all I can do is the best that I can do at this point. Um, But, you know, schedules get adjusted. I mean, I I flew home this week. It's raining. Like I said, I don't know if you can hear it through the phone, but I need to be in California. So I flew all the way to you know, Louisiana for, you know, two days. and I'm going to fly back, and, you know, it just becomes a little bit harder. But, I mean, there's no magic answer, you know. I, I You know, sometimes I wake up and just try to figure out, you know, what yeah. I'm doing and how I'm going to make it and how I overestimated my parenting abilities. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you just feel like things are falling apart and unraveling, but you just keep plugging away, and, uh, you know, it winds up happening for you.
3: All right. Thanks, Nash. All I
15: can do is give the best I can. That's what makes you a boss, Wyndham. Cheers, fellas. Later. See you, Nash. Thank right. you,
3: man. See you later. Uh, all right, Kevin. Uh, thanks for coming on. Always, uh, always a good, always a good guest. Uh, thank you again. I appreciate it. Um, very candid, very open, and that's why you're one of the best interviews in the sport. Um, yeah. So, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. All thank right. y'all. We'll see you in Phoenix. Yeah. See you there, bud. All right. All right thank you. Okay. Kenny, are you talking to uh, this interview, or are you? Right. You? I mean, are you talking?
4: Yeah, I'm talking. What? I'm just letting K as It's speak Kevin Windham.
3: You don't want to say bye to him at least. You don't want to say, hey, see he, you later, he, tub?
4: he didn't say bye to me.
3: Oh, okay. So now we got to do that. Now we got to. Now we got to get into that.
4: No, he's good. You're a jerk. He's class act. What's the wrong guy? with you? Nothing. I'm just chilling. I'm just letting him. Do you do need coffee? Thing. No, I'm good.
3: Oh, so I pay you for the show a big chunk of cash, and what I get is a half-ass effort. Is yep. that what I? You want that?
5: me to come give you a lap dance or something? Well, <laughs> usually you say I I, I
4: I overstep my boundaries with the guests and overtalk them and and cut them off. But I, I want to give him full. I want to give him the you floor. You mother. <laughs> no, he.
3: Fruitcake, you
4: you were you were holding it down. I like to step in and help you out when I don't think you have you know but, what it yeah, takes. Right, but every that was an awesome interview with Wyndham. I'm just worried
3: buddy. about you getting some money, and now you're coasting. You um, got you got, you got a lot. You know, makes, you're just you know coasting. That's not true. I know. I'm if he did, spoiling. he
4: learned
5: from the best. I'm pointing to this guy right here.
3: Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, we asked for your questions, uh-huh. for your tweeted tits. We asked them. We got the best ones of the night, and uh, now it's time for us to answer them.
1: We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. It's the tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits?
3: All right. Uh, this segment brought to you by btosports.com. Great guys down there. And uh, these are questions uh, called from the dozens and dozens uh, that you guys send us, and, um, or at least maybe a dozen. And uh, Tits, tits <laughs> picks the best ones. And Kenny and I... Enlighten everybody. What's up? What All do we right. got?
5: These are the best of the best, and the first one to start off is from a Corey Milky Moser. Wants to know what's the deal with Moto Concepts using X Brand goggles but changing the straps? Whoa, whoa! Is Who
3: said I, anything about that?
5: I I thought uh, he said he heard that somewhere. Is that where, true? Is where did you hear that from? That? I don't know. Twitter or something like that.
4: I don't think X Brand makes the Terminator lens, and he was wearing it. Is there uh, any truth to that? Well,
3: I what. How do I say – how do I answer it without being a dick? You answer uh, you it. You answer, answer, answer it
5: honestly. honestly yeah. Honest. Where no one's asking you to be a dick. They just have a question and uh... – You just say yes
4: or no.
3: Yeah. They're using – I don't know about the other guys. Michael Lessie
4: uh-huh.
3: is using a X-Brand frame with uh-huh. a Moto strap until they can work on the Moto Concepts goggle, okay. and which they are to, working it happened on. happened
4: to me too when I was at Utopia. Yeah. We sponsored Ivan Tedesco, and he went to the Trophy to Nations, the biggest race that we ever were involved with. And he ran a Oakley frame with a Utopia strap because their goggles are better. I wasn't going to have our country lose the donations because <laughs> of a goggle. It's going to be a failure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the same thing that's going on. Well, over there.
3: hey, listen. I mean, it happens a lot in Moto. We just had James Stewart running a Dunlop and a Bridgestone. Yeah. While sponsored by Pirelli, but uh, hey, you know
4: what? No disrespect to Moto Concept. M- major kudos to them for trying to break into the market, but it's it's hard. You're just not going to get an off-the-shelf goggle and no testing and R&D and, and get to the top level and just say, hey, you're going to wear these no matter what. It's yeah. you know, yeah, not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. So maybe those guys pull it together a little bit, and then the, they will be wearing X-Brand it.
3: X-Brand goggles, the choice of Josh Strang, Kyle Chisholm, Nick and, Paluzzi, Zach Osborne, and many others. And Michael Essie. Unofficially Michael <laughs>
5: Essie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arthur Clinton asks, "What? Wait, our-
4: hold on a second. Okay. So are you supplying the X-Brands to mm-hmm. Michael Essie? I am not. Okay.
3: I am not building them. I am not supplying them. Where I, are they getting them from? I believe they have purchased them.
5: Okay. Wow. At least the money's going into the right pocket. Yeah. So. Can I proceed? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Arthur Clinton wants to know what's Hart and Huntington going to do? Going to focus on, if anything, with the two riders that didn't make the main.
4: Uh, well, everybody, as everybody's seen, Josh Hill had bad luck and got another little leg injury. We'll see what happens there. And Kyle Partridge was up to speed, and he was riding fine. He crashed twice in the heat race, still got 13th. He should have qualified out of his heat race, but he crashed. And the LCQ, he just made a mistake and tucked his front end, and he was definitely fast enough to qualify. So there's nothing that we're going to go back, and we need to go testing or find more speed. Hey, I know everything. It's going to be a tough (laughs) year. There's going to be guys that don't make it week in and week out. I don't think it's going to be, you know, anything. I don't know. All right. Okay. So that's what that's what I know.
5: That that's Stevie you're drop doing those drops by I'm, the way. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I
3: know. I'm very sorry. I mean, anyway. you can just keep
5: talking. Okay.
3: Should we get Kenny his own drops, and then all of us have drops? Ah, uh, sure. Do you that, you that, have an that, iPad, that. right? Yep. What if I set you up with all the drops, and, and you can drop? And
4: uh, we tried that before, and then you tried to charge me.
3: To <laughs> no, go. no, no, no. That's for the app. <laughs> I tried to buy. Get you to buy the app. No, I mean I'll set you up with this. Just like don't this. Even,
4: don't even waste your time. You got more important things to do, because I probably wouldn't even never even go on it. Okay. I don't I don't really care about that. Well
3: All I'm right. just saying you could, you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you can play the drops.
5: Give All me the right. coffee. Jason Sylvester asks, uh, are Sammy Hagar and Brett Michaels the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Look on your face.
3: Next question, please. I hardly compare an artist who still sells millions of records to that washed-out reality TV star with hair plugs. And Pookie's just joined us. Pookie, that is that a wig? Extensions. What is that?
11: Yeah, you, he said he you... pays top dollar for yeah. uh, real hair. Oh, is he admitted really it? Extensions. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: He admitted it. Oh, so he's. But why? Why the bandana?
11: Because there's probably not much going on at the top. He probably has the extensions glued to his. What he has left. He does have air extensions. Yeah. Yeah. He admitted
4: it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He did. Where? It was on a reality show. (laughs)
11: Um.
3: L- listen. I think
11: he did a cribs or something. I don't know. Sammy
3: remember. Hagar sells millions of <laughs> records still to this day.
11: And has all of his real hair.
3: And has great hair. Great hair. You're
11: trying to emulate that with your shagginess right now. Dude, I
3: got a lot of compliments on my hair this weekend.
11: I think if you let it get uh, a little longer, we could perm it and you could full on I mean, be permit. like,
3: "Oh my god, that'd be awesome." Next question. All right. Um
5: Jarrett Rockley asks, uh, "James looked a tad bit depressed after the race. Uh, was he just worked over, or <laughs> was he mentally beaten?"
3: I'm sure he did look depressed. I would be too. He went. He looked from, like he was gonna cry, if you ask me. But well, you're the Dungey fan, so um, well, no one asked on. you. Uh, oh. But I'm sure he did. I mean, yeah, you know,
5: yeah. All right, uh, Damian Thompson. Why didn't they cover KTM's first podium? They probably didn't realize it.
3: The crack-squatted uh, Supercross know. Yeah, didn't I don't know. get on it. Uh, I don't know. All right. But, yeah, first race out, KTM. Ryan Dungey breaks KTM's uh, d- d- 1973 to now, 30, 40 years. Help me, somebody,
11: 1973 to
3: now. 73. Sure. What? 73. <laughs> 73. Okay, so, yeah, they break, like –
11: Whatever, 39 years. Uh,
3: <laughs> whatever streak in one race. So good for Ryan Dungey, Looking good. All
11: right. Oh, you so, want to know how many years that was?
4: Was it
3: 38? Because you
11: were born in that year, so you should know how many that is without really having to think about it.
3: Okay. You, uh, did you have something? I, I hear somebody calling you downstairs. No. <laughs> There's something going on in the kitchen. Go back. Uh, well? Don't.
11: Don't. People, everybody I met this weekend said more Pookie on the show. Uh, who, who's that? You you, your it. friend Jen? <laughs> no.
5: Was it Susie and Sin City? Is yeah, that it was? yeah, <laughs> yeah. More, more pookie
3: on the show. That's just what we need.
5: Yeah. All right. Uh, it's like
3: saying more, listen more.
5: <laughs> John Bender wants to know what would happen if they just built like a ni- early nineties or sorry late nineties early two uh, thousands track if they just. Well, that's what Watson was just those. saying
3: to to. Uh, would it go over well or would the, they still no, complain? No. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Watson's on glue because the bikes are way faster, way more powerful, and the stuff that the guys were struggling with back then will be jumped in one jump. But he's you are right about being more technical, for sure. You know how you make it more technical now though, with those bikes that are so fast and, t- and powerful, you need more dirt. And those guys ain't going to put not going to buy more dirt. <laughs> well,
4: all right. They did it at the US Open. Mean, I mean uh, the Monster uh, yeah, cup? cup, but
3: look at it, it was rocky and shitty and everybody hated it. Just trying to keep that outdoor feel to it. Next question,
5: please. All right, uh, Gary McDowell asked. Now that you guys have seen Stewart's bike in person, what do you think of the changes? #Hashtag Team Tits.
3: <laughs> what do you think, Kenny? What do you think of the bike? Say it again. Did you Did you watch from the manager's tower? Or no, did you, no, you,
4: no, no. I was up in the stands. Say it, say it again.
5: He, he just wants to know what you guys thought of Stewart's bike. Like you know, they supposedly had made all this progress on it. Do you think they actually did? Or you know, uh,
4: I, I'm not I'm not bashing those guys. I know they've been working their asses off, but uh, you know, I, I don't know everything that they did besides the cosmetics. But I'm a believer that it's a motorcycle it has the same chassis, the same engine. I know it had different forks on it, but at the end of the day. You know, unless they're reinventing the wheel over there, it's pretty much the same motorcycle in, in my eyes. I could be wrong. I don't know what the technical stuff that they've done. But I'm sure those guys at JGR are very, very witty and very smart and have, you know, the best of the best. And I think that uh, they, they've they done stuff that a lot of people don't even know about. So it's hard to it's hard to tell right now because that track really wasn't anything I to
3: – I think I'm with you on that. Hard to – you can't trail.
4: judge off of that race because I think um the, it they all the testing and development they did was on a, a legit supercross track and that was not a legit supercross track. So they could have went with, you know, an outdoor bike and put stiff stuff on a stiffer stuff on it. So who knows? Good question.
5: Okay. Good qu-
4: good question. Shitty question, but I just wanted <laughs> to sound cool.
5: <laughs> all right, last one. Um Mark Sealbinder wants to know what you guys thoughts are um, if they made the 250s a uh, 17 round series if if they made it like yeah the I, outdoors. I,
3: this has been covered a few times i don't like it first of all i don't like it either you wouldn't have you'd cut down on the number of jobs because teams wouldn't hire four guys anymore um they'd hire um less mechanics less riders try to save money in that way go with a two man team and uh yeah i don't like it i uh, it's a, i think it would kill
4: it i think it would kill the sport just because of the privateer aspect of it yeah. a privateer guy could fund to go to the west coast rounds yeah. in you know He's not going to be able to afford to go to a 17 round series.
3: A guy like Les Smith got ninth last year on the East. There's no way, like he probably was stringing together at the end, barely making it with money and and equipment and all that. And he there's no way he makes it in a 17 round series to get ninth. Uh, Alan Brown was I was telling Alan, asking Alan Brown about you know his star racing days and the new team, and he was just like the budget in the lights class is right out of control. He's like it's right, it's no longer you know feasible for You to try to compete in that class as anything but a top factory team, I believe and, and it. he's like, It's just nobody you can't do it. The equipment, the costs, there's no way. And, and I, that's not how the class started off.
4: I think there needs to be a burly production role in the lights class, yeah. I, I really do because those those factory teams and the factory back programs could just kibosh a, a guy, you know, that's mm-hmm. a decent rider and his, you know. A guy going to get a start against those bikes and with just all the development they have, he's, he's done. And even though he, if he's a mid-pack guy, it, he right. can take five spots away from him. So that's my thought.
16: That's old news, right?
3: Emails, emails, emails. We get emails uh, to the show. Um, Anthony Weeks, Mathis, uh, I'm an Apache helicopter pilot in Afghanistan and an avid fan of the show. I just wanted to give you, Watson, tits, and the rest of the crew... A big thanks for soldiering during the off-season and keeping the show alive week after week. See how he says soldiering? And he's in Afghanistan, and he's a soldier. Uh, Downloading a show off iTunes usually takes three to four days due to a slow internet connection that drops frequently, but it's always worth the wait. The Pulpamek Show has kept me connected with a sport that I love, the never-ending but playful banter, playful banter, and contrast between you and Kenny make the show great. The interviews are rock solid. I would like to pay you guys back. One of the things that we like to do for people who make a difference in our deployment is fly an American flag on one of our combat air patrols over Afghanistan. Sorry, Mathis, but you can go piss in the wind if you think I will fly with a Canadian flag. No disrespect. Should fly the Canadian flag. (laughs) Uh, We have a certificate that we have made that is signed by the crew of the aircraft to commemorate the flag and the flight. The only thing I would ask for is an address to send it to and that you guys keep on keeping on with the show. If that's not too much for you, then let me know so I can make it happen. I look forward to hearing back and to getting a flag for the crew of the Pulpomex show in the air.
11: Oh my god, that's awesome! What's
3: wrong with you? Are you crying?
11: Yeah, (laughs) I've been crying all day. Don't ask. What are you pregnant?
3: Are you pregnant? With who? Gosh, (laughs) who's baby? Hey, uh, that's sweet, Anthony Weeks. Thank you, and we will get back to you with an address. And maybe you could slip in a Canadian flag in there for us. Kenny, do you want do you want to do this? Do you want you want you want a flag?
4: Yeah. What do you think? That was cool. I think it's totally cool. I want to fly that flag under the H&H tent.
3: Okay. Thanks, Anthony. We'll be getting in touch with you. That's, that's cool. Um, if you had any Taliban blood on the flag, that would be awesome, too. But I'm just saying. Uh, Doug. Hey, Steve. Love the show. Recent convert due to my friend Sam. I've been listening to Howard for over 15 years and like that show more. And like that show, the more I listen, the better your show is. Better than Howard Stern.
11: It doesn't say that.
3: I think you do a great <laughs> job. Keep it up. You make the offseason better. Can you... F- Tell me how Tits got his nickname. Sam and I have been trying to figure it out. My thought was that he comments on Chick's tits by saying they're legendary. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. Fill me in if you can. Tits, would you like to fill uh, Doug in on how you got your nickname?
5: No, uh, but it's it's on my blog. Just go to titslegendary.blogspot.com.
3: Oh, the one you talk shit on Canadians? Don't make
5: people go to that blog. That's the one. Do you yeah. still do it? No. It's it's still up, but I haven't posted anything on there in a long time. But I, I put it on there. because maybe, maybe say that again slower. It's not, it's
3: not worth Maybe say that again repeating. slower titslegendary.blogspot.com. All right, there you go, Doug. You can find out how he got his name. Uh, hey, guys, Mike says, uh, hey, guys, I'm wondering if you can shed some light on how a rider position in the Supercross heat races is determined. For example, how do they decide that Villapoto would be in heat one and Stewart would be in heat two? It goes off your qualifying time. The fastest rider of the practice goes in heat two, and the second fastest goes in heat one. So it goes two, one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That way, uh, that's how they determine who goes in what heats. It goes off your practice times, and the faster guy goes in heat, too.
11: Did it used to go off the results from the previous week, or no? No. Oh. (laughs) Uh,
3: Chad says, uh, hey, Steve, I think Jimmy Alberton is going to be a feel-good story this season. Honestly, is there anyone who does not like Top Jimmy? I think you should name your next dog after him. Also, you need to tell everyone who listens to the Pulp show to cheer for Jimmy, because according to a recent survey conducted by the World Wildlife Fund, Every time Jimmy Albertson makes a main event, a baby panda is born. Actually, it all makes sense now. You and Kenny do kind of resemble panda bears, which is why you two took Jimmy in as one of your own. The world is indeed becoming a better place. NBC's The More You Know Jingle Plays in the Background. NBC's The More You Know Jingle Plays in the Background.
5: Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading the Twitter.
3: NBC's The More You Know Jingle Plays in the Background. Give me one more time. NBC's The More You Know Jingle. Seriously.
5: I'm trying to
4: keep the Twitch
3: Kenny, show he says Twitter we're panda update. bears.
4: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: You're coasting, man. I paid you and you're coasting.
4: I got some issues. I'm trying to work on myself. I got some issues with myself.
3: David says, Mathis, I listened to the Andrew Short interview on Pit Pass Radio podcast, and I got to tell you that your show just blows them out of the water. I started listening to your show mm-hmm. earlier this year and cannot get enough of it. I almost fed, felt bad for the guys, seriously. In any event, keep up the good work. And what does a guy have to do to get a Pulpomex shirt? Well, you can buy it, cheap ass. You uh, go to uh, Pulpomex.com, and all the information is there. And you can buy a shirt and you can support the uh, the sport that we all love and and cherish very much. Uh, free gun underwear. We're gonna give away some free gun underwear. Uh, three sets of free gun underwear to the uh, next three callers. Thanks, guys, for coming on board. Solid big at the race. Free gun underwear is killing it. And uh he's uh super pumped on everything and, and everything the show's coming on, and they're back on for another year next three callers get free gun underwear right into the uh into the what what are you doing? I'm on the air you can't go like this <laughs> You're mean what what do you need
11: i wanna drink your coffee
3: oh okay, hey before we do that get j t. back on the line please uh, hold on. um we got we gotta do some voicemails too so Kenny going into. Uh, Phoenix this weekend. Uh, where's your guys at? They're all here? Vegas?
4: Uh, no. No, uh, Ivan, Josh are in California, and Partridge is here. And he has doctor's appointment tomorrow morning. So, okay. So, three of them are in California.
3: Uh, so Partridge is here, though? Yeah. So maybe I can go into the track this week?
4: Uh, yeah, he'll be out there probably tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday.
3: Maybe we'll, we'll do something with him?
4: Go ahead. Let me know.
3: We could do something. Tits, are you working on that? Tits.
5: Yes, I'm working on it.
3: I'm trying Thank to you. dial. Thank you. I thought you were a producer. Like seriously, this guy. Can you
11: make him take three winners and then tell him to get somebody on the phone at the same time? The
3: people can wait. It's gonna ring. it will be all right. They can wait. Um. So what do you what do you you want to do? Stump the tits? You want to s- skip that, Kenny?
4: Yeah, let's dump them. I know stump. that you. I know that you really enjoy that.
3: Wow. I don't really, I mean, I don't have to enjoy it, but, I mean, it's nice look, making him look dumb. Um, I'm not going to lie. It could be late there, too. It's. Is he up? Okay, yeah. You
4: it's midnight go. there.
3: All right. What number is he? He's on line six. JT. What's happening? Dude, it's midnight there.
6: Yeah, I'm trying to stay on West Coast time, though, because <laughs> we raced so late, that I don't want to be, like, falling asleep.
3: You know, this is, this is the stuff that people don't realize what you top level athletes do.
6: Uh, your... Oh yeah, this is uh this is red dog right here.
3: He did he did do that, didn't he? And hey oh, yeah. and didn't he also ride on Sunday mornings after the races? Wasn't Dean making him do that?
6: Um yeah, when when he stayed in California, yes. But it's not really it's it's impossible for me to do that.
3: Yeah. I yeah, I know for sure. Um when you getting out here to Phoenix? Uh Thursday. Hey, we had a, a contest earlier where we gave away a fly helmet. Okay. And uh, I used trivia questions for Stump the Tits on the guys um, to get the free helmet because Kenny didn't have all the questions. Yeah. So you're going to stump the tits, so think about some questions. We need three questions to try to stump tits. Um,
6: if I need to come up with three questions? Yep.
3: yep. Oh, well. All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll come up after he gets the winners. But, uh, hey, how's burner doing? When do you think we're going to see him?
6: Um, he's doing good. He, uh, I think he's going to see the uh, get a second opinion tomorrow, um, just to try to get back earlier. Um, but I know he's getting X-rays again a week from now, I think, and then we'll know a lot more. Uh-huh. Uh, he's just kind of hanging out right now. It's not. He's not like, in any pain or anything.
4: He's just kind of right. Waiting. He's in pain because oh. of the Steelers. Dude, there's another yeah, dude yeah. that's going to come back. That's going to make the field a yeah. n- a lot more gnarlier. No, for sure. Jeez. Are
3: you regretting? Yeah.
6: The, the sad thing is, is he was killing it. Like he was riding so much better. Like he was the old burner. You know. Like right. he was legit. And
3: uh Kenny, are you? Bad deal. Kenny, two of your guys didn't make the main. Chris Blows did make the main. Are you regretting your decision?
4: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not this, at this all. This is going to be
3: a, Hey, did you get? Did you meet fans of the show this weekend? Did you meet some people? Yeah. One yeah. guy told me he brought up blows to you. <laughs> like right there, <laughs> he yelled something about blows to you. <laughs> Are you gonna get that all here or what?
4: Did I mean?
3: I mean I don't know how many just times. Just like
4: dude, it's just like if you're a, like you know if you're a, a football team or a baseball team, yeah. and they're yelling at the the general manager. Why'd you trade that guy, you idiot? You know why <laughs> did you let Shaq go from the Lakers, you dumbass? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's yelling don't...
6: at yelling at the owner of the Cavs for letting LeBron go.
4: Yeah, I mean, dude, it's like it There's is. What so it is. much
6: other stuff that goes on behind the scenes that yeah. nobody has any clue about. That's the funny thing.
4: Yeah, believe me, dude. I, I, like I said, and, I'll yeah. say it. I'll say it again. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. What we had to do for Chris Bloss was business decision. What we had to do with Derek Brush was a. Can Kenny fired
3: a mechanic on Thursday? A decision. JT.
4: Yeah, I heard. It's just like when I wanted to ride. At the Hard Huntington track. Yeah, business was, decision. Just a business decision. Couldn't do anything about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. As we were stuck at that gas station uh, waiting for <laughs> Kenny to give us the hey, word. Hey, go
4: ride. Go ride, too. I, I, I agree. Let's stop talking about the blow thing. Everyone hey, keeps uh, bringing uh, it up. It's, it's old news. Old we news. got our winners
3: for the free gun underwear, so we're good. Do not call in anymore looking for free gun underwear. Um,
4: and Blows landed on his feet anyway. He's in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah and, he and he good did. And he did.
3: Is he getting a salary? No uh, way.
4: Huh? I don't know.
3: Hey, I was going to ask Kato. we got a Twitter question. I didn't ask him. I chickened out because he probably wouldn't tell us.
4: Who?
3: Uh, Wyndham. Uh, what was the most money he ever made in one year? What year was it? When was it? I didn't ask him because, I don't know, I guess I chickened out. What do you think? Suzuki years? JT? Uh, I
6: don't oh. know. I heard, I don't know what year. It had to be like, yeah, somewhere in there. I, I would think Suzuki maybe Uh huh. probably a, a one. Um, I heard something like he told someone like $8 million sometimes. What? Yeah. Like after everything. Yeah. No way. All right.
3: No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, did, he did say he blew
5: millions of dollars on. I know, but carbon. $8 million? I don't Okay. Know.
3: I don't know. JT, what's the most money you ever made?
5: Uh, in a year, the yeah. most I ever made
6: was probably like 240 or 250 Oh, yeah. Nice. Like that.
3: Baller. Nice. Bala. Um, O'Rourke, what's up?
17: Hey guys,
3: how are you? Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, Hi, Dave. Thanks. Oh, Hi, um, um, thanks for calling. Hey, uh, I'm sorry,
5: but uh, Mr. Watson wants you to. No, go away. no,
3: no, no, no. Come on. Hey, I'm. Oh, he's oh. taking the headphones off. Watson, this guy's a loyal <laughs> listener to the. To, he's very upset, Dave. He's very no. upset. I, I know,
17: I know. I hope you get over it. I like Watson still. He's cool. Yeah, he's still cool. Hey, You're uh, right. The question I had for you guys was. Well, I know you talked about the track a lot at the beginning of the show, and and a lot, like, pretty much all the riders hated it. And, and a, few, a, few a few of the spectators seem to uh, seem to enjoy it. Well, in in your opinion, do you think it's more important to build that the track is great for the spectators, great or make the riders happy?
3: Great question. Uh, what do you think, JT?
6: Yeah, I and, and people were saying that I read on forums and whatever that, you know, it's all that they care about is if the spectators are happy and ratings and all that stuff. And they and they have a point, but at some point too, like we have to put on a good show and if the tracks terrible then that affects our ability or you know, not so much me, I'm in the back, but somebody's putting on a show. And uh
3: <laughs>
6: you know, that they have to they have to go hand in hand, I think. You know?
3: Right. All right. We yeah. have to work together. As usual Wyndham Wyndham had a good answer for that, you know? Um
17: yeah i mean like I, I just wonder when they sit down to design the tracks do they have they got the riders in mind, do they have the spectators in mind, or do they tr- well, you know, try their best to combine both or
3: i think uh, I think Kenny was right where he said you know or maybe Wyndham said it they don't go out to like screw anybody over fans riders or anybody they're trying their hardest they're trying their best, you know when they build yeah, a track
6: totally. and that was kind of my feeling is they i think like they're heart was in the right place, they wanted to try to make something different that nobody had seen in the first race, like, you know, build interest, but it just, you know what I mean, it just didn't work. Like, sometimes ideas just don't go according to plan, you yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't like it's their fault or whatever, anybody, you know, it's just that that track didn't seem
17: to flow well and didn't seem to work out how everybody was envisioning, that's all. No. Look, I, I enjoyed watching the races. I don't know whether it was just my... You know, excitement for a one, and I was ready for supercross, and you guys could have raced around in the parking lot, and it still would have been cool to watch. You know, but um, yeah, I just wondered from their opinion, do they, you know, where they, if they weigh heavier on the on the spectator TV side of things, or they really, do they care about? Do you think they really care about what the riders think of the tracks?
3: I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
17: think they care, but but also uh, they're very.
6: It's a business too. You know, bottom line is. They want good TV, and they want, you know what I mean? All, all that stuff is very, very evident in their business dealings. So, I mean, to think that part doesn't play in is, I think, silly. So,
3: Kenny, uh, O'Rourke's gone. You can put your headset back on. Kenny. Okay. All right, we got a question for you. Who does? Me and JT. <laughs> hey, O'Rourke's still on the line. He's lying to you. Yeah, JT. No, you got to put your microphone
4: up. Yeah, JT. Yeah, bud, I'm
3: here. Uh, did, you, did you watch TV show, Kenny? The TV or the show of the race. Uh, a little bit. Was it just me, or did they get better? Was it better? More focus on racing. More focus on some cool stories.
4: Yeah, um, uh, what, what I did see of it, it seemed like they were spread out a little bit, and they showed more than just the, the the guys up front. It wasn't
3: so much like, hey, come check out the Rockstar Girls and the vendor row. It was like, hey, here's a cool feature on Josh Hill and what he's had to do
4: yeah, to yeah. battle back. Yeah, that was cool. I think they need to do that on on everybody. Like, when Burner comes back, they need to do stuff on Burner. Yeah. I think they need to do, like, you know, profiles, like, on other teams, like, you know, the BTO team, and, yeah. and, do, and, and, and go out and show what the sport is all about, just not... The main players and the main teams, because without teams like you know, yeah. you know the BTO team, the Hart Huntington team, the Jeff Ford Racing team, <laughs> it looked pretty stupid if you just had you know six teams out there.
3: Right. You Although know,
4: I, I think there's a lot more to it than that. Having but.
3: said that, I think Phoenix is a CBS one, and that probably will go back to Super General. Well, you info. know what
4: though. On, on their defense, it's the same production. Oh, yeah. Oh. They, they just sell it, and but, I think it's it's a little bit shorter, and I don't think they the, – I'm talking about the time, and they have to get everything in within an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, they still need to, to yeah. crunch it. So I don't know. I just think it, I think they did a good deal.
3: I, I, I Maybe I'm crazy, but I thought it was pretty good, you know, and I'm usually pretty critical of the TV broadcast. So. I
9: think, I think uh, you know, they have I think, three hours do it. Yeah, that's what I was no, going to say. No, it's is, not. It's not. No, they always
3: it's, everybody wants no to, it's another Aussie. Uh, no. A liar. I could, I know that voice no, it's anywhere. another Aussie.
6: <laughs> Everybody wants to compare the coverage, like the in-depth stuff to NASCAR, and that's what that's the opportunity we have. Is NASCAR, you know, five-hour show or whatever. Right, right. With the three-hour broadcast, that's going to give us the window to get some of that that you know backstory stuff that you guys are alluding to.
3: Yeah. Someone said one-hour
6: shows. There's just no way. Someone, no said the,
3: for it. someone said in the chat room that Phoenix is live. So my bad. But coming up is a CBS show.
6: I, I think there's 10. Didn't they say there's 10 live shows and six CBS or something? I don't know, yeah, 11, the, 11, 11 live 11, shows. 6. 11 six. live, okay.
3: Uh, whatever they did, great job them, them stepping it up, um, TV coverage. O'Rourke, I mean, Aussie guy, I know you're not happy <laughs> uh, with the coverage down under there, but over here it's much better. It's a good job for those guys.
17: Yeah, look, we get the live feed through on the Internet. Oh. That's so okay. not not too much of a big deal. We get, we get it through ESPN now. They've ch- changed some speed to ESPN. And it's delayed a week, which, which sucks. And it'll be, probably is two one hour shows, so they'll cut right. it all down and miss all those good bits like Josh Hill's in depth and stuff like that. But okay. um, yeah, I think that's the thing where we, we suffer. It's just time. It's just out yeah. and out of time. We just don't have time to cover all those extras plus the racing. Right,
3: right. Um, all right. Thanks, rock.
17: Cool. No worries, guys. I'll talk to you later.
3: All right. See
4: ya. Hang, hang yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, was that so bad?
4: No, because he didn't say one word to me, but that voice makes me cringe.
6: (laughs) (laughs) The feuds are awesome on this show, I love it. The what? The feuds.
3: Dude, there's no, I don't get how Kenny, like everybody can express their opinion and Kenny doesn't give a shit, but one guy expresses his opinion and Kenny flies off the handle.
5: Kenny, Kenny doesn't like it when people talk about his friends and I don't blame him.
4: I don't when, mind when, when, when people, people give their input, but when they don't know what the hell they're talking about, like, he was just jumping on the bandwagon because you're not a fan of Ricky Carmichael. It's got nothing to do with me. And, dude, if hey, you heard all the let, tweets and, and all the emails it, it that does. came in were all about, like, the guy didn't know what he was talking oh, no, about. Oh,
3: no, no. I got some that said he was bang on. I did. I swear. I mean, I, no, it's just what makes the world go around. Did you listen to it? No. Nope. Okay. I didn't. Okay.
4: Oops, did, you, did you, Tits?
3: This doesn't listen to it. Tits doesn't even read head. Um...
6: Hey, hey, dude. On the Ricky subject, though, like, even Ken, you gotta admit, I, I know Mathis probably agree with this. Like, Ricky's way cooler now than he was like ten years ago. Like, he, his his point of view and his like attitude and everything is way cooler now.
4: I think like, I he, he
6: think, was I, he was gnarly back then.
4: I don't know. I, I've I've always been cool with him. Ten years ago, even ten years ago, he's always been. Well, the same I used to ride day. with him,
6: when we were like, I mean, I've known him since we were like nine. But he, dude, he just went like, I think he got. <laughs> you know and it was obviously great for his career but it was so competitive back then like he was he was really i think not insecure that's not the right word it was like he was so competitive with everyone dude he was really hard to get along with and i like i was obviously around people that didn't get along with him so i saw that that
4: whole well like you could anyone can say what on. they want about early, you can anyone can say what they want but i you could say that I'm on the Ricky Carmichael bandwagon, but he's a friend first and foremost, and I, I listened to what he had to say, and I'd be the first to call him out because I love calling him out when it needs to be called out. But he 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 was promoting his brand himself and talking about what he's doing, and it wasn't. Oh, like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking. Yeah,
6: I'm. That's all irrelevant. I'm talking. I'm, I think he's way cool now. Like he's obviously relaxed in the pressure of all that. You know, the the need to feel like he's. Yeah, you know I mean the best yeah. guy. Every single weekend of his life is over. I'm just talking about like why, why he's, do you? It's similar to Chad Reed, where their attitude has changed a lot from years past.
3: Yeah, Reed, like they're Reed's much definitely. more mature and yeah. much
4: cooler and much more laid back than they were years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think you yeah, know Reed's he's on that me. path right now. I think James is. I you think, think James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I personally, I've never like I've always respected him as a writer and thought yeah. he was awesome. But just in the off season, like just listening to his interviews and doing what he did with our show and listening to him on other shows. I think that uh, he's he's grown up a lot. I, I really do. I really think that he he realizes that there needs to be a lot more than just you know his own little deal. But I I, I really believe that.
3: Uh, what? Why do you think? Uh, why do you think Archie doesn't like me though, JT?
4: Well, you were like me at the same time.
6: Like I was always I was for for whatever reason it was never anything I was in, intentionally doing. I was always friends with people he was rivals with. Like I was. Yeah. With Red Dog, then I was tied with Tortelli, and then I was tied with Chad, you know what I mean? So, and those are like all people at times he was big rivals with. So, uh, I don't know. You were on that, you were on that team too. You were obviously, you know, Timmy mechanic, and there was a lot of, yeah. you're on Team Yamaha for I'm one sure. thing, which there was a huge war there,
3: right? No, for so, sure. I
6: think it was, I think it was more a matter of circumstance than anything. I don't think it was,
3: right? Um, personal. Alex got a question. Alex, got a question for Kenny. No, oh, no, he doesn't. Uh, he had a question about uh, when a rider isn't performing to the standard that a mechanic, team manager expect. Do they pull the rider aside and have words with him? Clearly, Kenny fires you the day before the race. So.
4: No, I don't think it's 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 not. think no one gets pulled Twice. aside. It's more of a motivational pat on the back and say, hey, let's try to do better. Yeah. You know, some and some guys take it personal, and you know, I'm the same. Like, if I'm not doing my job, yeah. my boss pulls me aside, and and and. T- He probably talks to me a little bit different than he would talk to anybody else. (laughs) But it's like, hey, let's get this together. And, you know, there's a – it's weird. You have to be a babysitter, a coach, yeah. you know. And it's hard when you're with these people so much and so often a friendship bonds – and it becomes, you know, it's it's just a weird deal.
3: You did say uh, with Ivan, you're just like the guy knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna, Dude, hey, I can't, Ivan, yeah. There's
4: no one harder on themselves than the rider. Right. And if you you could say whatever you want, but those are the guys that are more. You have to when you hire a guy, it has to be self motivation than more of a a guy that you got to push. You know what I mean? And you know, there's different riders need different techniques of, you know, patting on the ass, and the other guys right. know what they're doing.
3: Uh, yeah. No, exactly. You agree with that, JT?
4: Yeah, for sure. Nobody, you know, people can yell at me or do
6: whatever, but I'm right. the one that has to look myself in the mirror every day. If I suck, then I suck. You know, I mean, I'm going right. to I'm gonna tell myself that more than anybody else is ever going to. So, Hey, Kenny,
3: who do you hate more, Swiss Corps or O'Rourke?
11: Kenny hates Swiss Corps? Yep.
4: I don't, I don't, uh, the whole Swiss, I don't hate Swiss Corps. That's more of a jack off, you know, jacking with them. But I, I really don't hate. Him. I don't really hate off. Or, <laughs> I really don't hate yeah, Mark either. Yeah. But I just don't agree with him, and he, he's one of those guys that's just a super fan, and, and I just don't like when people think that you know that uh, they speak out of line.
3: Okay.
4: And and yeah. I speak out of line sometimes too, but at least I know this is what I do every single day of my life. Not some guy that's behind a computer halfway across the world talking about someone he knows nothing about. Has been. Hey guys, how you doing? This so. guy knows more than that guy.
3: Than Swisscore, <laughs> than tits. No. Or, they, both.
4: Uh, oh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the, the chance of uh, that GoPro
8: video that was on uh, Stewart's helmet getting uh, broadcast? Uh,
3: I it's don't know. On the yes, Stewart.
8: Did... did you watch your qualifying video? No. It, it's pretty good because it sounds like me trail riding. I mean, the, the revs don't go up. The track is really tight. It's definitely a very good perspective, but I can't believe they don't put that in the uh, the half screen on a TV program. Uh, for but sure, I would love to see the main. <laughs> You for know, sure, from the helmet cam perspective.
3: For sure, Stu, did a, a deal with um, what call it, with GoPro, GoPro, and I mean he gets uh, he'll get uh, authorization over what gets out and what doesn't. But I'm sure they him paid
4: it. him more than uh, $500, like they pay everybody else to wear the helmet cam. <laughs> oh look? yeah, absolutely. Well, he's got a GoPro thing on his jersey, and I, I just I'm I'm
8: looking at his uh, personal website now, and I'm looking at the GoPro feed, and it's not on there, just the qualifying.
4: Yeah.
8: But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the TV broadcast was better, but. Um, you know, the, the thing that ruins it, you, when you open up for Brett Michaels, it just sets the tone of uh, cheesiness,
4: you know. I, I agree with you right there. I, I When I was sitting there and that went on, I, me and Hart looked at each other, and he looks at me and says, you have to be kidding me.
6: But I think I think the average fan is pumped. Like, <laughs> the average
15: fan. Come
3: not on. Been, not the, average the average fan, fan doesn't enthusiasm. even know who that is, probably. Not. No, no, he's a name. He's an he's, average fan. Yeah, knows he,
6: dude, he's, he's popular, like. Dude, you know how many people watch his reality show on VH1 and stuff? He's more popular. Like, we think he's it's cheesy and it's a joke and whatever, but I guarantee you just an average person that just rides a dirt bike is like, oh, man, Brett Michaels, yeah, totally. Oh, I, disagree. I disagree. My
11: mom loves him.
4: Hey, he hey, JT, this is totally off the subject. Let me ask you a question. What did you think of Team 22's red pants? <laughs> uh, I liked it.
3: Of course it is. <laughs> you know. Shocker, dude.
4: I was, I, I, I was like, dude, these guys think they're in Europe or something. <laughs> tell me, tell me, the uh, there was a smoke machine. Hey, but I'll give it to him. You could spot him out, and they're they're doing, they're they're who, getting.
3: Who told me? Listen more. Was that you who told me that about the washing machine? Someone told me red never washes very well. I don't know this because my wife does the laundry. I don't have anything red, even though I it runs real bad. I am the red rocker. Um <laughs> someone told me the red washes differently with every machine and the number of soap and they said wait till about round three <laughs> some guys are, pants are faded red, some are bright red, some are, you know, pink.
4: I don't think so, they'll have that problem. I think they'll by...
6: have more I think they'll have more than one pair. Uh, yeah, That's exactly. I think, think shift
4: and fox I mean they Okay, gave it, all right smart asses, whatever shift, guys. Shift and fox <laughs> sent me the biggest point, box right? of stuff for my guys that we will never even use at all. They're they're a great sponsor.
3: Yeah,
6: your your truck driver Rolla came over and he's like Dude, I think Fox brought everything they own to our truck. <laughs> I
8: was like, wow, that's
3: so cool. they're they're different from O'Neill a little bit in that way. Uh, a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, all right, Hasban. Thanks. Hey, uh,
15: let, me ask,
6: you
15: know, let me ask you guys a question. You guys today? Uh, no, do they
3: no, the just no, the shark has no, no, that's it, has been <laughs> Hey, JT, you got some trivia questions for tits?
6: Uh, I've been trying to come up with something, but uh, you got line. you
3: got about you got about ten seconds. So all right, I'll think of something.
10: Will Tits
3: know the motor? All right, Tits, three questions to, to get your moto knowledge. Uh, JT is going to come up with them tonight. Uh, you went 0 for 3 last week, your first... First week with zero yeah. on the board. Uh, generally, hard. yeah, yeah, and they weren't that hard. They were Daytona winner, nineteen eighty seven, privateer. <laughs> that's hard. Jimmy Gaddis. I think Jimmy Gaddis was one of the answers. Yeah, sorry, that's not hard, bro. Sorry, I don't know stuff from when I was four. I do. Oh well. T- Kenny does. <laughs> well, how about when Kenny got the bad boy tattoo and he <laughs> went to bicycle to R.J. <laughs> signing and said, "Hey, R.J.," you
5: just mad dog him or something. I got a I got a uh,
3: bad boy tattoo just like you, and he went. Yeah, it's an awesome, kid. He's like sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all you know, it's right. Funny lo- later what? on,
4: and like when I you know, became friends with Rick, I, I brought that back up to him, and I told him, and he goes, "Dude, that was you. I remember that." <laughs> nah, so okay. He yeah. goes, "What were you thinking? That was the stupidest thing you ever did." He goes, "Let me see it," and I'm like, "Dude, it's all covered up now, but you can see it if you get the light perfect. You can just see the wristband with the spikes on it." And he was like, "He didn't believe me."
3: Uh, here's somebody who just <laughs> tweeted me right now. Uh, hey, Papa Max. Met you in the lot outside the pit, and you're no bigger than an average dude. Keep up the good work. Thank you.
4: Who's that? You?
3: <laughs> Thank you, oil fire firefighter. Who's that to you? Yeah, to me. Nice. Do um, you want to play the Brett Michaels song while we think of trivia questions, JP? <laughs> I got, I got some.
4: I
6: got at least two already. Do so you want to the world, a spare the world? Spare the
3: world the Brett Michaels song what again? What are you talking about?
4: This thing is awesome.
3: <laughs> what does he say? Get you ride on, get on, man.
4: Don't even play that anymore cuz we got to hear it for another <laughs> 16 weeks. You think they'll do it at the beginning of every single Just like the Foo Fighters, here goes my hero. I I mean, here goes I, my hero. Here goes, my
3: there hero. goes yeah, oh yeah, god, with Ricky. That yeah. Ah. Yeah.
4: Oh, dude, he is.
3: Everybody line name. up on a starting gate to say goodbye to Ricky. Again and again and again.
4: Dude, don't uh, talk crap on my guy, but I'm, I'm not. Just saying I don't like that song. I've heard it so many times.
3: All right, let's go. Let's go, uh, JT. And, of course, we ask, you know, ask the question, then let us guess and see if Tits is going to get this or not.
6: All right, first question. Uh, what, who won James Stewart's first ever big bike supercross race?
3: Okay, so when he moved to 250 class, I won 25s. What year first, was that? First yep. race. Oh, but that's oh, part
6: seven. of the question. That's part of the question. We're not saying the race or the yeah. year. Okay. What that's
3: race? What year? Who won it? Kevin Windham. What race? And I'm. What one. year? What year?
5: Dude, come on. You can't JT do this says, like a four. four JT
3: thing. says you got a name of the year. Can you at least No, anyway no, no, I was no. Right?
6: That, the question was who won. I just
15: didn't
3: want to fill him yeah. in on
6: the year and race because he may not have known. Window.
5: But he got it. He okay. got it. that was the mud race. Yeah. Good one. Yep. Oh, five. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Next up. <laughs> uh, question two. <laughs> he said. Uh, w- oh, dear. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Right.
6: Sorry. What was uh, Ryan Bill Poto's nickname growing up?
3: his nickname Oh, I don't up. even know this. Well, well, do you know this, Kenny?
4: Uh-uh.
3: Oh, I think I do. I think it's really lame if that's the case, but um, no, I just won't know this. Is it the red-headed stepchild?
6: <laughs> no.
3: Is it Villapodium?
6: No. Oh. <laughs> Is it? No,
5: one guess. Something
4: about the frying <laughs> fleckle. Frying fleckle, Is
5: it hot ginger? No. <laughs> hot ginger. <laughs> it was peewee. Peewee.
3: That, yeah. That's really hard. JT, like I usually want tits to look dumb, and I mean m- I don't know, like,
6: you know. They, they were, they, his first race ever, they talked about it a bunch on TV. That's how I that's how I learned it. So okay, you want trivia? You want trivia? I mean, I can ask you who won the Supercross championship last year if you want stupid
5: trivia <laughs> like
4: normal.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, you got another one for him? You uh, no, got
5: one more? You need one more? Or do you want to listen to the Brett Michaels Rock Hard Ride No,
4: song? no, <laughs> don't ever play that again, please. <laughs> okay, who
5: was uh?
6: Who was the rider? Who was the lone 250 supercross rider for the first year of the Chaparral team?
5: The very first year? Um,
3: Yeah. I don't even know this. Yeah? Okay. Kenny says he knows it. Uh, I don't think that they'll get this. No way. No chance.
14: I uh, I will uh, not eat cat
3: poop. Did you get that?
5: No. What was the guess? Larry Ward? F- Phil Lawrence. Oh, no.
3: It's
6: Brooks, Larry. right? Yeah, Brooks? Larry Brooks. Yeah.
3: Team manager oh, slash. Yeah. Rider uh, manager. Yeah, rider manager. There Why out of three this week, Why Tits? Three,
5: I'll take it.
6: <laughs> I mean, they were pretty hard, though. But I feel like they're so easy sometimes.
5: Like, they're crazy. We don't know
3: sometimes. where to start with Tits.
5: I've only been a fan. Yeah, for yeah but he gets like, the like the all three months, of them sometimes. He
3: doesn't even read Racerhead, so <laughs> yes, you know, so your 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 base for him, you're, you just wonder, well, how dumb is this dude? You know what I mean? Yes, how, so, did you
6: not, how did you not go to Anaheim one? <laughs>
5: uh, it was live, and I my my wife's birthday. I had to take her out and junk. Oh, like uh, okay, so. okay, okay. That's what you need to say. That's different. I got gotcha. you. Your wife's birthday today. Fair, it's that's actually enough. today, but we celebrated early. So do you want to wish her happy
3: birthday on the show? Happy birthday, baby! Wow. There
5: you go.
4: Does she listen to the show? No. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. That's a sound drop. Say sorry to <laughs> baby. Sorry, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: I'm sorry for missing your birthday. I'm sorry.
3: Um, yeah, you had a chance to get out of this. We, I know. We gave you a shot to get I out know. of this for your wife's birthday. I know. So, and if it didn't I, I, work out, didn't work out. I had something else hey, going on uh, for you. So. No 702-586-7857. We're going to take some calls, and we're almost done wrapping this thing up, but... I want to play you guys the voicemails, the best ones of the week. We uh, we had quite a bit, and uh, I narrowed them down to the best. And as usual, this is dedicated to the birthday boy, Greg McQuarrie, by the way. It's a birthday today. Happy birthday, Greg. Happy thanks. birthday, Greg. Thanks for all your help uh, with everything. Kenny, say thanks for all your help, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Um, and and these, these voicemails are dedicated to you. Hey, Steve Mathis. You know,
17: I called last week to wish you a Merry Christmas and to talk about docking. And then I sat here and listened for four fucking hours with my husband like I do every Monday and you didn't even talk about it I want you to bring up docking look it up Google it YouTube it whatever you have to do but I want to hear it on the next show or I'm gonna come track your ass down okay at Anaheim I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna show you what docking is in person hey
3: just. This girl left a voicemail last week. I, I didn't get to it, or we cut her off or something. Docking is, I believe, much like soaking, uh-huh. except for dudes. Tits? Do you know I think that, uh, uh, that, that
6: voicemail is admissible. You might want to hold on to that
4: because <laughs> she, she threatens you. She,
3: she can find She's me. I'm no there. bigger than an average dude, so she can find me at <laughs> a uh, Docking.
4: And she said she wants to show you what docking is. Do you know what docking is?
3: Uh. Yeah. Let's Google it, Tits. and and Google it, and then you can read it. Do I need to turn my safe search filter off or on? It's much like soaking. You guys do the soaking thing, Tits. You know? Um, <laughs> you
11: guys. You, did you Come hear on, that, JT? Man.
3: The whole soaking thing?
11: Why is she insisting yeah, yeah. on you talking about it? I heard about it.
3: Yeah, well, now this is docking, and uh, it, I believe it. it's Mormon also, or maybe not. Maybe it's just weird. Um, maybe you belong to the religion of weird. Um, you do it, but... What do you got, Tits?
5: Um, The Urban Dictionary says uh, docking is the act of placing the head of one's penis inside the foreskin of another's penis? Yes. So this obviously have
10: to be circumcised.
3: In In the the pouch. In the pouch. In the pouch. So, Tits, have you ever docked? No, I can can say that (laughs) I have not, fortunately. Y'all know how it's used in a sentence. She's going to show me docking in person.
11: It also says it's, it also gives the same definition of soaking as soaking
3: on this one. Oh, so it's soaking and docking.
5: No, 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 is different. Can I, uh, can I read the sentence? It says, David and Patrick enjoyed docking immensely because of Patty's stretchy foreskin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hey, is has
6: there ever, is there ever been a religion that has so many more crazy myths about it than Mormonism?
3: Nice tits.
5: I uh,
6: Seriously, I've heard I've probably heard the not. craziest stories and
3: They're probably all things
6: that things that go on on wedding nights and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> but who it's knows if it's true? You just laughing. hear like I don't hear that stuff about Baptists, you know what yeah. I mean, or or anybody, <laughs> Buddhists, yeah. or anything.
3: Tim Tebow no, doesn't no, do any of no that Mormon. stuff. Hey, just out of
5: curiosity, what what did you hear about what happens on the wedding night?
6: Uh it's man, it's I don't know. I I don't want to spread right. rumors because. It's not. That's not fair. I, I don't know. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty. Well, weird stuff. this chick
3: wanted us to talk about docking on the show, and we have, uh-huh. and, it, and it's, uh, it's gross, and we're all, <laughs> we're all offended. And Tis does not dock with another man. Kenny, that's have you ever true. docked
4: with another man? I can't say that I have.
3: <laughs> okay. He's not
5: going to rule it out in the future, though. If Ivan wins at Phoenix, will
6: you
4: dock him?
5: <laughs>
4: uh, the chances of that happening is just about the same as Chad winning and you doing it to Chad. Whoa! No! Next, hey, next, so time some, next time a Riders meeting when they say, if
6: you cut the track,
4: we'll dock you, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, that's
3: awesome. Gallagher, John Gallagher actually docks you. Right there. Right Right there. T- take your pants off <laughs> jt we gotta talk you're getting docked oh that's perfect you get docked for a whole lap oh, <laughs> 45 seconds or whatever you are docked in the mechanics area you're getting docked <laughs> 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 uh, all right let's keep oh, going no. to Mills.
8: <laughs>
5: that's good hey
6: my name is uh, hank i'm calling from uh, lake tahoe california i'm a first time caller um I wanted to tell you that uh,
0: I thought the uh, poop story uh, from uh, Tedesco's RV was pretty much the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Uh, I can't talk from experience, well, maybe, but uh, keep up the good work. I got you on the iPhone. Uh, the app works awesome, and I uh, look forward to the show every week. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, look forward to the next show.
3: Uh, Pulpomex app on iTunes, $1.99. Kenny, uh, your poo story. You've told it like four times.
4: We got the, new listeners up. The
3: last time you told it, uh, yeah, emails, tweets, people loved it. I love the poo story.
4: I don't. It love It was the funny. Poo story. I, I laughed out loud actually. me uh, I, I
6: don't. Love I, I it.
3: think you. I think you added in the poop in the eyes this last time. I don't remember oh, you really? saying that before. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have a Droid app too. Publix Droid app, dollar ninety nine. Everybody, it's it's just incredible. Don't don't
6: hold your breath on that.
3: <laughs> All right, let's go tits.
6: Hey, guys, this is Kevin from PA. I
0: was just calling in in case people don't realize how much James Stewart is stepping up his game in 2012. Last year, James landed on JT riding his dirt bike. This year, he's landing on JT's steakhouse in a helicopter. So he's really stepping his game up. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually pumped to see how he does this year because he definitely needs to turn it around. And with all the... Free dinners and shit that he's doing, it seems like he's really trying to reach out to fans. I think he's finally realizing that he's just kind of made more of an asshole of himself in the last few years than he intended to. But whatever, we'll
6: see how he does. Thanks, guys.
3: Uh, JT, did you get that joke? JT Schmitz is where... Yeah,
6: yeah. No, I was... When I I saw the name of the place that he was Having it, I was like, no way. If you like, were, I wonder if that occurred to him at all. If you were on but Twitter. I feel, like, I feel you, like we make way more light of it than he ever hears about it. Oh, yeah, you for sure. I mean? No,
3: definitely. No. If you were on Twitter, you could bust that joke out. But
6: This is true. Yeah, I, whatever. It's it's over. When you um, feel New Year. Yeah.
3: What do you think of that steak dinner, though? Kenny, do you know anything about that? Do you know what did you get? What he was doing?
4: Yeah, yeah, I heard about How's it. How cool is that? 150 do you, yeah, people. He,
3: do you think he's Super actually cool. the one
4: footing the bill? Yeah, for some reason, I think Red Bull's paying for it.
6: I think Red Bull. I he may be paying some of it, but Red Bull's definitely in on it. They have their Red Bull's
4: names all over it. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, yeah. uh, I think. But he, it's still cool. Either no matter who's paying for it, it's still cool, dude. How
3: cool is that? And I guess sure. um, you know the the restaurant. It wasn't a crazy wait or a crazy line. Everybody was there, and it was good. And
6: that's cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, five grand or ten grand or whatever. Who? I mean, Sonic James couldn't pay it, so yeah. whatever. Whoever's doing cool. it,
4: it was pretty cool.
11: That's right across from the stadium, right? That's where yes. we had our... Yeah, our, our, where, where yeah. It's right across dinner, from that Center. Yamaha yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. That, I think it's definitely cool of him. I think it's giving back. Yeah, and, and it's cool, yeah. Yeah, no matter if he's paying for it or not, he still has to I guess he went to it. every
3: table. Everybody that was there, he went to every table for a few minutes, like, sat down and, like... Cool. You know, talk to them and stuff like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Good, good for James, yeah.
4: yeah. Just like I said, like, at the beginning, you know, right. I think he's he's trying to turn it around, too. This guy
3: kind of said that, too. Yeah, he's he's yeah. doing a... I mean, he was... Uh, Well, we'll see how he goes. You know, he has a tendency, as as a media guy, um, he has a tendency to kind of disappear back into underground when things aren't going his way, i.e. winning races. So we will see. um, Was he
4: around after the race for any interviews or anything when you went over there? uh,
3: I did not go over there. um, So I don't know. I can't say for sure. Uh, I do know this weekend, he, Dungy crashed. James passed him. Dungy got up, reeled him back in, and passed him again. And that could be a scary premonition for the season, right, JT?
6: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was impressed with Dungeon. He was better than I thought he would be, for sure. I didn't expect him to be passing James at any point. So,
3: Right. Uh,
6: I have a question. Um, Docking? How much did, like, <laughs> helicopter rides cost? Like, James is kind of, like, final. And, uh, obviously, he was doing stuff for work, but.
3: I don't know. Did ask your guy, Chad I, Reed. Ask your guy, Chad flies
6: Reed. In him sometimes, so I don't know. Who flies know, him? Kenny knew that, or.
4: Carrie. I think it matters the size of the helicopter, the fuel, but I, th- yeah. I know it's probably about 500 bucks an hour, 1000 bucks an hour. Right.
6: Yeah. I saw James's, uh, James Twittered a picture of his plane that he flew to Calian. That thing was pretty serious. That, that, was, really, that was an expensive trip out there. Like hmm. that, that jet is really expensive per hour compared to...
3: Someone told me close to JS that without championship bonuses, straight salary... He's making sixteen million from jGr in three years I don't know I, I, I kind of don't believe it, it seems, that, seem, that, that seems, seems high that seems, that seems pretty just,
6: high that seems really high I know, I, know. I, I could see sixteen million all in right like like a three year deal total right all in I could see I gear, could see that for Gear,
3: sure. red Bull Oakley right right gear, Red yeah. Bull answer
6: right. or Tucker, Rocky, yeah. jGr everything yeah I could see that Yamaha. That, that seems more realistic to me.
3: All right, let's keep going with the voicemails.
6: Talk to you later. Hey, guys, I'm just reading the new racetracks here, and um,
0: they're talking about Dungy's KTM. It says that they have to have 200 bikes for sale by March 1st in the U.S. and another 200 by June 1st. And this is my question. Say Dungy wins the Supergrass Championship, which I highly doubt, and KTM doesn't get the 400 bikes in, what do they do? Are they going to take away the title? Like, how does that work? It seems kind of backwards to me. You would think they'd have to have the bikes in the country before they'd even let him race it, rather than having to go back and change things in the series. Anyways, keep up the good work. Love the show. Bye. Hey, guys. I
3: just got a oh, quick... Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was reading Twitter. <laughs> uh, there's no way that... I mean, yeah. If he wins a title and they don't get the bikes, nothing will happen.
5: <laughs> you think if they don't get the bikes, anything will happen, regardless of how he finishes? No. Oh. Um, say he gets fifth place in the series, go back you know, can say sorry. No,
4: you know what they'll probably do is they'll probably buy them themselves.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm I'm this is an article that's dying for me to write about how we have no AMA, we have no rules, we have MX Sports and Feld making rules and deciding things and they're the promoters and that's not always good and we sort of have an AMA and we sort of don't and the FIMs involved and it's just a, such a clusterfuck. Right JT? Yeah, there's a
6: lot I man, whenever I have a problem I never know who to talk to anymore. That's
3: the What do you like in it? What are you laughing at, Pookie?
4: I, I, I I'm texting Susan about the docking. It's like <laughs> you, you go talk to the AMA, then they say, "Oh, well, you know, it's not our decision. We have to go talk yeah. to Feld." And you go talk to Feld, and they say it's not the AMA. Then it's like FIM and blah 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 blah. It's it's like a dog chasing its tail. You just don't know what. Yeah. to do. And then you yeah, just throw your like hands up, the and they wonder why everyone gets pissed off. Yeah. We,
3: I mean, right or wrong, we need like somebody to be like this. the these are the rules. This is the you're following them, and that's it. This is it.
6: Yeah, I think a promoter. With with sports getting this big, like it's it's, but it's not that different than the NFL. Like Roger Goodell is calling the shots, but his employer his employers are the team owners, so it's like the same thing. It's just not I yeah. I don't think it's ideal.
3: Right. All right. Let's go.
6: You know, you have, you have to have somebody uninvolved making decisions. that It doesn't benefit him well, one way or another. You
3: didn't make the main, so maybe you could make the decisions. You were uninvolved this weekend.
6: Yeah, that's uncalled for, but very accurate. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm joking, guy. You know I that. I know. I'm kidding. All right.
0: Question. Um, you know how a Supercross, when practice is done, and they have that intermission before the night show starts, they always bring out a big group of people that can walk a few sections of the track. Do you know how... Get involved with that or to sign up for it or whatever yo map it's
3: yeah uh um it's a it's a dealer invite it's a parts unlimited dealer invite, so you got to be a dealer a motorcycle dealer and you got to uh, buy from parts unlimited, and it might be just random or you might have to pay I don't think you pay uh it's something to do with that, and that's how you get on the track. Rob Bidas does the track walk um you know somewhere around five o'clock at night you get to go out there in the track and check it out and realize that the jumps are way bigger. Down on the floor, than they Except look.
4: for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh than they usually look. So parts parts the limited dealers.
4: See Old
0: D B from uh New York. It's eight eleven East Coast time. Just calling to tell you that for A one, the season opener or SX, Ryan Dungey on the number five KTM is taking the win. I got a gut feeling about this.
3: He's got I a gut, gut feeling feel
0: about right. his so, once again, Ryan Dungy's taking the win tonight. Talk to you later. Hey. Yo, Mathis, it's the kid, the old DB, checking back in after the main. I, was, I have to admit, I was wrong. <laughs> Dungy, third place in that new KTM. But how about that Cat Villapoto taking the lead, the first place in the first race of the year Anaheim won? He was running the track like he was on rails. Two suburban's at Hurst because he killed it. You heard.
4: Is that guy drinking? Oh, good one.
0: I don't know. Yes, I just want to say what a great race it was this weekend, and I especially noticed how well Zach Osborne done. Uh, definitely uh, a lean, mean riding machine. And once again, this is John Fisher from uh, East Tennessee, and uh, I just want to say Zach is also a fine young man off the motorcycle.
6: Anyway, take care and listen to you all later. Bye-bye.
3: Yeah, he's right, Zach Osborne. He was good, JT, huh? He was good, third overall. He good. Right. Yeah,
6: he was. He was uh, down here in a uh, much, um, well, we'll talk about that later, but he was down here riding at one point this off season, and uh, he, was, <laughs> he was looking good then. So I knew, I knew he was going to be good. Some and controversy, I actually some expected controversy. a little bit better than that, honestly. I think he'll, he'll do better Listen, than
3: that. Nobody listens to the show. Just explain what
6: happened. Uh, it was just um, mixed up with communication. I mean, he came down to practice, and... Um, Chad gave me go-ahead, and then Ellie didn't know, and there was just a big mix-up. I mean, it all worked out. He got to ride and whatever, but there mm-hmm. were some tense moments there for a
3: minute. You should have never told him he could go there.
6: Yeah, whatever. I mean, he was, Chad did, you know, the nice thing by telling him he could ride. It's just <clears throat> whoever, right. you
3: know, it's my
6: fault and whatever. So, fortunately, he got his work done. We had a few good days of riding in, and uh, that- I could tell then he was, he was putting the work in, and his speed was already up. So. His
3: bike's good. His but bike sounded bad. really good. His bike's fast. Yeah. His bike's
6: really fast. Yeah, the I, practice bike he had to get down
4: here was really fast.
3: Yeah, no doubt.
4: What did he ride out of?
3: He rode out of his van, and then the Rock River guys put him underneath their tr- their, their tent, but not with Rock River graphics. But now Rock River wants him to run the graphics and all that, and he can't because he's got his own deal going. So he might run a Rock River something, you know, for, for the support, but he really was going out of his van. So um, All right, let's go.
0: Matthews, this is Comey Byrne from Houston, Texas. Got a question about 100
8: percent goggles. Is that a Bevo deal, or is uh, I know Drew Lean's not around with us anymore, but I wanted to see who might have opened up. Did that you know Drew and
4: Comey Byrne out?
3: Kenny, we covered hey guys, this earlier, exactly. so we covered this with. Uh, with what,
4: what what what's the deal with Bevo? It uh, he's not uh, with Scott no more. No,
3: and no, he's with 100. percent
4: Just hanging on.
3: I don't know, man. Yeah. Whatever. How did that
4: come about? He's—I didn't think he would ever leave, Scott. He might go back the like yeah, I do
3: I mean, I guess uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what? Like,
4: to talk about devastation when they let him go, he was probably like, "Are you kidding me?" He uh, sounds scared to tell the story, honestly.
3: Who me? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just like, he bled for that company. To yeah, the, totally. To to oftentimes to the point where he was a dick. And yeah,
6: he was he was uh like he would be rude, downright rude about yes other people.
3: And now, where does all that bleeding for the company get him? Right. Pushed out. Yeah. There's a lesson well, in there somewhere. You,
6: you heard the sob stories he would give like Red Dog about wearing Scott for nothing. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but you know what? He brings their brand 100%. He brings their brand instant recognition. You know what I mean? And uh, people will take it seriously. Did maybe? you see him
4: and, on TV when they said, when they did the interview in the pit with him? Yeah. Bevo Forte 100% goggles. Yeah. Yeah, sweet.
6: It's pretty. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even know. I, I I heard a rumor about it this weekend, but I was like, no, nah, that can't be true. There's no way. So, apparently. Yep.
3: Yeah. All right. Get
0: out at uh, A1 this weekend. Uh, checking it out. West from Phoenix. Swung by the H uh, and H truck there. Watson was cool enough to pose for a little photo. Let me uh, take a take a picture of him. I was able to text back to my boys in Phoenix. I got a kick out of that real cool setup over there. I uh, wanted to give a shout out to Watson though and let him know I think he's got a legitimate team this year. Got some good riders there. I was I was impressed. I think uh possibility of uh top five guys. I don't know about the podium. It's obviously gonna be tough with uh the rest of the riders in, in those classes, but uh for sure. Kane was cool as shit. He uh you know, talked to him real briefly and probably signed autographs and so I just wanted to give a shout out and let, okay. let everyone know or let the boys know there on the broadcast there that uh the hh was cool and uh peace out thanks man thanks again watson your cool shit
4: that's cool like it's got hey, it's a lot it's St- standard duh duh no uh there was like a, quite a few people that you know came by and couldn't believe it the one take a picture and hang out and i was just like yeah sure yeah it wasn't because i was a team manager it was because of the show that's all they said they didn't care about the team they said
11: did they say more pookie that's what I they heard a lot
4: of. They didn't say more pookie, but I, I say more pookie.
3: And what you, you called, you called Cole Sealy's win too, didn't you? Sure
11: did. Thanks to everybody who reminded you about it too.
3: All you did was say, what about Cole Seely?" You didn't say he was going to win. You didn't say anything. You said, what it's about Cole Sealy? It's calling it. No, it's far from it, bro. No,
11: it's not. Bro. No. What I saw in Seattle last year, you can't forget that. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> All right. What's up? This is Wes from Phoenix. Hey, real quick, I don't know this just ran a rave, but. One thing you gotta do is you gotta get Factory Phil Radio Gold. You gotta get him back on there. He's uh he's definitely Radio Gold. Cam Pellegrino, uh Stevenson, uh all three of those guys are solid. Uh Factory Phil's just he he can be part of a freaking That's so
15: fun. Watson
0: uh, whack pack, like Stern's whack pack. Uh just to suggest you, man, but those Watson's, three guys are Watson's whack pack. crack me up, so uh, but definitely factory Sounds
3: show. like docking. Needs All on. right. Uh, yeah, 702-586-7857. You can call any and leave a message. Um, and the best ones make it on air. JT, it's a wrap. Thanks, thanks for coming on twice. Appreciate it. All right. Always yep. gold. Please do not cut the track this weekend. You will be docked.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never been more scared to cut the
4: track ever.
3: <laughs> can you imagine if Deegan got docked at Bud's Creek when he cut out that whole section? Can he?
4: No, never would have happened. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, just wanted to say I'll be
6: at uh, MMI, the open house at MMI, Thursday night. If anybody is going out there, come say hi. Plugs? Yeah.
3: Sweet. We'll see there, JT.
4: Thursday night. We'll see you there JT.
3: Thursday night.
4: We'll you Yeah, there Thursday, Thursday night. like, 3 to 7, I guess. Yeah, it's a new sponsor we're working on, too. Bullshit, See you there. Kenny.
3: <laughs> You're totally lying, Coop Kenny.
11: Nation's going off in the chat That's <laughs> not, it's not
4: totally, my department. Totally, totally lying.
3: Hey, thanks to Kevin Wyndham, Justin Brayton, Tom McGovern of Kawasaki. Remember, you got uh, six days to get your t shirt submissions in for the uh, PubMex Kawasaki t shirt design contest. Uh, uh, thanks uh, to thanks those guys. Thanks, JT, by the way. We'll let you go.
4: Thanks, Jason. Yep. See you guys see you next weekend later. I'll see you. All right,
3: Bye. later. Um, thanks, James Listen for doing all that he did this show.
4: Hey, you know what you guys need to do? <laughs> you Talk? Need, you, need to, you need to get with JT, ask him if Frank's coming. You, Frank, and Pookie. <laughs> and Talk about that JT moment. Needs, you, need, you need to go back to the scene of crime and get that food for, for, <laughs> for Frank. Or, or just get a bag of Burger King and walk up to him and say, I owe you this.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That'll go a long ways.
3: Yeah. One of the t-shirt designs we got is pretty creative about the Burger King moment. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. We're going to be back every, uh, every Monday for the next little while talking about supercross, talking about uh, uh, docking, talking about uh, all those good things. Uh, thanks, Tits. You're welcome. For all that you do uh-huh. for the show, producing and
5: uh, just pretty much running the scenes.
4: I'd like to thank everyone in the chat room for keeping me um, awake and listening to all your bullshit. I love it. <laughs> Keep it coming. Thank you for everyone for listening. If you're in Phoenix this weekend. Come by, tell me to fuck off, or you hate me, or you love the show, or whatever, and uh, come by the truck and see what we got. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for coming on the show tonight.
3: We're going we're gonna to go out with uh, Paul and Kenny's car ride. Um, again. <laughs> Paul and
4: Kenny's car ride's way better than that Brett Michaels thing that we have to hear every single weekend.
3: Yeah. What about the Tedesco song? We'll play that. Um, maybe we'll have Tedesco on the show next week, and as he comes in, we'll intro him that with that. Thanks to BTO Sports.com, band Goggles, JGRMX, FMF Racing, AGV helmet sports connection, vivid home automation, tech one designs, fly racing, and free gun underwear. We love you guys all. Thank you very much. And here's Paul and Kenny's car ride. See you next week.
4: Buddy, it's just in the neighborhood. And that's tough. Fuck it. That chair reeks like butt. I agree. I am so happy. I am so happy. Let's not kid ourselves here. Are you going to frickin' argue with me? That's bullcrap. I have to disagree with you. Go rest until tonight. That's what I was just going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Easy, Paul. I've got a red bull cracked open. (laughs) I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I need time to get my head on straight. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't really give a shit. Fuck it. I try to always turn a negative into a positive. I agree. You just never know. This is what I think. If you're not right all the time, Paul. I have to disagree with you. I could be mistaken. Dang yourself. That's tough. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude. and It was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.